the black nerds, what's our rush? I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant nerds give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. I'm Martin. <laughs> Stevie, said to me, you, why are you on me? Why are you on me, Stevie? <laughs> I wasn't on me, yes. honestly, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're, uh, we're Blurs Yeah, I'm Stevie. Us. Hi. <laughs> so welcome to episode 189 of Blurs Are Us. Um, today we are, well, we, we, we've not been alone for a while. We've actually been doing quite well. We've got um, mm-hmm. four out of six of the Blurs crew on the episode. Um, but today we are joined by a friend from overseas. We are joined by the, the wonderful Paul Hart. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Okay. So- no, thanks for coming. Paul Hart, you are the co-host of the Anime Backcast and Movies from the Heart. Um, how how long have you been doing those shows? Oh man, uh, like three years off and on. We're kind of been on a hiatus, so hoping to get back in there. Mm. So obviously, why Anime Back? I know obviously why you've done Anime Backcast, but why Anime Backcast? Why why that show to review? Because it's the greatest kids cartoon of all time. Come on. Oh, 100%. Exactly. Truth. 100%. You watch it as an adult now. It, it, like, it holds up for adults and kids. Mm. It's deep. It is deep. No, that's the... It ain't, they, ain't they bringing it back, the animated series? They I think are they're bringing it back. Oh, good. Get on Amazon as well. Um... That's like someone knows from Batman, but yeah, they hundred percent need to bring it back ASAP. Yeah, we've been rewatching it on uh, HBO Max right now. It's been amazing. Okay, cool. Uh, how lovely to have HBO in Max, it, and we it. don't have it in here in the UK. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Just, 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 just right rub it in a bit more. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, just kidding. Yeah, I, I just need to. <laughs> I just need to. Do you know? What? I don't even need HBO Max anymore. Like, most stuff you can find online nowadays. Yeah. Because at one point mm. I was like, oh, maybe I should just get um, share a login with someone. But I was just like, because they're releasing stuff on streaming, you normally get quite a good quality rip now. So, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hate... Do you, Go on. Do you know what? Yeah, just just saying that, yeah. Um, obviously, one of the things we're reviewing today is, is Monster Hunter, yeah? Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> when I was looking at I'm not I'm not on Virgin anymore, so I can openly talk about this shit now because <laughs> they can't do shit to me. But um, when I was looking for it, yeah, I couldn't find uh, an HD rip originally. All I could find was cams. Mm. And you know what, yeah? As annoying as cams are, it actually was a bit nostalgic. It took me back to a time <laughs> when cinemas were open. Like, it made me feel a bit good. <laughs> That's um, But yeah, like, again, I, I, as a, a grow, I feel like I'm a grown-up now, innit? So I generally try to pay for stuff and, like, not do things illegally. But if you're not going to give me HBO Max, yeah... 
Like, I kind of got to do what I got to do with it. And uh, it's just jarring because, you know, I, I pay for it. Well, I, I have access to Disney Plus now on Netflix. A lot of those streams says that I pay for it. But if you're not going to give me something and it's something that I really want to see. Like, so today we were meant to be reviewing um, Ray of the Last Dragon. Now, I did not know that it was a premiere access on Disney Plus. The moment I found out the premiere access, I was like, well... I'm going to review that in two months when it comes out on free on Disney Plus. And then that's when you're going to get Blurs or Russ's reaction. Um, because I'm not paying £20 for it. Like, it's, it's, it's just unnecessary. Especially with hopefully cinemas hopefully reopening around the corner in the UK. Um, the trailer does look really good. It does. It does. But I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I was really impressed. Actually surprised. I thought it was going to be shit. Mm, yeah, but not not twenty not not worth twenty pounds when I can just wait a couple of months and watch it for no, free. No. Um, but Paul, so like, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, who 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 is Paul Hart? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, I do have to say that was a pretty uh, crazy flex you just did there, Nana. I'm an adult, so I think I should pay for stuff. Like, yeah, you really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he's lying. Uh, he's lying. Don't let him lie to you like that. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember your Odeon's little thing. What Odeon? Oh, <laughs> but, but with that, I was paying for it originally. It's just that when they ca- when I cancelled it, they stopped taking out the money, but they stopped. They didn't stop the card, so it was still working. So why not? And the oh, was, what? So, so <laughs> you I, I'm, jammy kid. Was it like six to nine months of? Of free Odeon Limitless, and then when they found out, I just signed yeah. up, I just signed up again. So you know, I yeah. I did pay for it. I was paying for it, but anyway, yes, Paul. Before I we was rudely interrupted. <laughs> tell tell us about yourself. Yeah, uh, I am a single father. I have two uh, kids. They have a lot more hair than I do. <laughs> they like to rub those little bastards. Um. <laughs> I know that life. I know that life. Don't worry. About <laughs> I'm going yeah, that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been there since I've been 18, man. It's not a fun, it's not a fun time. Uh, I am. Uh, I live in uh, a state called Wisconsin. You guys might just know us across the pond as the idiots that make beer and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds great to me. It's like, a good thing to be go. known for. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a party. Well, I, yeah. Um, I am a teacher. Uh, I teach. Kindergarten, I think in the UK that translates to like college. No, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nursery. No, wait, what age group are they? Four, four uh, years old. So that's reception, I think. Yeah, is it? Yeah, reception. Right. Yeah, I want to say it's reception. It's even nursery or reception. It's what is it's around there. It's it's in between. It's it's sort of like the the first. It could be the last year of. Um, like play group or the first year of like um, proper primary school. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right. That seems I, like a perfect description too for for uh, what we do with the four year olds, which has been just killer this year. Uh, I I just jumped into my tenth year doing this, and nice. to have to teach kindergartners, four year olds, receptionists, uh, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> how to like learn because because what you do at at my age level is you teach them how to get ready for school like you still teach them Mm. school stuff but like you teach them how to interact with other kids and Mm. it's hard to do that on um 
on Zoom. Mm. But we're back in person now, so it's been a fun time trying to get that back. Okay. Well, I actually guested on one of your like Zoom sessions with your kids, and you've got a lovely bunch of kids. Like, they're no, like, don't, don't let, don't let none of. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I was, I was suspended for three days after they found out about that. Oh, she. You had who on? Oh no. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that like you've integrated like comic books into your teaching and like you had what was he say like be quiet like spider-man like open sit down and be still like batman um <laughs> something to do with ninja turtles and i thought that was just like really cool like you're 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 teaching them about pop culture and stuff from a young age and like it will also show them that when they hopefully get into their their own jam or into their own niche of pop culture and nerdy stuff that it's okay to be a nerd because like mm. uh, we, we've talked about recently in our group like how like everyone's kind of like you know doing nerdy stuff and like again not mm. we, not to like gatekeep in it but like for some people they generally have always liked nerdy stuff in it and then now they've got opportunity to show without being bullied and without being in a sense victimized and stuff like that um i was, yeah. I was listening to one of my nfl podcasts and um i can't remember the name of the player but like he's really big into magic the gathering and he's so much into it that he's opened up his own like card shop and um in the last couple of months especially with the pandemic like there has been a resurgence in people collecting pokemon cards and um magic cards and baseball cards and basketball like card collecting has is now become a thing like people are treating card collecting like you would the stock market and back in the day (laughs) if you had a you had a card collection of any kind, yeah, people would take the piss out of you and, you know, it, it, it wasn't a cool thing to do. So it's nice to see, like, it's a lot more open now. It's a lot more accessible for people because, yo, like, half the shit that I do now, if I did it back in the day, yeah, uh, it, it, it would have been a very long, long case of... I would not have got bullied because, obviously, I was... I was cool enough to be a part of the cool kids, but... At the same yeah. time, I liked a lot of the nerdy stuff as well, but brag. Same here. <laughs> same, not even a brag, but like I was, I, I, I was, I was, bored, I was, I was borderline in it. I was just cool enough to hang around with cool kids, but I was always into my Dragon Ball Z, my Pokemon, my Digimon, my computer games. I was always into all of that as well. Um, like I even remember one time, like don't even know if it was that long ago, because um, uh, I think. It might have been like 2017 Comic-Con. I went to Comic-Con and I dressed up. And uh, one of my football coaches came up to me and was like, yo, like, are you into that shit? And I was like, like, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a little bit defensive. Like, what do you mean am I, why am I into that shit? He's like, like, that's for kids. I was like, listen, you don't, you don't even understand. <laughs> <We're back laughs> I was like, coach, you don't even understand yet. This goes beyond be that now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very like, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, where I do teach, it's in a very poor part of uh, Milwaukee, so a lot of my kids come from a single parent home, and the the statistics have proven that, uh, especially especially my little boys in my room, uh, statistics aren't kind to what they're gonna, what kind of life they're gonna turn to, so. One thing we want to try to do is get them to read, and if we can get them to love reading, what better way can you do that with with a comic book and Spider Man and 
Mm. and the Ninja Turtles. And if we can get them into a hobby of collecting comic books or, you know, that kind of stuff instead of something that's right, you know, something that's not the mm. best for them, then my job is done as mm. as far as that goes. So, so what, I mean, if I could go back in time, so I just to say, if I could go back in time, Paul, I want you to be my teacher, 110%. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, if like I said, if you could see his the way his classroom is set up here, like, don't you, at the moment, have, like, a Black Panther um, uh, thing designed on the on the whiteboard or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got a board because <clears throat> uh, my kids were napping and I got a bunch of uh, construction paper and I made a giant Hulk for, uh, for our wall to put their work by. Like, our work is, you know, incredible. And we got the Hulk. I'm like, you know what? He needs a buddy. So I made a, a, I made a, a Black Panther. Yeah, things really three cool. feet tall. It's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I I used to work in a school as well, um, and it, it it sounds very similar to like what you're saying because the the school where I worked was like for behavior problems and learning difficulties. So a lot of them came from like difficult backgrounds and stuff, and it, it is a very rewarding job. Like it's stressful as hell, but is rewarding when you see, like you said, when you get them reading and engaged and enjoying stuff like that. It's it's uh, it's very rewarding. Like one thing, I saw I saw something Paul that you, you posted on Facebook. I think it was today um, about the the art that they draw and stuff for you. And and I liked what you said. Yeah. The first step to the Louvre is is the refrigerator. I like that. That was actually really <laughs> nice. I like what you said there. But um, but yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely um, a rewarding job, man. Mm. Oh man, like you gotta make you, you gotta embrace that stuff, right? Like they can make you the ugliest piece of art and you just have the, <laughs> you know because because then you end up destroying a soul mm. you know yeah. like yeah, it's not gonna look good but like you gotta make them brave you gotta mm. make them want to keep doing it like if you see something you scream and run away from their artwork they're gonna <laughs> they never want to do it again yeah exactly um, I, one of the hardest parts of working in a school with kids that young is acting like you know what they've drawn like that they're, <laughs> they'll come and give you a picture and be like hey you like it and you're like yeah, that's cool and they're like do you know what it is and you're like yeah <laughs> of course and then they're like what, what is it and you're like it's a drawing <laughs> i saw a hilarious thing on facebook um which was like a kid drawing a, a picture of a woman on a like dancing around a pole with loads of people offering yeah. her money mm. and the, the mum sent a thing like a note next to it saying this is not it was like this is my mummy's job and, and she was like i am not a stripper this i work in that home depot and it, i was like selling the last shovel to, to everybody and they were <laughs> it was so, so funny mm. So, Paul, what are, what's what's your like fandom? What's your pop culture fandom? What are you really into? Oh, it's Batman. I'm into <laughs> I'm into all of Batman, man. Mm-hmm. So, does that does that uh, make, automatically make you a massive DC fan, or no, no, God, no? Yeah, no, man. What like, like I'm huge into the Timbers, so I'm big into. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, I'm into the Burton universe as well. Um, I love those ones, but the animated series I'm in love with, um, in love with Batman Beyond, and then, uh, you know, the Arkham games, because those are sequels to the animated series. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into almost all the new comic book runs that are being done with Batman, like specifically with Batman. So I'm definitely bigger into Batman than I am DC. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul, do you know uh, what? I agree. Yeah, I hear I, that. I just have to. How come when you're on Pop Culture Leftovers, your internet sounds good, but right now your internet sounds shit? <laughs> well, how about I turn off my video? Maybe my video yeah, may, maybe if you t- yeah. Let's let's see if that let's see if that as, is that better. Right now it is. We'll see as as it goes on. Um, so see, my I- face was breaking the internet. I, I, I get a voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. Other than Batman, what else are you into? Obviously, yeah. What's the- uh, I'm in like I'm into Marvel, but. You know, that just makes me a basic boy. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm into Marvel. Um, man, I just... Pretty much anything that I can just sit down and turn my turn my brain off. But Marvel and Batman are the big ones. And then just, like, uh, old 80s movies. I just put mm. those on. I mean, I'm not a specific fan of them, but mm. anything stupid, I'm into. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I've, 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 in roundabout ways, or listened to the very various podcasts. I've kind of heard this story. Um, but what's this story about you being a wrestler when you were younger? Like, I need to hear that story from, <laughs> from the horses. Oh my days! Did you, did you like, like, what did you watch? Uh, Lucha Lucha or something? Get ideas from that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh fuck you, Nana. Oh man, why you gotta tell this story? Okay, yeah, no, when I uh when I got out of high school, I was big into the whole WWF uh thing. Mm. And mind you, I was like hundred and three pounds when I graduated high school. So my buddy found a local pro wrestling company, he was like, Hey, we can train. So I took a year off of school and I trained to be a wrestler and got to the point where we were doing matches and all that, and it was a very it was wow. the dark days of my life. That yeah. <laughs> so what? What was, was what was your uh, stage name? God damn it, Nana! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just because you know this too. You know this. It's all coming out now. <laughs> all right, man. So so like I was not that because like, I was a little guy. In fact, my first match, the crowd chanted, "You need steroids and eat a sandwich." Uh, <laughs> And then, so they were like, cause I got, at the time I had a sharp wit, like I was good at talking. They're like, Hey, we want to put you with two guys that can actually wrestle, but they, they're not good at talking to like the crowd. So we want you to be the manager. So I'm like, yeah, cool. And they're like, we we're going to have you. And then they pitched the idea to me. They're like, we got these two awesome. God, these guys were like six foot 10 and seven foot tall. And, and they were both black, and they're like, we want you to pretend you're black. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? I'm like, what's that? And they're like, dude, like, the crowd is going to hate you. Because I live in Wisconsin, like, mm. you know, you go up north Wisconsin, if you're not white, they're going to fucking run away. Like, they're just, you know, Wisconsin <laughs> sucks. Uh, so, yeah, that was good. And they're like, we're going to give you a week to think about your name. And we want to get you like real nice, like fake looking suits and all that. I'm just gonna go out and piss everybody off. So uh, 
me and the tag team came up with the name for me to be Ritz Cadillac because I was the fanciest of all the crackers. <laughs> That's <a sick> name. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd seen this. This sounds amazing. Do you, do you have any pictures? I need to see this. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I need to see a picture of you as Ritz Cadillac. It's all been destroyed. It's all been destroyed, man. No. How old were you when you did this? I was, man, I was 19. And you were, that, you were 104 pounds? Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like less than 50 kilos. Yeah, I know, like, child protection services should have been called at some point. Um, that's like nothing. I'm like 100 kilos. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know what kilos are because we're not cool enough to adopt the metric system over here. But uh, that's do you know about stone? It's like I'm I'm like between fifteen and sixteen stone. Okay, yeah. So no, what, but like <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, I was just a little guy. Now I'm I'm triple. I'm double that now. But like it worked that summer, man. <laughs> Me and me and that tag team, we had to stay back for like hours after they cleared out because people were waiting for us in the parking lot. <laughs> that is so cool. Dude, that is so cool. That is a brilliant, that is such a cool thing to have done. That is such a You know, this guy would like you know, this guy would uh boo and I tell him, Yeah, you know, your wife wasn't booing when they were tag teaming her last night. <laughs> <laughs> That is ridiculous. Oh my <laughs> days! I'm I'm glad I finally got the whole whole of that story because, like I said, I've heard little snippets, but to actually hear the full thing, uh that is hilarious, man. All right, so yeah, it was a fun time. All right, so we're gonna get to know you just a little bit more. So this is just like like little quick fire round. <laughs> um, okay. And with this, we're just gonna ask you like, in a sense, would you rather this or that? And you just kind of say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um. Mm-hmm. For the most part, there is no wrong answer. Yeah. So your first one is Batman or Superman? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Um, why Marvel over DC? I th- well, that is a tricky question, right? Because when you look at animated movies, it's DC that's uh, mm-hmm. that's kicking the shit out of Marvel. Most of the time when you look at comic books, it's DC that's got the upper hand. But I think the one that really matters, the one that's really putting butts in the seats is the cinematic uh, part. And man, what Marvel has done over the past, geez, 12 years now, 12, 13 years has just been untouchable. Something I even think we'll be able to see in our lifetime again. Uh, you know how they finish off Endgame was just perfect. You know, they they hit so much fan service without it hitting you over the head. And I think yeah, Marvel just did a great job of being able, I mean, dude, it, I always make this joke. I was watching man of steel and then I watched guardians of the galaxy. I'm like, dude, a fucking raccoon did more to save a city than <laughs> Superman did at the end of man of steel. <laughs> oh, you yeah. fell more in love with a tree that has three <laughs> words. <laughs> Then, then, then you know who's doing it right. Mm. Mm. All right, next one: Street Fighter Tekken or Mortal Kombat? You said Street Fighter Tekken or Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yep. Oh my god! Like fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's the question that stops you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like game wise, it's Mortal Kombat, of course. Mm. Movie wise, 
Street Fighter is one of my favorites just because it's such a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Cool. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the president of the Marines. That's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. No, that's true. All right, oh, Batman or Iron Man? Batman or Iron Man? Yep. No, no, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go I Batman. I got to go Batman. Okay. Cool. I don't know why that question's on there either, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know why I've it's on there either. I don't know. It, we just run with it for so long. All right. Do you, have, do you have any familiarity with Dragon Ball Z? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, when it comes to watching anime and foreign films, do you prefer subs or dubs? Uh, I like what I, I I like the subtitles because then I really do have to pay attention to it. Okay, cool. Wolverine or Deadpool? Holy Deadpool! <laughs> Deadpool? Why Deadpool over Wolverine? Because he's got a smart ass. It's like, <laughs> cool. like he's funny. All right, the best Batman. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. Okay. Correct. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Star, Star, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, your favorite Spider-Man? Mm, yeah. Uh, Toby. Yeah. Cool. All right. Are you familiar with Avatar? Uh, I take it you don't mean the shitty James Cameron movie. No, uh, <laughs> definitely not the shitty James Cameron movie. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to say she, because I quite liked Avatar when it came out. I haven't watched it since it came out, so I don't know how it holds up. Oh, watch it. All right, wait, wait, wait. Did you see it in the theater? Yes, I did. Because I loved it when I first saw it in the theater, because it was an event. Like, it was the mm. first time in that cool 3D, and then... You rewatch it, you're like, this motherfucker just copied Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Last Rainforest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's 100% you did. That's fair. Is it okay that I cussed? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Fuck yeah. yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hell, <laughs> man. If it's not okay, I'm, I should be off this, this uh, podcast. I swear. <laughs> this, is my guy. this is my guy right here. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so I'm talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. If you could bend any element. The shitty M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, not the shitty M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> cartoon. Uh, uh, out of the four elements, if you could bend one, which one would it be? If I could bend any of the four elements? Yes. Fire. Okay. Why fire over the other elements? Dude, that'd be like really like... Can you imagine like being like out with a girl and all of a sudden you're just like spelling her name in fire in the sky? You're like, how did that happen? <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. <laughs> or you could be like, hey, babe, my heart burns for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's hella creative. All right. All right that, that, brings, <laughs> that brings us to end of like our getting to know our guest, Paul Hart, who's going to be joining us for this episode. Oops, I clicked the wrong button. Um, we'll be joining us for the rest of this episode. All right. So we're now going to get into our weeks. Uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to go first today. Um, so, uh, like I said, Dell has been on fire with her TV recommendations. And um, she recommended uh, a show called Behind Her Eyes on Netflix. Um, obviously, I, I'd heard about it, but I just didn't think it would be something that would be that interesting to watch. And um, so that's why I didn't even add it to the list. Um, but she was just like, um, come, like, she was just like, come on, like, let's watch it. I've watched it already. Let's watch it together. 
And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's watch it. Um, I don't want to get into too much because I don't want to spoil it. But did anyone else get to see this film on um, this TV episodes? Nope. So I was the only one. That it was, sorry? Watch Behind Her Eyes. Yeah, you were the only one. It was on the list, was it? Yeah, it was on the list. It's like that I said that if, if anyone could watch it as extra. So I'm not going to say too much because I, I do want you all to see it. Um, all right. To n- not give anything away, it's in the similar vein to... No, I can't even say because that might give it away. But What kind of genre is it? It's like... It's not horror. It's like a tension drama, I guess. It's like a... It's, 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 do you know like a thriller? A thriller. A thriller, yeah. You know, it's in the vein of Get Out and Us by Jordan Peele. All right, it's that kind of right. it's that kind of show. Don't compare it to that, no, no. I watched the first three episodes. Don't don't compare <laughs> those it's, two. It's, 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 it's not that good. It's not as good as them. No. <laughs> that guy is no, nah, nah, that guy is the shittiest therapist of all time, dude. He's a, you know, yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I'm gonna give it a solid three piece, man. Like I thought it was, it was tense. Um, I think the reason why I like initially it was a half chicken, but the way it ends, um, I'm someone that likes to pride themselves with um figuring out movies and know where it's going, and like mm-hmm. the twist. I didn't clock the twist to it like it actually happened. And and, and okay. for me for, for me to be like bamboozled, um it a show's done well. Show, the person that's writing a story has done really well to like make me be so focused on what's going on that I don't see the twist coming. And um I liked like the ending's quite dark and like T says, yeah, do you like your shows where there's not a happy ending? And in this in this TV yeah. show, like there isn't a happy there's a happy ending, but not for who you expect it to be. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, that's what re- made me really enjoy. It. So, Paul, you said your, like, the first three episodes you weren't particularly a fan of. Um, can can you like explain more as to why you didn't enjoy those? Three? You're not enjoying it so far. Uh, well, again, I haven't finished, and I do apologize if my internet sounds shitty. Yeah, it's, it's um, not good. <clears throat> But no, like I didn't. A lot of it to me was it was just too convenient, and I don't want to get into too much. Like it was too coincidental, like how every like how everyone was kind of connected. It was like okay, mm. again, you I, know. And like I said, he's the worst therapist of all time. Oh yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's a bit of a shitty person as well. Like, um, yeah, well that too. Again, if you like end up watching this like for next week, then I would definitely want to go into and go spoilers because like. All right, so we, in in the group chat, we've kind of come up with a, a new term. I don't know if it's a new term or just, but <clears throat> there is a, a fucking Allison in this show and she does. <laughs> all right. She does. Things, yeah. Yeah. Does not make sense. And you're just like, why would you do that? Like, and I'm starting to get anno- like, I'm starting to get annoyed when it comes, it, they do it because they've always been doing it to women where they make women stereotypically look dumb in shows and TV shows. And like, mm-hmm. not that I'm like, oh, I'm woke now, I'm a, or whatever, I'm awake or like, I'm a feminist, <laughs> but like, no. But it's sometimes I'm just like, you don't need to do it in every show, like make the women so dumb and make them like, like, you know, there's a sign that says, if you go left, you go to live a happy life. If you go right, you will die. <laughs> hmm, what should I do? All right, I'm going to go B and go die. 
or they're gonna be running for the <laughs> they're gonna run from the um serial killer and then just trip and then be like no don't, like <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a trope that's been done for the ages but like um it's it, that trope is now really starting to annoy me so when i see it 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 really gets on my nerves and yeah there's a fucking allison in this and she does some Allison stuff and it gets on my nerves. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, I, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't even say because we've never had an email saying that we suck or we, we're too offensive or anything. But I'm, I feel like if there is someone that's listened to the show and her name is Allison, they'll be like, why would you pick that name? I'm mad at, I'm mad at Allison. I, I do do so. But yeah, it was just like, there's too many times she just does dumb things and you're just like, if there's, if there's someone called Allison out there, I don't think they picked it themselves. Though. Yeah, obviously <laughs> not. But, <laughs> but um, and the, as as we get into some of the other stuff that we've watched, there's a couple of stuff that has some more Allisons, and I'm just like, fucking hell! Why would you not use some common sense and just do the rest? <laughs> but um, I would highly recommend behind your behind her eyes. Um, mm-hmm. There is a twist that again I didn't see coming and. I like to pride myself on knowing what's going on. And um, I think... It was all Alison, wasn't it? It was Alison. Alison did Allison. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to watch it. But um, I, 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 I didn't even know that like the show was like doing well because um, uh, like, normally when the thing happens, yeah, Black Twitter takes it and makes memes. And some of the, <laughs> some of the memes about this Alison, yeah, are actually golden. And you will only mm-hmm. understand understand it if you've watched the show, um, and um, yeah. So that that was the one of the shows. The other show that I was watching, which I, again I'm gonna give you a free piece, and I didn't expect to enjoy, um, is a show called Firefly Lane. Um, I think what's interesting about this one is like it's kind of like filmed. It, it, it follows um, two best friends, but it follows them over the years. So it's kind of filming like three. Um, different time periods so like the first time period is like when they're kids um, the second is like when they're like you know fresh out of college um, like going to the world and then like the third time period is like present day kind of thing but like <clears throat> it flows in between the time period so in episode one you know you might get a little bit of them in current time then it might go back to them in like the early 90s when they're like teen well not teenagers like young adults then they might go to them back to the present and back to them as kids then going backwards and forwards um it stars oh, i can't remember the name but elliot from scrubs um and i'm barely doing a dis- just a disservice by not remembering her damn name and um but it's really fun because I, have, I, have, I haven't seen her in anything since scrubs to be honest and um I really, enjoy, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a fun like slice of life, coming of age story, all those different um things there. Uh, and so on Netflix, uh, it's ten episodes. I think they're about 50, 50 minutes each. Um, and yeah, it's a fun watch. Uh, again, I was watching this with Del. It was something that Del recommended, and um, we pretty much binged it in one night. Um, Sarah Chalk, that's Elliot's name. Um. And yeah, was, I think the casting was Catherine Hegel. <clears throat> no, Catherine Hegel plays um, Tully. I don't know what she's from, right. but Sarah Chalk um, plays Kate Malarkey, and she was um, Elliot from Scrubs. Do you remember Scrubs? Ah, the blonde, right. the blonde girl that yeah, um, that was, that was yeah. JD. Yeah, and because I, I was watching, I was like, this woman like looks really familiar. I was like, I know I've seen. I was like, she looks a little bit like Jennifer Anderson, just very tiny. Um, but I was like, 
I know I've seen her in something. And then when I went to like her IMDb and I saw Scrub, I was like, that's it. It's Elliot. Um, so again, I think this, if, if you're coupled up, you need something to watch with your partner. I would, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's fun. There's some amusing moments. Um, there's not too, they, you know, they, they, they do a good job of it. Um, it, it only came out what? It came out in February, um, beginning of February, um, this year. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I would highly recommend it. Um, even though it's only a free piece, but I would, I would definitely get people to check it out. Um, I'm sorry, my uh, notes are just like all over the place because I've made a messy boo boo. All right, um, what else have I got to? <laughs> oh, so Pacific Rim the Black. Uh, anyone else watch this? Yeah, it was I have it. binged the shit out of that. Seen it all. You seen it all? Watched yeah? the first episode. You watched the first episode. Mine, you said you've seen this year. You finished this? Yeah, seen it all. Uh, yeah, Paul, did you watch it. this? Unfortunately, no. Okay, that's cool. Um, so I knew this was coming out an animated version of Pacific, uh, Pacific uh, based on the movie Pacific Rim. Um, I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun of it. It, it was, it was short. It felt to me like they weren't confident that people would enjoy this, so they thought like they kind of like did a pilot season. Um, we've seen them Netflix do this before of like Castlevania when the first season was like four episodes. Um, and other animated things. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I I would give this a solid three piece. However, one what was the name Haley? She was a fucking Allison. Yeah, she did some. <laughs> she, did, she did some Allison things, man. Like, and again, we're gonna yeah. go, we're gonna go small into spoilers here. So, Paul, I'm sorry if you're gonna catch this later, but if she had just listened to her brother, yeah, like so many people would not have died, and then she just kept on making it worse by just doing dumb things that led to more and more people dying. And it was just getting on my nerves um, because she seemed like a nice, intelligent person, but was just doing the most dumbest things and it was just pissing me off. Um, I'm, Stevie, you said you've seen this. What, 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 what was your rating and what's your surface thoughts? Yeah, no, this, I'd give it like a, a like a three piece as well. Um, I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, I, the the first the, the two movies, Pacific Rim movies, I, I enjoyed them because of the action, mm. and not particularly because of the story. Yeah. Um, and this really picked up the story. was was a lot stronger in this. I felt like there was a, a lot more going on. You got to know all the characters, and um, yeah, there was a there was a lot. A lot of uh, answers to be, uh, a lot of questions to be answered, and yeah, I, I just had a lot of fun with it. And it would, and it could, they totally could have like had a had it a lot longer, and it would have just as been just as good, you know. Um, and also the the, the animation was fantastic as well. I was really yeah, impressed definitely. with that. Yeah, definitely. Mine. What would you? Uh, what's your service views and what's your rating? <laughs> Um, surface views are that um, it's a good. All right, so first of all, let me give a rating. Flipping off, got freaking tarot all over me now. All right, good idiot. <laughs> so um, first of all, I give it a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the story. I like the fact that it was it was based in Australia. Um, I don't think we've seen Australia in the in either movies. Um, so yeah, it was it was good in that setting. And something about Australia and you know it was like post apocalyptic world like um. 
Mad Mad Max series. Just there's something about it that I like. Um, so I like the characters. Um, so yes, Haley is definitely an Allison, um, <laughs> especially in the in the later episodes. The things she does are just so dumb. I mean, um, without going into too much detail, the choice she made when she came up against an opponent that was not like there was no way they could have beat this opponent as she said i'm gonna go fight this opponent anyway i'm thinking <laughs> girl what are you doing <laughs> like, like, like you have no chance of winning this just that like, use your brain do you know what i mean yeah um so yeah she was asking but to be honest i kind of liked her character anyway because she was one that was head she was headstrong mm. um i guess a bit resilient actually no actually resilient is the wrong word to use um she had like a tough exterior as well um which was interesting. It was a nice uh, juxtaposition to her to her brother. Mm. Um, I actually liked um, one of the other characters, one of the supporter characters. Um, I think his name was um, the one that doesn't talk. No, not that one. The one who, <laughs> um, so like, like the the leader, the leader of those uh, uh, what's it called, like private military. Oh, the outriders. The outriders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I liked his character because he was just, he was the kind of guy who said he's like his his whole thing is listen to me otherwise I kill you or if you kill me I'm gonna kill you mm. and and it's sort of like yeah it's sort of played to that post apocalyptic world and stuff like that, so I really enjoyed it mm. um yeah the animation was amazing uh, actually I will say it's amazing but it's, it's reminiscent of things that we've seen in the past like um um. Oh, the anime series with um, Castle, oh, Castle Michael B. Jordan. Oh, um, oh Genlock, Genlock, Genlock. Yeah, yeah it did. It, it it. Genlock. And, and what yeah. made, made very, me very similar to that. What made me laugh was I was like, instead of spending money on Genlock, they should have done this like many years ago. Like they should have done mm. a Pacific Rim se- a series. Um, just going to quickly like go over my notes quick, real quick. Um, it started with a bang. I really appreciate that. It was quite fast, fast paced. It went to the action. Um, you got introduced to the kids. You got introduced to the kids' parents. <laughs> Um, I loved. I can't remember her name, but the AI of the um, Loa, Loa, I can't remember what, of the mechs they have. What are they called? Mechs called again? I was gonna say Gundam. What Jaeger? Jaegers. The Jaegers. Yes, I I love the AI for the Jaegers. Um, I thought it was dumb that, and this is why I posted that comment in the group. I was like, if I lived in America or in a state that had guns, I would never go anywhere without my gun. Because the amount of stuff that we've watched recently yeah, has been post-apocalyptic or things have just gone to shit. Like, I would, just in case, mm. yeah, the world goes to crap or I end up in a, in a dangerous situation, yeah, I'm having a gun with me. So the fact that these kids went off into this world filled with ye- um, filled with these kaiju and didn't think, hmm, let me, like, grab a metal pole or something to be used as a weapon and just thought, let's go into the city where we know there's dangerous creatures and just, like, go for, like, a, a stroll. Like, that pissed me off. Um, and, again, like, this... This kind of just made me think of like how we as humans never learn. So like, mm. and this always goes back to like Jurassic Park. Like, even though Jurassic Park has been is a movie, yeah, we always always are still trying to like make creatures that are extinct. And I was thinking to myself, in this year, they make like a human kaiju. And I'm just like, why? Why do we always do this? Why do we always want to create zombies and? <laughs> and and fucked up situations in the world like it's, it happens and again i guess again if you don't do those kind of things you won't have great movies um now my major issue with this movie yeah 
was that based on what we know from Pacific Rim 1 and 2, yeah, there's two things. When it comes to um, drifting with a person, like, it's meant to be something that, like, only, like, I don't know, 1% of people can do, yeah. Um, Them being siblings makes sense because, you know, they have a connection. But in the movies, yeah, they made it out to, like, pilot a Jaeger by yourself, yeah, is, like, one of the most hardest impossible things that you could do. But these people were just doing it so freely and it just got on my nerves. Did anyone else find a problem with that? Or is that just, just me being bugging? Am I, am I, I wrong? Or in, in the second one, didn't they like address this and kind of make it more possible for one person to... Am I wrong? I'm trying to remember what happened in the second one. No. It, didn't they just <clears throat> fight a lot? Yeah, but it was meant <clears throat> to be like, if you did it, like your your body couldn't handle it and like... Even then, mm. like it was only like the chosen few that could even run it for like more than five minutes. Now, <coughs> this kid mm. had basically he had only done the theory of piloting a Jaeger. He had never, I don't think, until the situation happens, yeah, he had ever piloted a Jaeger before. And like him was him and his sister were just like amazing at doing it all at once. And then there was a situation where he had to pilot the Jaeger by himself, and he did it. And I was just like. Okay, that's that's a bit of a stretch of the imagination. Obviously, again, it's a it's a thing about alien creatures. So yes, it's a stretch of the imagination. Any, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that. Bugged I, me. I so, had yeah. a, um, a a point. I was thinking when they were when they were um, drifting together, and then they were like um, doing the Jaeger. I was always under the impression that it was like um, they they had a, like a shared mind. Then when they were doing it, yeah, um, and and yet they were like doing different things there, like having a conversation and like one of them was like controlling the right arm and the other one was controlling the left arm and I was I was thinking surely that would be like a thing that they do together mm. you know like they'd both be controlling the left arm and both be controlling yeah. the right arm yeah that's but maybe well. maybe I missed that as well within the kind of like the universe the law of the no universe. yeah you're right that was kind of the point of it is that they their brains merge and then they mm. both like do simultaneous movements mm. Which is what makes the Jaegers move. Yeah, yeah. So, but in this, they know. definitely had like the kids. The the, bo- the the boy was like controlling that massive. Well, you haven't seen it all of it, have you? You've only seen mm. the first one, but not giving away too many spoilers. He gets a a, a weapon on his arm. Oh, I, and, uh, I'm not going to watch it to be honest. <laughs> I, I <laughs> mech mech stuff isn't really my thing. Wow. Like I've never really been that he much into mech, mech yeah. stuff. Like I like the films. But that's more due to like the spectacle of it, like seeing it in live action. These giant things, like it, it was a spectacle. Seeing it animated, it kind of to me it kind of lessens it a bit because anyone can draw something giant. Like you just make the trees look smaller when you draw them. Mm. But <laughs> in live action, it's more of a spectacle. I also specifically, as you know, not just specifically for Pacific Rim, but just again in general with mech stuff. I don't get why you have to like. I've said this, I remember talking to Nana and and Marvin about this before, but I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but why the people controlling them Mm. have to like put in effort and like to do stuff. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Like it should be because it's it's all fake, isn't it? It's like, um, they're just effectively, they're just controlling a, a, like a a mechanized thing. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like if you're controlling a mechanized thing, surely like, like you're relying like, on all the 
the the, the mechanics the mechanics to, to move you it, shouldn't yeah. have to you shouldn't have to strain to yeah. push harder to make the robot push harder <laughs> like it should yeah. just push as hard as it can push it's like, like when you're playing video games it's like when you're playing video games, yeah. pressing X harder doesn't make it. <laughs> make yeah, it. Well, I'm saying that it does now. Do you yeah, know what now, I mean? Nowadays it does. Like, wow. But I, I always, I about, always, if um, I'm controlling a, if I'm controlling a forklift and mm. I'm lifting some heavy shit, I don't have to press harder to lift up more heavy. <laughs> it just does it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I was always under the impression that um, with the, with these like Jaegers, they were like literally connected to the to the uh Jaeger and they'd feel they'd feel it all as well and that would be how mm. like how connected they were and that's why it was they were so special because they were effect they they weren't just controlling it they were actually embodying that yeah. like uh that mech completely yeah but you're right in reality would they really <laughs> do that they wouldn't really no, do that they would just have it like a like an exosuit that yeah. you could control and you'd be mega like safe inside it wouldn't you yeah, I mean, what what benefits would there be for it not punching as hard as it could possibly punch? Like, why if you're trying to lift something? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Why do I have to punch extra hard to make this thing punch as hard as it can punch? Why not just set it to maximum? Yeah, it just makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It anyway, doesn't. we're trying to make sense out of a show about giant monster aliens that come no, from. Just embrace all the fighting. It's great. Just embrace yeah. the fighting. Yeah. I don't know. Mech stuff's just never really been my stuff. Like I've never been into Gundams or anything like that. I mean, Power Rangers. I guess. But Power Rangers Iron is Man, different. But apart from that, like Power Rangers, yeah, because Iron they, different they they don't have to put in the effort. They just press a fucking button. It makes <laughs> fucking sense. Like, <laughs> they've got joysticks and shit. Like they don't have to actually do shit. Mm. No, that's Power cool. Rangers got it right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the last <laughs> thing for me before I pass it on is um on Friday I linked up with Mike probably for the first time in a year because obviously we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, uh, it was cool seeing him for the first time. Um. He's also got a PS5, so it's my first time experiencing playing with a PS5. And uh, it's and just, now you want to get one, yeah? Just, I've, I've always said I'm going to probably... Even get, sooner, even yeah, sooner. I've always said I'm probably going to get one for the summer or when me and Del finally move into our own place. But um, the experience of that and, like, touching it and, like, using the controllers, like, it is so fast. It is so, like, there's, like, hardly any loading time. Like, you just go to the next room and the room's just dead. Like, it was cool. Um... I like the sh- the I was I was I wasn't really feeling the new design of the controller because obviously it's a little bit bigger than your normal PlayStation four uh, PlayStation controller, um, but it does feel quite comfortable in your hands. It does feel quite nice. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I got excited. I hopefully want to get uh, a PS five um, even sooner. I, I don't know. I have. I want. I want to try and resist temptation. But like I I'm I, I want one. I really want one. What's um, gonna come first? A new laptop or a or a new oh, PS5? New, new laptop is coming before I get a PS5. New <laughs> laptop. Like, <laughs> so in addition to that, what do you think of the Olifish? In addition, in addition to that, yeah. So obviously, um, we are now Twitch affiliate. The Blurs account on Twitch is Twitch affiliate. Woo! Yay! Yay! So stuff. Um, what that means is you lot can give us the Blurs Blurs on the Twitch free money. Well. Okay, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get to the free money, but you can give us money. So by giving us, you can subscribe to us, you can donate to us, um, even just by watching the stream. Um, I think we get like two p for every advert that's watched. Um, you know, and that that will help the, uh, the podcast. 
Um, but if you want to give us free money and you don't want to subscribe and use your own money, if you have a Twitch account and you have Amazon Prime, you can use your Prime membership to uh, subscribe to our channel. Um, and every month you can just use your free subscription to subscribe to us, hopefully, because, you know, you like us. Um, uh, in maybe a week or two time, I might do a little video showing people how to do that. Um, but yeah, so again, if you want to give us free money and you have Twitch and you have Amazon Prime, all you got to do is use your Prime account to give us a free subscription. <laughs> oh, bless me. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, um, it's a fun channel to watch. I enjoy watching you guys play in there. Sweet, that's much appreciated. And you know what? Yeah, I, again, I got a shout out to like the leftover army and um, the guys over at Nerds Nerds the podcast because like I think a week or two Thursday I posted in those different groups that you know were on Twitch or trying to get to affiliate, and then like literally that Thursday I think we had like ten people watching. Then the Friday we had like twelve, and then the Sunday we had like another five and then on monday i think me and martin streamed apex and i think that pushed us over the edge yeah. and then literally that evening the moment they said like oh you're twitch affiliate i was like yep cool F- filled in my bank details <laughs> filled in my tax information i was like yep um but the only thing is yeah like one of one of our friends that's been streaming for a long time he said it took him two years to get his first payout because they only pay out the money when you hit your when you hit a hundred dollars and that's when they, they, mm. they send out the money to you. So I'm going to literally, I'm going to be bugging everyone that I know that has Amazon Prime and be like, well, you know, you've got Amazon Prime already anyway. So you might as well sign up to Twitch, Ooh. which is free. And then you might as well give me a subscription. You're giving me a, yeah. two, you're giving me two pounds a month for two pounds a month that helps sponsor this podcast and helps me pay for my subscription. And, and then hopefully again, if anyone can see this, anyone in that chat can see this microphone. This is the microphone that we we bought when this podcast first started for like seven pounds, and they're Ooh. very cheap, basic microphones, and they're still going strong. <laughs> but at some point, I would want to upgrade it. Um, and again, it would just it would just help fund certain things. Um, you know, I at some point I do want to get like all of us in t-shirts, so when we do go to comic comic cons, open up again, we can represent. Um, and then, yeah, I might even, again, if the money starts rolling in, I might even pay for, like, certain premium services to, you know, make the streams better, um, make our recording sessions better. Um, probably not going to happen now, but for episode 200, I did want to, like, rent out a studio and, like, have a proper sit-down in person with someone controlling the levels and someone pressing mm. the buttons for us and, like, getting someone to then mix the episode quite queen, quite, mixed the episode quite cleanly and for us to be put out like a a little bit more of a professional sounding episode um but with the with episode 200 round the corner and they us still steep in a pandemic i don't feel that's gonna happen this time around but um something to do in the future um again yeah you know some comic cons will hopefully reopen um the funds could help help go for that so we don't have to pay our own pockets maybe we can start doing some interviews again i don't know like again it just depends on how much starts rolling in so again um if you want to support the podcast that way um that would be a major help because like you know we don't run a patreon we don't have a a a donation thing at the moment for the podcast itself but like i said for the twitch um that is an avenue that will be doing certain things um podcast episodes will start to get streamed on twitch but right now like what we've got here would normally be on twitch but my, right now um when we've done in the past because my laptop sucks so much you can hear the audio 
but we're all just frozen in one spot like and every like five minutes you might see us change positions because the internet <laughs> decided to speed up and let us to be uh, shown but um that is something that we're looking to do in the future um so yeah keep an eye out for that yeah, like i said man we're on twitch go check us out we're affiliated so good uh mine what was yeah. your question and then you can tell us about your week all right, cool. So, first question was, what do you think of the haptic feedback from the PS5 controller? So, I didn't really notice it, which was a little bit annoying. But again, I didn't. I think I played one game of Apex, and I tried like maybe like five minutes of Persona Five. Um, mm. We 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 watched One Division together, which we'll talk about at the, at the end. Um, so we, I didn't really do anything to like exprit. Like I didn't play Call of Duty Warzone, but um, he said that like you can feel it when you use different guns and stuff like that. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. whether because Apex is a maybe a little bit of older game, it doesn't support the haptic features, or again, I I, I don't know, I'm not sure in it, but yeah. I was impressed with it. Do you know what I mean? Like again, maybe it was just like shining you toy because obviously I'm st- I I don't my the PS4 is my brother, so I rarely get a chance to play on it, but um, the PS4 it just it just looked nice, man. Like everything about it just seemed crisp, clean. Um, yeah, and again, I I, I, can't, I can't justify dropping £400, £500 on it now when I've still got my Xbox One and I've got a lot of games on my Xbox One and I'm probably going to be paying for the Game Pass soon to um, keep playing free games. Um, All right. But definitely, like I said, at some point when like I'm going to like have my own space to have like maybe like a dedicated gaming area in my house to like have a proper setup for Twitch and stuff, um, I will probably be doing that with my P- with my PS5, and the Xbox will be only again on the rare occasion there's a a game that I really want to play as exclusive to Xbox. But who knows? Because like again, I love my Switch. I enjoy using my Xbox, but again, PlayStation is. I, I in the past I've always been a Sony guy. I have had both, but again, that was because back then, you know, there was a lot more games that were exclusive to the Xbox, and that you just couldn't have on the PlayStation. Yeah where now you pretty much can get most things on both. And again, if I get myself a decent laptop um, with like the Microsoft Game Pass and stuff, I might be able to play those Xbox exclusive games on my laptop anyway. So I won't necessarily need to have a next-gen console. But in saying that, the Xbox S is like £250. Like when my life is in, in good order, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't mind dropping £250 on like a backup console. Do you know what I mean? So mm. there might be right. to do both. Fair do. Yeah. So mine, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Oh, all right. So let me start off today. Today I went to the park. Um, I've been going to the park frequently again now that the weather is not as cold because anything that's, the anything that's what, six degrees and below, I refuse to go out to the park to do exercises. Yeah. That's just not me. So... Um, be going for this thing. This might be my fourth or fifth week now. I'm going to go to the park. Um, obviously trying to get fit for American football and everything like that. So doing my drills and whatnot. So yeah, that's going really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel myself losing the weight in the right areas as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which means I can put on. I can finally start wearing my old stuff again, and it fit nicely. Nice. Um, um, in terms of anime, um, so I watched um. Jobless Reincarnation, that's Mishuko Tensei. Yes. Uh, episode 8. Uh, Kemino Jihen, Beastial Detectives, Episode 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tatoeba Last Dungeon, The Last Dungeon Boonies, Episode 9. Oh, yeah. Skate, 
Infinity, episode eight. I need to catch up uh, on a lot of anime, but continue. you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kafuku no Jutsushi, which is Redo Hina, episode eight. Yes. Uh, Kuma Desuga Nanika, Summer Spider Swords, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Jutsu Kaisen, episode 21. Mishuko Tensei, Jobless Rig. Whoops. Did I get that? I said that twice. Oh, I didn't say it twice. Ha! Yeah, All right, never mind. So, Mishuko Tensei, so, so basically, Jobless Reincarnation. I managed to watch two episodes. So, episode eight and episode nine, uh, just before we started. Uh, I haven't seen episode nine. I'm pretty. Because they just dropped. Uh, <laughs> oh, you see? It just bastard. dropped, yeah. So, I snaked a bit. Which means by then means I now have to wait another week to watch it again. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been uh, watching. Uh, in terms of games, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, it was a present to me by the Bosch Gamer guys, so mm-hmm. I've been tasked to play it and then do a review on it, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. The game is good, man. The game is good. Um, Sweet, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that we had to wait so long for it to be on the PS4. We could have just had it on the PS3 and it would have been exactly the same. Maybe if, maybe if uh, a bit worse quality in terms of graphics, mm-hmm. but again, it's a great game. Um, also been continuing playing Star Trek Online. Nice. Um, so far, it's, it's, it's a decent game. Um, you know, I, I much I, I prefer being in the spaceship than on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was saying that I mean, it's nice to sort of manage your crew and you know task them with certain missions and whatnot as well. Yeah. Um, as soon as I get to a certain level, I'm going to quit Star Trek Online and I'm going to go on to playing. Um, I think it's Star Wars. I think I played the Old Republic. Um, Online, there's like a huge server or something like that. I don't know if the game's still going on, but I hope it is because I had a character enjoy the game for a bit and then just fell off of it. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been up to this week. Nice. Um, have did you watch um the uh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime? Yes, I did. Right, oh, so I I, oh, I didn't add that to my list. Oh yeah, but yeah, I watched it. I, I just want to say yeah, that latest episode just made like I nearly sh- I I shed like one tear. Because I saw it was coming, <laughs> but like only one tier, you know. Yeah, because I saw that the death of certain characters were coming, and then obviously, like, yeah. you know, there's 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 very few things that make me cry in it, yeah. And anime is one of them, and it doesn't always need to be something sad. It could literally mm. be like the the main character has achieved his goal, and he's like, you know, beat the next boss, and I'm just like, I'm so proud of him. I'm I'm so like literally like I that, like yeah. emotional moments of anime always gets me so th- this episode like I was like I was just so pissed off at the writer because I was like you spent like what 30 episodes with these characters and growing to love them mm. and then something happens and just like why would you do that like why would you upset me like that like but then like it, it's not as impactful because basically in animes, you know, they've got like the seven Dragon Balls or they've got something that could kind of potentially bring... Yeah, something like that could, yeah. So you don't ever ha- It's not... Like, obviously, yes, there's some animes like Attack, Attack on Titan. When people die in Attack on Titan, they stay... Dead it's there. permanent. It's a, it's a, it's a permanent <laughs> Hella death, permanent. Do you know what I mean? But with this one, there's a potential of certain people that have died to come back. So I was like... I was upset, but then when they did that, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't need to be too upset because these characters might come back. Um... Anyway, I just also want to add a little warning. Like, Redo Healer is a great anime, but it's definitely 18 plus, and it's definitely one that you want to watch on your Mine own. is Borderline Hentai. Uh, yeah, okay, he said it. It's basically it pretty much like, is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borderline Hentai, it pretty much is Hentai. Um, watch it. 
if you have an understanding partner. If not, make sure the windows are closed. No one can see your screen as you're going by. Don't watch this one on public transport because you do not know mm. when a, a very highly inappropriate scene will take place. Um, but it's actually <laughs> a really, like, I'm really enjoying the story. The image is good. Like, even some of the fight scenes in it have been absolutely amazing. But again, it is yeah. super itchy. Like, it is borderline hentai. Um, Stevie, what have you been up to? Oh, shit. I better get my notes up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at that, like, uh, fucking Twitch gaming thing because I've got Amazon. So, yeah. So, you know, see if I can Stevie's get that connected. Um, give me your money. Um, <laughs> I have. Um, I've I've done the usual kind of stuff for like uh, Wonder Vision, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I sat down and watched um, first episode um, of The Promised Neverland nice. with um, with my daughter at lunchtime <laughs> this week, uh, and it like I know it was I was I was looking at the, sort of like the initial kind of intro of like what it was, and I was like oh, this seems a bit mysterious, but. Like the picture looks like it's got three kids and they innocent. Holy fuck! It is so so dark. It, it is, is the darkest dark. fucking thing ever, and it is so good. Um, and so I've, I've, I've we've watched a, a, quite a few more episodes, mm. and um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, all, all, all I want to say, it, it gets darker, like super dark. <laughs> well, <laughs> my daughter's friend has seen it all and she said she got um really sort of like triggered by all of the like the twists mm. in it so um i yeah i can't i can't wait it's, um it's a really nice surprise because i did really not have any clue what to expect are, are you watching um, season are you watching season one on netflix yeah yeah um so i want to say season two is out on funimation brilliant oh wait no i'm no, so no, glad no, i got a Funimation no, subscription no, then. <laughs> I'll, I'll check and let you know because um i think it's weird because obviously it's just dropped on netflix the season one but i think um season one was like on crunchyroll but then season two's on funimation or it's the other way around okay it, they again it's, it's weird how they do things sometimes but obviously with funimation now buying crunchyroll hopefully we'll get a bit more balance where they might have just both things on of both that is they're gonna yeah. fucking monopolize the market aren't they that who, who Funimation knows, and Crunchyroll are the two biggest like anime mm. like services aren't they yeah so yeah that was that was a, a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. um um yeah we sat down and watched um episode one of the Queen's Gambit on Netflix as well nice this week and again that was um I'd seen the trailer so I know it's about chess mm-hmm. but it's a really good show Honestly. It is. Oh man, it is so good. The first episode was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, so I can't wait to see all the rest of them. Um, and it, I guess it's going to sort of like progress. We're going to see her life as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she it progresses through. really well. It progresses really well. Um, mm. You wouldn't be bored with. Um, you wouldn't be bored with a lot in there at all. Everything's sort of relevant for the characters. Mm. So yeah, you yeah you enjoy it. Yeah. They're totally good, and it, I, I love chess. I um I have my own um I've got a shot glass chess set up there, nice. And um and I've got a um Star Wars Clone Wars not not Clone Wars Star Wars um oh which one is it? It's the one with is it Attack of the Clones? 
yeah, um, number two is Attack of the Clones. The, the animated series or the... Uh, no, 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 no. This is like the old... Um, the, the movie, the redo movies, the second sort of like... Oh, prequel, yeah. So yeah, Attack of the Clones. Prequel movies. Yeah, um, but I've got a chess set with all of those figures. No way! You yeah, have to yeah. send us a picture. You have got to send us a picture of that. <laughs> it's, um, and it's got like the rolling droids as, as castles. Oh. Um, and it's got it's got the little Raja Raja droids that as, yeah. as pawns. Mm-hmm. And it's got um, R2-D2s are all the other pawns. Um, and yeah, it's, it, I mean, I would have loved a, a like a what's the word um the original series one mm-hmm. um the original movies but this was still cool i saw this in an old bookshop um and it was like covered in mold and like the box was knackered and i was like i haggled the price down from the guy and yeah. i think i got it for like i don't know 15 quid or something oh and that was so, it, so much right now it's, it's so cool right the loads of the, the problem is i had it out for a while um back i don't know what like last year um before or even the year before and um little kiddies got their hands on it and uh loads of the like it's got like um lightsabers in it and some of the lightsabers have been snapped off because oh, uh, it's got darth maul with a like red lightsaber oh, in it. it's got, yeah and uh so yeah i had to do a repair job already but some of them have already snapped off again mm. uh, so but, yeah uh, good fun anyway um uh, I've watched more of the Age of Samurai docuseries, and that is a damn good series. Mm. Um, love a bit of history, love learning more about like um, like uh, ancient Japan, and um, <clears throat> I don't know like how much you guys have seen of it, or like uh, if 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 you mind me for doing spoilers. But I mean, it's like, history. It's history, so it's not, technically it's not a spoiler. Don't do spoilers. I'm going to watch it for next right, Okay, I won't, I won't <laughs> spoil it, because there was, there was a bit in one of the, in after one of the episodes mm-hmm. where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that's just happened. <laughs> like, it, it, <laughs> it just happened. Know, it, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, don't, don't do your research. Um, on on Japanese history, this will do it for you, and you'll have a, a you'll you'll shit your pants at one point. Um, <laughs> randomly saw a movie on Amazon called Escape from Pretoria, um, which has got Daniel Radcliffe as um, a, a South African guy from the seventies who was protesting the apartheid and um, was sort of like. Um, championing the 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 ANC and the sort of like equality black equality uh, movement and he yeah. got like um <coughs> put in prison for it in a in a in a um, prison in Pretoria and it's basically the movie is an escape from jail movie mm. um and it's okay. like it, it's it's um just tension the whole way it's like you you're constantly like on edge to, because you think they're going to get caught and everything, but it was a good little movie. I, I mean, it wasn't. I probably won't watch it again, um, but it was good fun. And Daniel Radcliffe did a pretty good job of doing a South like an Africana accent. Um, yeah, you're what you could you could definitely judge that, can't you? Because your wife's uh, South African. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is it and then Leonardo DiCaprio's one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. In Blood Diamond, hey, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Oh fuck. Hey. You, know, that <laughs> you just have to say A hey, after everything. 
<laughs> but no, he he did a good job. Only there was a few moments when he turned back into um in into Harry Potter, and oh, and right. did his like these gawky like ah like <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when Daniel Radcliffe smiles and he's excited about something, <laughs> he turns into like gawky Harry Potter, and, and that's it. Is he his English accent comes back, and and you're like you're not an Africana. Anyway, you know what? Daniel Radcliffe is quite. He's got. He's made some good movies since Harry Potter. He's Potty, you know, diverse, like, man. He's, he's diverse. Did, um, Have you seen that um, Horns? Horns. That's great. Horns, that's fucking weird. That, that is. Movie, you know. And he did the um. The, he did the oh what was it the human um oh penknife or whatever thing. He's a, oh, like a, the dead guy. The Swiss yeah. Army man. Swiss, Swiss Army, Army man. man. That's yeah, it. that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Again, that was fucking weird. That was like, yeah, he's he's quite, he's really quite trying deep. to distance himself from Harry Potter, isn't he? He does a great <laughs> job farting in that movie. So <laughs> the, range, the range is just out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to watch a, an Escape from Jail movie, um, and it ends on a high note, which is great, you know, so. Don't want to give too many spoilers away. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen Pacific Rim um, anime. We talked about that, and I've uh, been watching loads more Demon Slayer. Nice. And again, yeah. once I finish that, I will be. I've got to watch a movie first. Is that right? What? And then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. watch the, the movie. The, 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 the movie's not yeah. out legally for us yet. Um, I to be honest, I'm not even looking to find it on stream. Like I'm waiting for Crunchyroll or Funimation or whoever's getting the okay. rights for it to drop it. Um, I think it's just been delayed because of the pandemic because it's been out like in Japan it was just breaking all the records so yeah um, yeah okay will... might have to delay going on to season 2 then until I can see that movie well, season two or yet. read the manga season 2 <laughs> season 2 won't be out for a while I don't think season 2 is probably don't you think so until next year 2022 and oh earlier. shit shit um, really okay yeah, fair I, enough I well it's it's really good I am um, uh, just uh, I sometimes I forget the internal dialogue that's going on um, because it is there's so they just keep expanding the universe and yeah. um, I've just we've just been introduced to the 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 like the the top guys in the Demon Slayer thing and they're just yeah. deciding whether to um, well spoilers but yeah ah uh, what fuck yeah what I know I know <laughs> they're deciding whether to kill him or not but yeah yeah um, it's um. Uh, yes, it's really good. Really, really good. Have, have you seen um, Michael Jackson yet? Have a what? Have you seen Michael Jackson yet? <laughs> no. What? Okay. You haven't, yeah, if you have, if you if you don't understand the reference, you haven't seen Michael Jackson yet. So it's all good. No, I I, I haven't seen Michael Jackson okay. yet. No. You you uh, you you will know when you see Michael Jackson. Yeah, you will know when you see Michael Jackson. Did, however, see a an, a South Park episode where Michael Jackson's soul inhabits um, Ike, and <laughs> yeah, um, he ends <laughs> up having a gun. Yeah, the beauty tap pageant, and it is so fucked up. The, the judges are there, like jacking off at all these little girls. Yeah. Oh. oh, my days! It's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. I just, haven't seen that one yet. No, oh, dude, it's the, the the line is crossed time and time again. Oh, of course, of course. There's no line for South Park. <laughs> Again, another Michael staple Jackson. that my kids uh, have been watching at lunchtime, you know? <laughs> <Whilst in lockdown. laughs> oh, nice. 
So the last, oh, the last Michael Jackson episode I saw of South Park was the hologram one where Tupac's hologram went rogue and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they had to send a hologram to find a hologram. So they sent, I think, Michael... Ja- or did Michael Jackson go rogue and they sent Tupac after him? One of them went rogue and the other one went after him. And it was funny, man. That's it. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I haven't seen it yet. No, it's funny. That's a good it's one. Great. It's great. Um, it's on Netflix, is it? That that particular South Park episode. Oh, I don't oh, know. Uh, all don't of, the it... thing is, all of South Park is on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it? In, oh, in, the, in the UK. So literally, this is the thing my kids have been doing all the right. entire from season one and they're on season eight now and oh it, shit yeah it's serious binging <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, serious serious binging yeah i, I i'm um, proud of, of the kids. many one of the many benefits of homeschooling it's <laughs> 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 definitely educated them in one way or another <laughs> i think there was what was it there was um Oh, um, there was one where Mister Mister Slave uh, has a has a <laughs> slag off um, with with uh, someone else, some woman who I can't remember, some some singer, and they mm. try and fit as much as possible up their asses. Oh, I remember that episode. Oh, he jumps yeah. on top of her and fits her up yeah. his ass. <laughs> I remember that. Then, so freaking weird. And then, so then weird. she meets she meets the frog inside yeah, the his frog. like. <laughs> anyway um yeah so i've been uh also watching tons of us office um uh-huh. which is another thing that kind of like my entire family is doing a binge of because they have just nailed the format here yeah, the us office um with you know like it's 20 minute episodes and sometimes it's like you know um it's sometimes it's total cringe and other times it's um it's quite endearing and uh yeah it just it's so good you don't know what you're going to get in each episode um so that's good fun and then uh yeah um uh what what was the last thing i've done um oh yeah what so i've watched um the coming to america 988 movie nice um because i haven't seen it for years mm. and it is so funny is so good honestly if uh if if you haven't seen it for a while it's on amazon prime i think um that and the second yeah, one so. on amazon prime which we're going to talk about a little bit later um but i just wanted to just ask, quick ask you what would you that's you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it for when we get around to <laughs> coming to america too um yeah i'm gonna save it okay well that's it that's it i've um that's pretty much my um, my watching so far. Cool. Uh, Big T, you failed to fill out the doc, so does that mean you've got nothing to talk about? or um, No, it just means I failed to fill out the doc. <laughs> you fucking <Yeah>. idiot. <laughs> no, I, no, I haven't been up to much, to be honest. Like, I, I Having a six-month-old baby pretty mm. much takes up my life. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm at work. Funnily mm. enough, like, I hope no one from work is listening to this. But... <laughs> Uh, I watch most of the shit for the podcast at work. <laughs> that's, that's my free time is at work. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. when I have the most time. But, um, I watched um, episode four of Polar Opposites today. No. Solar, Solar oh, Opposites. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that you one. You have to remind yeah. me when this shit comes out because I don't, I think I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I think it just, it dropped yesterday or yeah, it dropped Friday. in the last couple of days it dropped. It dropped okay. Friday's and, on Disney um, Plus. Yeah, no, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm liking the show so far. Again, it's not, it's not quite hit 
Rick and Morty levels for mm-hmm. me yet. Mm-hmm. Like Rick and Morty was an instant, like uh, uh, straight away. It was, it was, yeah. it was top tier. Mm. Like to me, Rick and Morty in, in the first two seasons, let alone like season three or however many we're on now, mm-hmm. two seasons of Rick and Morty put it on level of South Park. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In terms of humor and just out there-ness like, but uh, Solar Opposites, it's got potential. Like every episode, it makes me like it more. Episode mm-hmm. four was good. Again, it's very similar to Rick and Morty. The main character is like a scientist and it, 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 it might as well be a Rick and Morty spinoff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a crossover eventually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where Rick where Rick meets Cor- Korak or whatever his name is. Rick um, that would be That would be a, a, a meeting of... Of of the minds, you know what I mean. That would be pretty funny. So, Paul, uh, but no, it's a good. Ep- Sorry, God. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it's a good episode. Episode I, four. I was gonna say, Paul, like this is came out in America like last year sometime. Did you um watch the whole season of this? No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm, <dead. Yeah>. no. <laughs> I'm so pit- like I gotta be so picky with the time i used to watch tv shows and that was just when i wasn't able to okay that's cool fair that's fair enough so um before we let paul tell us anything that he's watched in this last week um i just wanted to say that you know we have a rating system the chicken rating system so if we think something's absolutely dead it gets bones then a core chicken half chicken three piece and if it's the creme de la creme it gets a whole chicken so we've been rating stuff as we've been going on so that gives you an that even gives you an idea that tells you exactly where things stand when we're rating it so paul what have you been up to in the last like week or so i haven't um, finished oh you finished <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, no. this this is what this is what i is, you know what this, i mean i'm not this, on the podcast this, i've just been this is why you should write down no one cares this is why you should write it down in I the notes so that i know when you're finished it literally like happened today do you know what i mean like so i, I can't like I didn't have time to add it, but it's fine. No one wants to know what I do anyway. God, God. No one cares. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It, it was more of an observation. Um, basically, obviously, we've got Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. with my little one, we've been watching a lot yeah. of old Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we recently watched Pocahontas, mm-hmm. uh, the, the original Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I had said to my partner, I said, I've never seen Pocahontas 2. Um, so she was like, "Oh my two? days, you have to watch it." So yes, we watched Pocahontas it. Too. I didn't know there was a Pocahontas two. Is there is no, and, there exactly. is, and that I one actually follows the history hey. a bit closer, a, a bit closer. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. If you like Pocahontas, yeah, don't watch Pocahontas <laughs> two. I'm telling you now, don't watch it. It ruined, <laughs> it. it ruined the shit. It ruined it. I, I, again, I, I understand it's more. Like, I knew it was more closer to actual historical events mm-hmm. and blah, blah blah and all this, but I like the first one how it was. I don't need <laughs> historical accuracy in my Disney movies. Okay. Now the thing that annoyed me. This is going to be spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to spoil. The, the movie's been out since since the movie's been out, so it's, it's not my fault. Like Wait, if you haven't seen, I it, didn't know about it, it and I, I didn't see it. <laughs> but yeah, go on. I knew about it, but I just. To me, yeah, Disney sequels never really live up to the first one. I think only Aladdin and Lion King have had decent sequels. Mm-hmm. The rest of... Hello? T, you disappeared. It's disappeared. Disney T, sequel. Like, T, they're all straight whoa, 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 whoa. You disappeared for like 20 seconds. Got snapped. 
<laughs> Yo, T, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on with your internet? They told his batteries died. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yes, I'm back. Sorry. I got so angry that my internet cut off. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? Let me just get into it, yeah? So basically, yeah, um, Poke Hunters 2. Obviously, the first one is about Poke Hunters and John Smith, yeah? Mm-hmm. They fall mm-hmm. in love. It's like, like, you know what I mean? Like a Romeo and Juliet kind of story. Two warring nations, and they find love, and they're so happy. And then in the end, she decides she's going to go back to um, England mm-hmm. with John Smith, right? Yeah. Happy ending. And then, well, yeah, and no, then no, no. number number one, he uh, John Smith goes back to England because to nurse his gunshot wound. Yeah. And yeah, she stays. She stays with uh, uh, her village. She she stays, but I always I'd, maybe I'm wrong, but I always had the impression that she obviously was eventually going to go there, or do you know what I mean? Like they was in mm-hmm. love, like. They was going to be... They, that was it. They found love. They was going to be together forever. The nice Disney... Do you know what I mean? Love story, yeah? yeah? Now, this if anyone also got that impression from that movie, don't watch number two <laughs> because it will ruin it. It will ruin it with reality and life and actual <laughs> problems and shit. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second one, she goes to England. Do you know what I mean? She mm-hmm. goes there. Um, at the beginning of the film, John Smith gets attacked or whatever, and it's assumed that he's been killed. Mm. So Pocahontas gets to England, John Smith's dead, so she's like, all right, fair enough, what do I do now? She just gets on with shit. Mm. There's another guy called who's also called John, do you know what I mean? Which mm. is fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. But and then this is some proper like like proper and even like this guy is even more British, like he's actually British <laughs> and he's such a fucking like I'm sorry, I was, I'm, I'm agitated. But basically, they end up falling in love, yeah? Mm-hmm. He, she ends up falling in love with this guy. Then John Smith comes back in it because he was never dead, yeah? Mm-hmm. John Smith's come back. And he's like, Pocahontas, like, remember when I took a bullet to save, like, the, your <laughs> chief or whatever? Or when, remember how much in love we were and how you was going to come and live with me and how I, I faked my death to protect you? Like, remember all this shit? And she was like, yeah, by the way, I'm in love with someone else now. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> Fucking bitch. So then John Smith's like, oh, I've got a ship. We can just leave this all behind and go sail off and be in love. Nah, I like England. I'm going to stay here with my new John and just, you know, <laughs> fucking bitch. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 but it ruined it. Like, I had to say to I had to say to my girl, I was like, you've ruined this for me. Like, I was happy. I was living my life happy, thinking John Smith and Pocahontas were in love. Like, they got married and had a child, babies or whatever, and lived mm-hmm. all together. Now I have to live in a world where that didn't happen. <laughs> I know the truth. Like I ha- and then, and then, do you know what made it worse? Yeah, I, I, I was doing exactly what I'm doing now. I was <clears> running <throat> to her. Yeah, mm. and I was like, "You might. This is like if you told me there was a Greece too, and that Danny and Sandy didn't end up together. And you fucking know what? There is a fucking Greece too, <laughs> and Danny and Sandy don't end up together." I tell you what, yeah. People need to stop making sequels where wait, they wait, ruin wait, shit wait, for wait, me. Wait, like, wait, I'm unhappy. There's a Grease too. I am so unhappy. Wait, wait, wait. There's a Grease too, Rubey. Where, where did that come out? And well, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ty- with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> and she's Sandy now, yeah. And sh- and Danny is a fucking waste man. <laughs> and she ends up with some other dude. 
who's a who's some nerdy guy, but is secretly like some biker dude who's cool and wears leather at night, but during the day he's a nerd. <laughs> so like, fair enough, they suit. He he suits with Sandy more. Yeah. But who gives a fuck about who suits more? Like at the end of Greece, they flew off in the car together. They flew in a car. That's how much love they had <laughs> that they made their car fly. <laughs> And and have you have you heard that theory? That, isn't there not a theory that they like that's them dying and and Sandy yeah, died? Yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She died at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and at, at a beach. Oh yeah, yeah. She drowned yeah. or something. She oh, drowned when and she he said, like, oh, she showed off splashing around. Yeah, she yeah. really drowned. Yeah, okay. So she actually drowned. Yeah, yeah oh, she died while he was giving her mouth to mouth. Mad. That, yeah, that's a theory that's been going on. Well, that, the Grease oh. Two ruins that theory. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But no, Grease Two ruins love, <laughs> and, and so does Pocahontas Two. Don't watch them. I've told you. I'm I've gonna watch. You, them. Don't watch them. I'm gonna watch them if I remember because I just I want to see this. Like, I didn't know they made sequels Mate. of these movies. Oh, it's yeah. upsetting. It's upsetting me. Like. I believed in a thing called love, but then like, <laughs> then I saw Pocahontas too. Yeah, that's funny. All right, what, have you got anything anyway, else left? Sorry, no. I just, I had to say that. That's why I'm sorry. I had to step in there right. and just cool. put right. that out. In do the you know, world, before be, cool before before I actually let Paul in, uh, do you want to promote your partner's fundraiser? She's doing. Oh shit! Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> So, isn't the correct answer? Why, yes, Nanny, you are such a gentleman for mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, we can edit that out. What I just did, and then two, two, two. What? Why, yes, Nanny? Thank you for bringing that up. Um, Yeah, so there's a there's a a fundraiser going on um, for a place called Maggie Centers. Mm Um, they work with like cancer patients and their families and stuff. And um, I think they do like research for medicines and just making their life more comfortable and, and all kinds of stuff. They work with their patients and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Maggie Center. I think the fundraising event is called Here, Here With You. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, a number of people are doing it. What The one that my wife's specifically doing is um, to take... 300,000 steps uh, in the month of March. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I've put it on Facebook. Um, she's put it on Facebook. Yeah. But yeah, just in general, Maggie Center is here with you. If you get on there, if you want to do it yourself or if you want to donate to people, um, it's going towards a good cause. Some people are doing like 300,000 sit-ups, 300,000 push-ups, mm. 300,000 steps. So, you know... It's it's definitely for a good cause. Um, so yeah, look into that if you want. It's so for that, cancer, which that, that, that's basically again is. Sorry, go on. I'll let you finish. Go on. I was gonna say that's no, like, just, basically doing like ten thousand steps a day. Basically, yeah, ten thousand like, steps a day, or, or, or ten thousand sit ups or press ups. Yeah, fuck exactly. Day. Fuck doing ten thousand press ups. But that it goes towards a good course, so... Uh, yeah, I know, but... <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know... You'd have to be ripped before you even started that challenge. And by the end of that challenge, yeah, I, I should be able to wash my you'd clothes on your abs. You'd be one punch, man. You'd be one punch, man. You would be one punch, man. Pretty much. But I was saying, I should be able to wash my clothes on your abs after you've done 10,000. <laughs> like, play play a tune on them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, no, no, thanks for that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth bringing up. It's, yeah, it's no, a good no. cause. Any any fundraiser towards cancer is pretty close to me because my, like, my family has been affected by cancer and stuff. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have. So it's definitely a great cause. Look into it. It's called Maggie Centers. Yeah. Here with you. Nice. Nice. All right, Paul, what have you been up to or watched um, in the last, like, recent days or weeks? Yeah, uh, I've been uh, on Apple Plus or Apple TV. I've been uh, getting caught up on For All Mankind. Nice. Man, that show is so... That's a whole chicken. Nice. Their their second season just started up. And that is... Apple TV is putting out some of the best stuff because I've also... Watching a servant with mm-hmm. another Harry Potter actor, that Rupert Grint, who is he's awesome in that. Uh, I've been watching The West Wing on HBO. I've never seen it before. It's actually pretty great to watch. Uh, it's got Rob Lowe from the better version of The Office, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoy The Office, you need to get on Parks and Rec because that is amazing. Um. With the kids, I've been watching Go Dog Go, and I've been wanting to go die go. Um, <laughs> fucking sick of that shit right now. Uh, and then Hazel, my daughter Hazel, and I have been watching all the greatest '90s movies. We've been watching Bill and Ted, and nice. nice. I think you're gonna say all of South Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not 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 yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> And then we've been watching the newer version of DuckTales on Disney+. Plus. Nice. DuckTales. Which is David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck is just, what more could you ask for? Yeah, 100%. A lot better than Mel Gibson as fucking John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. No, 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 no. That's funny. And then I've been reading the new Ninja Turtle comic, uh, The Last Ronin, which is just absolutely... Because oh, I think Teezy was re- reading that as well. Oh, man. That book is amazing. Mm. There's a guy I follow online, so he explains everything in the comics, so I've been sort of keeping up to date with the comics through him, and yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing uh, comic. Oh yeah, how they take you know how they kill three of the turtles and the other one has to kind of piece it together is a yeah in story. Mm. Nah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, and then I did also watch Coming to America from 1988. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll get. We'll definitely get into Coming to America one and two later on in the episode. Um, I got my soul glow on. <laughs> <laughs> right, is that is 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 that everyone's week or what they've been up to? I don't want to miss anybody out as I tried to cut out tea earlier. <laughs> no, everyone good? We've got to move on to the news, yeah? All right, cool. Yeah, good. Welcome to Blurs or Us News. All right, so I'm going to start with the what the fuck news here, yeah? Um, Lola Bunny has been redesigned from her 1996 look um, uh, in new footage um, shown for uh, Space Jam 2. Um, and it's caused a little bit of controversy online. 
Um, the furry community are not happy with her new design. Um, she <laughs> I like looked, how you call them the furry community. Is the, is the, yeah, the furry community. She like I'm not gonna like I'm not too happy with her new look. Like I'm just like, what have you done? Like, it, okay, it kind of makes sense. Shit, it's been 25 years in it, so she's probably you know had a hundred kids. You know she's she's not <laughs> she's not as sexy as she once was. Like, but what yeah. made me joke shit is someone's um, Eric Merrill sent me a picture here where someone's made her look like a Karen. And, I'll, and like, I can't unsee it now, now that he, he sent me that <laughs> yeah. picture. Um, but um, it's just been, it's been rumored that like, you know, today's society and like, you know, social justice worries and people being woke as why she's not been um, drawn as sexy as she was in space, the first Space Jam. Um, no, fuck that. <laughs> she's even, she's, you know what, yeah. she's even wearing I'm spankies, sorry, man. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, go I- on. So she's even wearing spunk, uh, spankies in this new design. Listen, the point of Lola Bunny, yeah, was that, like, it, it was, like, in a way, she was feminist. She was a feminist icon because she turned yeah, she up, was. yeah? She was sexy as fuck for a rabbit, yeah? Mm. Let's be honest. Like, mm. when we, we watched that, we were kids and, like, <laughs> we ain't seen we ain't seen curves like that since 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 fucking Jessica Rabbit. Brother, brother. <laughs> so, the point was, she turned up, Bugs Bunny was on her, yeah? Like, oh, like, I love her and all this mm. and was turned on. But then she wrecked him on the court yeah, and 100%. made him look like a prick. Mm-hmm. And she was sick. And she was the best player on the team, mm-hmm. even though she was sexy and had curves or whatever. I need to stop saying she was sexy because she's a fucking cartoon rabbit. I think we all agree that, this, that, that Jessica Rabbit is sexy. So this is a safe place. This is a safe place. But yeah, that, that, that was the point, was that even though she had curves and had the looks and Bugs Bunny was on her, she was a strong character in her own right. She was better at basketball than anyone. And mm-hmm. like, to me, that, that, what's wrong with that? Why can't mm. a strong female character have curves and look nice? And mm. why does she have to have, like, I mean, beyond that, the animation, the, 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 just looks more shit than the original <laughs> one. Like, there was more detail, not just with her, but All the in characters. general, like, yeah. The, the the lines the, do you know what I mean had more curves to them and so this just looks like bait like like I don't know I don't know how to explain it like just the animation doesn't look like they took as much effort in the actual design of them like nowadays cartoons look more basic than mm. they did back in the day back in the yeah. day there was more detailed and more like and um, apparently there's a reason for that in there is that they, they they make kiddie cartoons more basic because it 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 looks it more plays. like their drawings, I guess. I, I and mean, they can relate to them better if they're yeah. over, overly complicated. They, they've, it, they've, they've, they've been doing that a lot recently, like with the, the remake of Ed, Ed and Eddie and like the Power of Like oh, there's been yeah. a lot of stuff where they've, they've, the remakes just look absolutely awful. Like it's like they've gone back in time with animation. Cats. Do you remember the Thundercats one? Oh my God. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I, I remember the remake to that one, yeah. They, they 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 done like the shitty little chi- like I wouldn't even say it's chibi forms like they just ruined it like Steven Steven Universe with that show yeah they made th- Thundercats look like that that's mad yeah and I, I I don't know it's obviously uh they've done their research hey hey <laughs> hey hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> nah, that's my See, Lord what's of wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Some good wholesome fun right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you listening, I just found I'm finding pictures of Lola Bunny. 
All right, listen, don't uh, go too far. Right. You're going to get through. We like no, rule, pictures, rule 34. them on your hard drive. <laughs> rule 34. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it, it was just weird seeing, like, because a lot of people were just like, most people were just like, why have they made her look worse? Like, you know, they could have they could have still, like, downplayed her sexiness without lowering the detail in, in the animation, the detail in the drawing. And, um, I posted in a group someone that had taken the same kind of style of the new thing, but like have created her more like her original. And this is the thing, yeah. Cartoons don't that age. That looks better. Cartoons don't age. So there's no need for her to look like this Karen, this older mum. Like she, <laughs> she literally looks like she's had, you know, been with bugs for like 30, for 25 years. They've had a bunch of kids. <laughs> And like she's now come out of retirement to play. Like she probably ain't played basketball since that first Space Jam game. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the edit that someone else did looks much better. And like again, obviously they've done, done got they've pushed it a little bit over the edge, but it just looks better. And I don't understand. Well, I do understand because again, you know, in this day and age, they don't want to offend anyone by making her too sexy. Yeah, and yeah. this is the thing, like. Not necessarily her sexiness, but like she was sassy in it. She was like, "Don't what she say? Don't call me dull." And then she like yeah. Yeah, kicked one of the monsters in the nuts. Like, if you're taking it, like if you're taking that away from her character, like you're dumbing her down as a as a female, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm a guy, so you know it's, it's very hard to like. Um, I bet it's hard. I can't really emphasize with women as much. Do you know what I mean? Because there mm. might be some women out there like, no, I didn't like that portrayal of Lola Bunny. I, w- I would, you know, I like this new portrayal of Lola Bunny. Again, I don't know. Like, again, that character was aimed at young guys, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Again, but but you know you could do with that you could look at say uh, the Wonder Woman for example and mm. if the same thing was done to Wonder Woman would we feel some type of way about her because I think I would you know because Wonder Woman for example is supposed to be you know super sexy at the same time she's a a princess and a warrior mm. um I think with Lola Bunny like you said Nana is someone yes she's sexy but at the same time she was a feminist like and she was smart she outplayed all the male characters she was the best um, on the toon squad other than michael jordan yeah 100 100 so for me what i'm worried about is that yeah they've taken away her sexiness whatever but are they gonna still make her the same character she was because if they don't then i'm Jesus gonna completely round this little bunny <laughs> do you know what i mean that's what i want at the end of the day take away, you can take away her, her sex appeal or whatnot right but is the core character gonna remain the same yeah mm. Uh, you know, again, like, this was a movie that I didn't want, but as we're getting closer to it and they're showing more of the movie, like, I'm intrigued. I'm actually really intrigued to see how the Space Jam 2 goes. And, um, yeah, a lot of the time I say that there's a lot of sequels that we don't need and we don't want. But, again, as we're going to find out later, like, some of these things, I've actually had some fun with them. Like, they may not have been masterpieces, but, you know, it's one, it's been done for the next generation. But me as someone that enjoyed the original, I feel like I might get some entertainment out of it. And um, it's Looney Tunes. Like, it's, it's, even even the worst Looney Tunes movie, yeah, it has, still has its entertainment factors. Do you know what I mean? 
And yeah. yeah, we spent way too much more, much more time on Lunatic, on, on Lola Bunny than expected. That was meant to be a quick <laughs> yeah, little funny. joke against the fairy community, but here we are. We, we kind of went deep into it. All right, let me just pull up the, the general news. I'm going to go through this quite quickly. If there's anything anyone wants Deeply to say, um, please stop me. Um, and we shall go into it further. Cool. So general news, Dr. Cool, Zeus cool. has removed and may change a few of their books due to racially insensitive content. Um, now, uh, I do not recall Dr. Zeus having, um, racial content, um, insensitive content, but again, I don't think I've read the Dr. Zeus book since I was little. So, um, mine, was it you that put this article down? Yeah, it was me that put it in. Racist I'm, I'm against can't... green people. <laughs> no, so, so, um, in the portrayal, it's some portrayals of it. For example, it's one where, um, uh, there's a Dr. Seuss book where they go around the world mm-hmm. um, and they portray, I guess, <coughs> colonial, uh, was a colonial past. So you have um, tribes, well, like African tribesmen, for example, um, in, you know, blackface draw, in, black, in like the typical blackface uh, drawing. And you have this white guy with a gun who's like sitting on top of like what looks like a chair or something like that. And they carry him across the river. So that because of the way it was stylized and everything like that, that's been that's been pulled. Um, you have uh, Chinese people in there, or say a general Southeast Asian people mm. um, who've been depicted, you know, with like buck teeth and like squinted eyes and whatnot. So because of that, right. they decided to pull those books off. So yeah, that makes for sense. us, yeah. So for us here, I mean, these are the old old uh, Doc Seuss's uh, books. So I guess you know, in the times that we live in, everything like that. They've decided to pull those books. I think there's only four books in total that they've pulled. Yeah. Um, what I said was, do you know what? You can have those books around still as long as you, as long as you know, you just tell people that okay, this is stylized to what it used to be. So yes, yeah, something's gonna be racially sensitive, like but you can still read it. But just so you know, this is what it's depicted. This is what it was mm-hmm. for its time. I don't mind either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of like God. He's got like three hundred books, and these so many. And these, like, the six that are being banned are, like, his D-list. And, um, you know, the pictures are, you know, to today's standards, they are pretty... It's like, oh, shit. Like, I do have some Asian students where I've had a book like that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip that page because that looks <laughs> crazy. <as well. laughs> um, and, and one thing, especially in the States, that is being so overblown about this is they're, they are fighting against Amazon, saying, mm. you know, amazon do the culture you know like the cancel culture it's not amazon that's that's taking these <laughs> off the shelf it's his estate yeah it, yeah it's his family members that are coming out and saying hey you know if he was around we're pretty sure even he would be like these don't best fit his image so it's yeah. not like it's not even like they're being canceled it's just his kids or his family is pulling them off the shelves mm. to try to keep his name up i mean it's just yeah. People are making way too big of a deal about this than it has to be. Yeah, because again... Like, I, th- I think so too. It, yeah. it, it's hard. Like, again, we've come a long way in it. Like, again, over here in the UK, like, back in, like, my day, which is not that long ago, yes, it was an offensive term to call someone a packy, but it was generally what they were referred to as. Nowadays, you know, everyone knows that it's offensive and no one uses that word anymore. <clears throat> Same with the word. Say again, like I was, I was trying to Jesse, and you know, back in the day, some people refer to um, cigarettes as a fag, and again, some uh, yeah. other people refer to a fag as a derogatory term against gay people. 
And again, we've learned and we've moved on and people hardly use that. Like, people grow and learn and adapt, didn't it? So again, if his family and his state of rear is like, you know what? Yes, maybe back in them days it was a little bit more accept- acceptable to make certain jokes and to draw certain people in, in a certain way, but we've moved on, we've developed, we've we've grown as a society and as a people. Maybe not as much as we would like, but we, we, we're, we're slowly getting better. So I think that's good that the family have decided to do that. That's like, I, I you know, I applaud them for it. Mm. Yeah, and if anything, they should, if they're really going to cancel a book, you think it'd be Yertle the Turtle because that's just Adolf Hitler as a turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the book. I have, yeah. That's cool. what it is. It's, it's... <laughs> I have Duh. way too much experience with Dr. Seuss. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you are a teacher. You're, you're the expert here right now. <laughs> uh, just going to quickly move on. Uh, Cynthia Erivo and Joseph Gordon-Lewitt are, um, so I'm assuming Cynthia Erivo is set to play the Blue Fairy and, and Jason Joseph Gordon-Lewitt is to play Jiminy Cricket in the um, Pinocchio movie that's meant to be coming out at some point. Um, huh? Some people were just like, why are they making this movie? Because they just recently like re-released uh, Pinocchio and like, wasn't that like, not Disney, it was like some dark version of Pinocchio. I, I didn't get to see it, but Anything yeah, so I've, I've seen one that was Italian. Um, that was pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the whole Pinocchio story is supposed to be dark anyway, but this they obviously make it <coughs> uh, more kid friendly and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I have no real uh, opinion about this. I mean, it's a, it's a fairy and a cricket, a talking cricket. I mean, yeah, it's and minor. Isn't Tom like? Isn't Tom Hanks Geppetto in this movie already too? Yes, I believe so. Okay, Joseph Gordon Levite to me makes a perfect Jiminy Cricket. Mm. Mm. That dude is charming as hell. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and the last bit of general news. Let me bring it back up. Uh, oh yeah, Hugh Grant is gonna play the villain in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, Stevie, what do you think of that? <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around Hugh Grant. I mean, he's he's played some great characters, but no, I just can't think of him being a villain in a. Did you say it was in a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yeah, Dungeons and uh, Dragons movie that's about to come out. I think Amazon's doing it. All right. <sighs> uh, when I see it, I'll see it. I just can't. I can't think. I can't get in my into my head that what he'll you're, be you're, like. That's what's funny about him. Hugh Grant is good at playing a prick on TV. But playing the villain, I don't know about that one. Oh, um, I don't know. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? what? The last two times I've seen Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. I, I, he, he's gotten in. He's gotten good at disappearing into his characters. All because right. the last two times I've seen him on screen, I didn't even realize it was him. One was in um, what was that thing on on Netflix? It was like a roundup of 2020, made by the Black uh, Black Mirror guy oh oh yeah yeah um he was um he was in that he one, was, wasn't he he was the doc that the the he um, kept on like having a drink didn't he he was talking yeah. about like do you want to find my friend here and he has a, like a oh, oh, that, was that was him that was him that was bro that's what i'm saying it was a goodbye to 2020 or something like that yeah. yeah and and the other one was in knives out i didn't realize that was hugh grant either Did, have you guys seen knives out yes he's uh, yeah. knives out Either I haven't one, seen it. No that's way. Like, hey, I want to tell you a story. Listen, mate, I want to tell you a story. That's Hugh Grant, bro. 
Like Knives guy, Out with Daniel Craig? Or with Daniel Craig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh Yeah, yeah is that Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig plays the inspector. With the murder mystery? Yeah, and Chris Evans. And Christopher Plummer? Yes. I don't think he's in that. Is he not? I didn't think he was in that, but... No, we just watched that last night. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just quickly... Not not Knives Out, then. What's the Are you talking about the gentleman? The gentleman? The gentleman. Yeah. All right. The gentleman, sorry. Oh, when he plays a reporter. The guy that's like... Huh? He plays a reporter, no? No, in The Gentleman... He's the one that's like, um, like at the beginning when he comes and he's like, oh, I want to tell you a story and I want to play a game and all this stuff. And he's like, I, 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 anyway, he just, he disappears into the character. Do you know what I mean? I didn't even clock it was him. Before that, he played, I think he yeah, played a villain that. in Paddington 2. Yeah, Paddington 2 as well. Um I, don't know. I think this is I, or, this is why I struggle to sort of like think of him as being like a legitimate like when villain I, because when I think of Hugh Grant, I always think of like the the original or, Hugh Grant. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like uh, Notting Hill, Four Weddings and Funeral, Four Weddings, yeah, that yeah. type yeah. of shit. Posh wanker, that's what he is. Bridget, Bridget wanker, Jones, yeah. Bridget Jones. Actually, Fox, he's like, pretty. He's actually he's Bridget Jones. He's yeah, he's pretty like <laughs> naughty and and like mischievous in that isn't he yeah, yeah he is he is his but, best role was when he hired that hooker wait that was real life i'm sorry he is a true villain <laughs> but no I, I think in recent years he he's um his acting has in, has um diversified to the point where he's not just that posh wanker anymore mm, he can right. Play other things like, and like I said, the last two times I've seen him, I didn't even realize it was him yeah. until the credits rolled, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that was that was Hugh Grant. Mm. I just I just want to see the Wayans brothers in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon, Marlon will be back. He needs to reprise his role. Oh, 100%. All right, let's move on. Cue the music. Ever. Okay, comic book news. Um, I've only got one bit of comic book news this week, um, and that is in um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Sam Neill mm-hmm. uh, have reprised their roles <coughs> of the actors within the movie mm-hmm. playing Thor, Loki, and Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, they was in Ragnarok when they had like the play that was like um, uh, that Loki yeah, was watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're back in Thor: Love and Thunder. I guess they. Oh, and it looks like they are. I think they're recreating the scene of Odin's death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Luke Hemsworth is Thor. Matt Damon is Loki. Sam Neill is Odin, and they are being joined by. Fucking <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I like her. Uh, yeah. As and she's playing Hella. Now, whatever, it will be quick. We'll get through it. Do you know what I mean? You do, <laughs> like with you do not like Melissa McCarthy, boy. Not at all, bro. Do you know? I recently found out. I'm gonna hot her up in, here and now. <laughs> I recently found out that most of her movies mm-hmm. are written and directed. 
by her fucking husband. <laughs> so of course, of course she's starring in all these fucking movies. It makes sense. You don't have to be talented when you're fucking the director. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, fucking hell. Like, Jesus Christ, it makes sense now. Uh, so it is. Yeah. That's jokes. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, so she's joining the cast for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Anyway, it might, it'll be a good time. So, I mean, Taiko Titi knows what he's doing. He can yeah. make anything funny. Um, so I have faith in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, maybe, like, the joke of it is that, like... No, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Car, car, car. I have a bit of comic book news. Uh, Superman and Lois has recently started um, the CW show. I'm not watching it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I want to watch that, though. I've heard it's really good and it's been so, That's what I've heard. It's been like so good that it's already been renewed for a season two. So nice. um, I've heard I've that- heard they've beat they beat Zack Snyder to the punch of the black Superman suit. Really? Okay. Yeah. That oh. I haven't again, I haven't seen it and I didn't click I just looked at the thumbnail. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently they beat they they've beat Zack Snyder Superman to the punch with the black suit. Mm. Also, I've seen pictures from the pilot episode of Superman in like the proper, proper, proper original comic book Superman suit, where it's like the the pants Yeah, but the Superman logo itself has like the black background inside it. Do you know what I mean? Behind the S is like black. Oh, that one. Do you know what I mean? The proper, proper old school original Superman. So again, that's a nice touch that we haven't seen in any live action um I've heard that this format. show's about him like raising his kids with Lois. Yeah, I think it's like a uh what was that show back in the day? Clark and Lois. Yeah, I yeah, Lois and Clark and Clark. Yeah, yeah, I think it's meant to be that kind of thing. Because that was but dope. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well, yeah. yeah. I like that as well. That was quite good. Yeah, fair so enough. I think it's I think it's more along those <laughs> lines, but everyone's saying it's good. When I clicked on it, it said drama series. I was like, drama series. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They got kids. Mm. All right, cool. Um, let's head on to. Anime manga. Over to you, mine. All right. The BBFC, British Border Film Classification has reclassified high school DOD as 18, stating, Our large-scale research in 2018 found that the attitudes towards sexual threat and sexual violence have moved on. People also told us that they expect the stronger sexual material, in particular material that uses the language of pornography to be classified as 18. Hence the change. How was that not an 18? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in Japan, it's probably like a 15 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, in Japan, you know I mean? that's fine, but high school DOD is etchy as fuck. I know. <laughs> And, uh, my 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 perfect dream as as a as a teenager as a young teen. Oh my gosh! Some of the characters are like, hey, if you think Lola Bunny is sexy, hey, go, <laughs> go watch an episode or two of High School D and D, boy. Oh man, is it Ezra? I want to say that's the the name of the, the red chick. The chick yeah. Oh my lord. I know. I know. And even, and even that the whole supported cast as well, yeah. That's nuts. Oh, my dear. Right, um, I can't believe that wasn't an 18 in the first place. <laughs> Triggers, 
SSSS died as a non-anime will premiere 2nd April. It's part of the Gridman universe, which streamed on both Crunchyroll and Funimation in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen any of um, Gridman. Um, if I'm surprised, that's a Mecha series. So I mm-hmm. think I'll be jumping onto that next because I'm a massive Mecha fan. Um, Netflix will stream the Shaman King 2021 anime in English subs this year. Yes. Um, no date has been listed yet, however. Is, is Shaman King on any of the streaming services right now? Because I, I would love to do a rewatch. No, so it's going to. So um, the Shaman King series, the, the updated Shaman King series is going to be released this year for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's if everything works okay and, you know, there aren't any delays due to COVID or some other, uh, other reason. Um, but we don't know yet when in 2021 that's happening. Nice. But okay. by picking back off of that, Netflix will, will basically simultaneously release episodes of the new Shaman King uh, series. Um, it's saying that there's also been a few, there's also been a character uh, change or character like redesign. So do you remember uh, Chocolove? Or his name's actually changed from Chocolove to just Jocko now. Um, he was like the he was the black character in uh, the original Shaman King series. Yeah. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Right. So they've again redesigned him ever so slightly so before again you used to have that sort of blackface uh or caricature um they've now just removed that bit off of him so he'll look ever so slightly different mm. but it's the same uh honestly his name's been removed as well um or changed even to uh jocko mm. jocko love but yeah um Next bit of news is the misfit of the of uh, sorry the misfit of the Demon King Academy season two has been announced. Um, so I've seen the first season of that. Um, again, OP OP guy who is the Demon King uh, goes to a Demon Academy. Um, there's also a Hero Academy that they later visit and things like that, and it's uh, him reincarnated as himself, and you know has he has to go through. Um, Sort of discovering or rediscovering his friends and allies and whatnot. So yeah, it's a good series. Um, I highly recommend everyone check it out. I think it's only twelve episodes long, so not long watch at all. Um, How many academy series are there? Oh, there's so many. I mean, <laughs> it's like uh... there's there's, there's um, the regular of there's the regular high school. There's a certain scientific railgun, and there's spin-offs of that as well. There's yeah. there's, there's loads. There's so many. Um. Rise of the Shield Hero Season 2 will premiere in October, streaming on Crunchyroll. So lucky you, all Crunchyroll, uh, <clears throat> you know, app app and website uh, account holders. The, the um, Rise of the Shield Hero Season 1 was absolutely fantastic. Like It's it, sick. It's it, sick. It's it highly recommended. Yeah. Um, so The Devil is a Part-Timer gets a second season with returning cast. I haven't seen The Devil is a Part-Timer. Um, I think I've actually heard of it, though. Yeah, I think what is it this? No, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this is the one where uh, I saw like the devil is working up a job as like he's a shopping assistant, basically. Yeah, I think it's like no. he's the devil's son. I- I've never watched it before, but it was like it's one that a lot of people in the community say is really good. Um, I've never checked it out. Right. Um, I will check it out one day. Just don't know when. Cool. Amazon to develop live action Helsing film with the John Wick writer. Yeah. So I saw this year, and I was just, I was. I'm intrigued because I, I, I can't imagine this anime as live action because one mm. is definitely going to be an R rated. And secondly, like the, the visual special effects has to be on point. And I just don't know yeah. if Hollywood would be able to do it justice. Um, so I'm interested just to see how it goes. Cause again, it's just like, it's a, it's quite a violent anime. 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, deals of like Alucard, vampire, you know, drinking blood and demons and the Catholic Church being like um, bad. <laughs> like, you know, the Catholic Church isn't portrayed in the best light, even though like, you know, we, you know, we make the jokes about the Catholics and the little boys and shit <laughs> like that. Like, I don't know whether they're going to, you know, how, how that's going to go over in Hollywood. So we just see them, they see them do it, I guess. I'll be, I'm going to hold judgment till I see a trailer and actually see what it is and see if they don't, you know, avatar the shot. Oh, I hope they don't. That would, that would really annoy me. Mm-hmm. Alright, so move on to Manga News. Hold on, hold on. Kaiju number eight. Hold on, Stevie, right, on. Stevie you got cut right now? I've got to go, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I've no. got a very busy day, but that's oh, alright. Um, I've had such a pleasure um, talking to you guys. And, um, oh, same here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to the uh, the main movie reviews once I've, once you guys get this out on, no online. Alright, dude. All right, I hope then. we catch you next week. It was Peace great out. to talk to you, man. See you later, guys. Nice to meet you too, too Paul. Ciao, ciao. Take ciao you, for now. Bye. All right. Uh, right. Go finish oh. off the manga news. All right. So, Kaiju number eight is shown in Jump's fastest growing manga to reach 1 million copies printed. This excludes digital copies. It currently has 24 chapters. And the synopsis is, a man working in a job far removed from his childhood dreams gets wrapped up in an unexpected situation. Becoming a monster, he aims... Uh, to once again fulfill his lifelong dream. So I actually picked this up when I when I uh, looked into this news. The manga is good. It's good. Um, in a sense that, so he starts off as... Uh, so I, I try not to give too much away about it because it's a really good series. So um, like the synopsis suggests, he had a dream with a friend to, uh, to basically become, you know, say, protectors of the city. But his life didn't go in, the, in that in that way at all, um, and so after having an encounter with you know with uh, monsters in the city, he ends up becoming a monster himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll leave it there. But it's a, it's actually a, de- a decent read. Um, if I had to rate it, I give it a I give it a three piece. So <coughs> I can I can see why it's 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 a it's a it's the fastest growing manga right now. I'll mm-hmm. show as fast as the manga. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out, guys. Kaiju number eight. And that's it with the anime and manga news. All right, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, that's funny. We're talking about Space Jam today. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about. So in 2020, uh, there was a particular gentleman that was absolutely obsessed with this show. And literally every day on Facebook would post about this particular show. So I decided that if we we're going to have this particular gentleman on our show, we should watch <laughs> his uh, TV show of 2020. So, Paul, uh, give us your surface views on Ted Lasso. Oh, man, it was, it was the show 2020 needed, right? <laughs> um, it came out in August. It was 
perfect timing because we were straight in the middle of lockdown. We weren't feeling optimistic as hell. Mm-hmm. And here comes this guy who's going through his own shit that just will not give up. He'll, he won't give up on anybody around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really resonated with me. Uh, I am two years removed from a bitter divorce and to see mm. it from this dude's point of view with, you know, the out of nowhere uh, panic attacks that are, that very much do exist. And to see the very awesome uh, lady from game of Thrones that rang the bell and said, shame to mm-hmm. now being the owner of a, of a football team <laughs> was a lot of fun. Uh, but no, uh, the fact that this is based on um, a 2013 commercial, should have been a terrible show. It should have been just like that fucking Geico caveman show. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was an amazing show. It like it, it was all about just just being as like as positive as you can, even when things aren't aren't going your way. And even though you may be in a situation where it's very different for you, just make the best out of it. And Ted Lasso did that. Mm. So I in a sense, not. I didn't want to watch the show yet for a very selfish reason, and that's because I had the potential. Yeah, to because the you're. A, no, I, I had the potential. I'm pissed to, at you for that, Nana. I'm I, pissed at you. Know, you. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. So playing American football in the UK, there's been opportunities to sometimes do things with the club that you're with, and um, one of the times I was um, invited to do um, a Confused.com advert. And it was a whole day of shooting. And then the, the the clips that we did never came out and never got my money for it. Never got my, and it, was, it wasn't even money. It was meant to be like, they were meant to pay for our, our travel expenses. And it was a long ass day. And um, this opportunity was when I just recently changed from Olympians to um, the Wembley Stallions. Now, I didn't know, we weren't told what it consisted of. And as I just joined the team, I didn't really feel the most comfortable going with the team to go and and do something with the team. Like, I I just didn't feel like it was my place to have the opportunity. I wanted players that I like, you know, were long, like had been part of the club for a while to use the opportunity. And then when I found out like what it was and I got sent the clip of what the scene is, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone is talking about this show. Everyone in America is loving the show. Like everyone from Leftover Army is like obsessed and like, waxing lyrical about how good this show is and like mm. how dope would that be for me for me to have been in that show and to be in that scene um so i was just like you know i'm not Ooh. gonna watch this it doesn't really seem like my kind of thing um but when you when like i said when i decided i was gonna have you on i was like you know what how awesome would it be to just watch something that you truly loved um now as someone that's played both football and american football in the uk growing up and and being a part of both those dif- those different cultures, um, and also like coaching American football over here in the UK, like I understood Ted, Ted Lasso so much. Like some of the lines yeah. and some of the bars that you were saying, like is is ones that I've had to use in my plays. Like the memory of a goldfish. Like you know, when you coach on defense, it's very you know that it's hard to be perfect. You know what I mean? You're gonna get beat deep. You're gonna miss a tackle. You're gonna sometimes blow an assignment, and you have to like you know have the memory of goldfish and think okay the next play or if you're a wide receiver you know you run, run your route you drop a ball you've got to be you know have the mentality that okay i screwed up then but i'm not gonna let that screw up bug me down so i i really related to um 
his message to you, I want to say it's, uh, Sam. I can't, I don't have my notes up for the, for the um, yeah, well, Sam, yeah, Sam, yep. Sam. Um, yeah, and and again, like, I've never had to experience this, but like, you know, especially in the pre- like, not just the Premier League, but um, in poor African countries where they know that football is an opportunity for their kids to like cut uh, to come out of poverty, they will sometimes be like, all right, you're 10 years old, you're really good at football, all right, we're gonna send you to Italy, and you're now gonna go join Palmer and hopefully you make it and then one day you get signed by Juventus and then, do you know what I mean? So like, a lot of that was relatable and like, um, the vice captain, like, uh, they were just, do you know what, yeah, I, I give this a whole chicken. Like, I don't mm. know how anyone can watch yeah. this year without really, like, maybe you wouldn't give it a whole chicken but I don't think anyone gives less than a free piece. Like, it's just so wholesome. It's funny. It's entertaining. Like, and I think, slight spoilers yet yeah. i love the ending they didn't do the stereotypical trophy thing of them like winning at the end and winning the trophy yeah. and yeah. you know being successful like they lost <laughs> they got they got relegated and like it's it's a big deal with it so uh you know i want to hear from, i want to hear from t next because t was like quite against watching this like he was like ted lasso Ugh, i don't want to watch this <laughs> shit but so yeah t let me know what you, your surface was and how would you rate this all right. Um, yeah, originally, because um, I'd seen this a while ago. I haven't seen the whole show, mm-hmm. um, but I remember starting it. And I don't know, maybe I was in a bad mood or something, <laughs> or I was like going through some kind of depression. or something. I don't know, because originally I wasn't feeling the show, like to the point where I didn't stick with it. I, I think I didn't even, when I rewatched it now, I didn't even remember shit. So I, I must not have watched that much of it, but I just remember not liking it. Um, but I have to say that I am so happy that you insisted I watch it. <laughs> I'm so happy that Paul was on this show and that, we, do you know what I mean? Because I would have missed this. And to me, I, I'm giving this a whole chicken as well. Nice. Um, this show is amazing. I didn't know it was based off a, an advert, like you said, Paul. Um, but like I said, originally I, I started watching this show as if, oh, this is going to be a chore. It's going to be a task. I have to get through it. But the show Ted Lasso, like like the man himself, he's just it's just so charming, <laughs> like you said, wholesome, endearing. You just can't help but love it. Like mm. you can't help but love him. Yeah. Uh, and he's so positive that like I don't know, there's just something about it. It's so well written. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like even the, the characters, even though it's like a kind of hyper-realistic, like most comedies are, do you know what I mean? Like they're kind of caricatures of certain people but they're so well written they they seem so believable mm. like um the 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 um the owner of the club rebecca originally she was set up as like the villain do you know what i mean she was um she hired ted because she thought he'd failed and she wanted to ruin the the club to get back at her ex-husband and so originally i was thinking oh, okay this is going to be the bitch that everyone hates <laughs> but even her like she was not not relatable because like I I but but like she was redeemable. She was redeemable and you have empathy for her because you mm. see where she's coming from. Like she's been hurt by this man and like even though she wants to do something horrible like ruin the club to get back at him, she like falls for the charms of Ted Lasso and sees how positive he is and the energy that he's bringing to everyone and uh, her friendship with I can't remember the character's name, but Juno Temple, uh, Juno Temple, the actress, 
Really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Her friendship with her was so like was just nice. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like the whole thing with Jamie and and Roy Kent, who I'm pretty sure Roy Kent was uh, uh, meant to be Roy, um, Keen. Roy Keen. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was funny. I liked him, and again, even him. He starts off, you think, oh, he's just an angry guy in the thing. But then you, you slowly learn more about where he's coming from. You don't even learn that much about where he came from, but just seeing him, like, with his niece mm. and stuff, like, you think, okay, this guy's not such a bad guy. Like, it, it was very realistic, very real, well-written because they were, like, three-dimensional characters. None of them were just caricatures. They were They were, like, real people, even though they were kind of, like, in this hyper-realistic setting or show or whatever you want to call it um uh i think like like paul touched on the divorce <clears throat> ted going through that thing and yet still staying so positive was just such an inspirational kind of like story i guess um and it just had like really like touching moments like even the whole thing with the biscuits do you know what i mean when he yeah. had the biscuits and she sends out the guy trying to figure out what shop he's getting him from and it turns out he's been baking them himself. Like little mm. touches like that were just so nice. Like, I don't know. I can't I can't express properly in words how much I actually like this show. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like Roy Kent myself. Like Roy had to <laughs> learn a lesson when he read um A Wrinkle in Time. I feel like I've learned a lesson about myself watching this show. Like I, I I don't know. I just didn't expect it to like it as much as I did. And I ended up really, really loving it. I can't wait for season two. Yeah. So before I pass this on to mine, yeah, I just want to say that, like, I found it quite amusing because obviously, like, T, you're probably not as much into football as you are now. But Ted Lasso, which originally was a series of adverts that came out in 2013, um, Mm. he was um, based as the coach of Tottenham. And obviously, you, your dad and your brother are massive Tottenham fans. So uh, Hey, bang, bang. Yeah, so I thought that was quite cool when I was watching I was and I went and listened back to it. Um, I do need to go back and watch these old adverts and see, like, where they got, the, like, how the adverts went and how they managed to turn the adverts into this amazing TV show. Um, Martin, what's your surface views and what's your rating? <clears throat> well, all right, so I gave it a three-piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because for me, it was actually less about the football and more about the relationships between the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, like I said, and you guys have already said this, but Ted Lasso is infectiously optimistic. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And whereas, especially at the beginning, whereas the owner, Rebecca, is, you know, she's obviously divorced and everything like that. So she's still uh, reading from the effects of that. So she comes across as cold and suck, sucks up all the fun. Uh, but it makes the dynamics between them very interesting when they interact with each other. Um, I can see that, yes, Rebecca is definitely redeemable at the end because... You know what I mean? You, you can tell, you know why she's bitter and everything like that. But at the same time, like, Keely Jones, I said, is the MVP because when she comes in um, after being the uh, girlfriend to Jamie Tart and, you know, she moves on from it or whatever, mm. she becomes good friends with her and, you know, she's, and um, Rebecca slowly sort of opens up. Like, opens up, exactly. Exactly. And even like, they, there's even like very, very nice um, interactions with Ted Lasso and uh, Rebecca Walton when, you know, the, the husband comes in, Rebecca steps outside and he's there to comfort her, whatever. And she does the same thing for him when, you know, after he goes through his, uh, well, after he has his panic attack and whatnot. So I thought that was really interesting to see that. It was so good the way they wrote up, wrote up those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the supporting cast adds to the show. Um, you have, you know, Roy Kent being just 
aged, angry captain mm-hmm. uh, who, who you know, still holds the majority of the team's respect. And Jamie Tart is an absolute bastard, but you know, <laughs> but you know why he is. You know why he is as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a rising star. Um, you even know a bit of his backstory with his dad and everything like that as well. Mm. Um, so you got, so you, you understand why he, why he's, why he's, so, you know, such a selfish player. But at the same time, sorry, can I just you know on, like, when, when you get his backstory, yeah, towards the end, yeah, like he thought that um, Ted Lasso hated him. And the fact that yeah. you see his anger, his dad being a bastard towards him, and he gets that note from Ted Lasso saying that, oh, mm. and like you saw that his time with Ted Lasso, he learned stuff because yeah. before yeah. he would have My never heart. have made that pass. He was a mm-hmm. selfish mm-hmm. player, and then to do that and to end up winning the game and sending him down, it was it was just fantastic. Man. I just absolutely loved it. So you could go back. Exactly, exactly. Um, Again, even when Rebecca went from sabotage to trying to sabotage, you know, her ex-husband's team to now wanting the team to do well and things like that, I thought that was again. You could tell again it was like a story of redemption for her. Um, Nathan as well, who's the kit manager, like he's such a lovable character. Nathan the Great, Nathan the Great, Nathan the Great, Nathan the Great, yeah. But at first, you know, he lacks confidence and stuff like that. But even the team, after a while, start to accept him as one of their own. They stop sort of picking on him as much. Um, even Roy Kent says, listen, if you're going to save, just save the chest. Come on. Like, no way he's really out of the future and everything like that. And he delivered and it was, it was such, good. yeah, it was really, really good. Mm. Um, I also like, so outside, so the show as a whole, I also like the differences between, you know, sort of like the Americans and the English because Ted uses all these American idioms and, it, and that we're just lost in it. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I get what, he, I, I, I get what he means. Yeah. But for people who are, I mean, I, the reason why I know them, or we know is because of American football, yeah. right? We've had some American coaches and whatnot. Whereas with an English audience, you could tell just go straight over their head. I mean, kind and, of connected to it. And, 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 that's, and that's why I loved it because I was just like, mm. you, you, not, not only do you kind of need to understand like some of the cultural references, yeah, you also yeah. need to understand the the sporting cultural references to really exactly. appreciate certain things. Because like some of the American football references, yeah, like the end scene when they did that the free kick and they did the motion. <laughs> like, the football that was so dumb, yeah. But from because I'm I've, I'm in that world, yeah, it made so much more sense to me. And then mm. like. Just the, the, the little things like, what's a wanker? And he just kept on getting called a wanker because he didn't know what a, wank, a wanker was. And um, like, uh, what, what else I got in my notes? Um, oh yeah, here's a question for you, Paul, since you're from Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee, yep. Do you know what? I honestly thought Milwaukee was like in Canada somewhere. It just sounds like such a Canadian yeah. Canadian place. Yeah. Why are you saying Milwaukee? Because it's a joke. Because not, that's not I know, you, say you sound it. like they, they sound like um, you know that sketch when they were like when Where he's, when he's reading all the students' name wrong. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee comes from the movie Wayne's World, mm. where oh, one of the roadies for uh, Alice Cooper is like, and then we were at Milwaukee, <laughs> and he wanted. A hundred red M and M's and thirteen blue M and M's, and that's that's where Milwaukee comes from. So, is is the clock tower a real thing? And have you been there? Oh man, my my family's work at the Allen Bradley clock tower. It is a real Ooh. thing. I was, so, I was so freaking, I was so freaking happy about that. Um, I do have a question for uh, T though, and I guess everybody else, but um. Yeah, I was feeling the same way. Uh, when I watched the first two episodes, I was like, man, I'm not feeling this. This is 
like we've seen so many fish out of water shows mm-hmm. and I'm like, how is this going to be different? And at the end of the second episode, when you find out where the biscuits are being made, I'm like, okay, yeah. I see what they're doing. I'm kind of into this. And then the third episode with the reporter writing his story, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, what was the part on your rewatch that like hooked you back in? Oh, um, yeah, again, I think like like you said, the, the biscuits, that moment was just like okay, I see what they're doing, I see what this guy's about. Um and yeah, the the whole thing with the reporter, it, it's just like thing I think it might have been episode three, like you're saying as well, with the reporter and a lot of things where it set things up where you think you know where it's going. And then it just doesn't go where you would expect it to go. Like the whole thing where she got them to take a picture mm. of, yeah. of him with Jamie's girlfriend. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is going to come out in the Sun newspaper and then it's going to be a big thing. And it just didn't play out the way I expected. Mm. And I think it, it was like, I can't, I can't put my finger on one specific thing. It was more like it was just, my 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 wall that I had up against this show was just slowly being a chipped away, like uh, uh, by bit by bit until I think it was by episode three, maybe. Do you know what it was? It was at the restaurant when he was with the reporter, and he was eating the the hot curry, and he was like, "Oh yeah," um, telling the reporter, "Don't be rude, like eat eat the curry." And the guy's like, "No, it's too hot for me," mm. and he mm-hmm. was like, "Okay." Pile that on my plate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'll, I'll eat it. I'll, I'll, and it's just I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but he's so positive. He's so he sees life in such a a, a way where it's like we should all strive to be that way. Mm. And um, yeah, like uh, I think it was the episode with the whole reporter thing again. I, I expected it to go a certain way. Like this reporter had already clashed with him. And I thought, okay, he's going to, like, see all this stuff and you're going to think. Like, it even started playing out. Like, I thought it was going to be a misdirect. Like, okay, he's seeing how he acts and maybe during the day he's going to think, okay, maybe this guy's not so bad, but he'll still, (laughs) when it comes to his report, he's still just going to go for him and, like, make him look like a dickhead. But then when they was reading the report, and he was like, "He's still a dickhead, but he's, he's nice. still a dickhead." But <laughs> you just can't help but like him. And mm. I was like, "Yes, like it's true." Like, I, I think that was the moment. I think it was episode three, just like you with the reporter as well. Like you said, that really yeah. solidified it for me because I was like, "If you can sway this guy from the independent, then <laughs> boy, yeah." And um. And for all three of you, how perfect was that dart scene? Oh, man. That's what, to me, that was one of the best scenes of 2020. Yeah, that was amazing. I I, I loved it because, like, the guy was so confident. He was like, oh, you want to have a darts game? He's like, oh, I just happen to have my own customized special darts. (laughs) And then he. You know, reminded me of. Yeah. You know, you know, um, oh, was it Fresh Prince of Bel Air when uh, Will oh, goes out to play Break out, break out the seal. I was like, yes, yeah, that was a Lucille move. And then, oh, it, that was great. It, it was just like he was just like, oh, I forgot I'm left-handed. I just hit the bullseye. I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, my That's- G. 
that's what I like um, about the writing as well, is that it, it set up that scene where you still didn't know which way it could go because mm-hmm. they both like like obviously Ted Lasso coming to England and being in the pub um, setting and then the guy's like, oh, I forgot. I, I brought my special darts. And mm. you're like, oh shit, he's got special darts. He must be sick. Yeah. And then Ted is yeah. like, oh, I forgot. I'm left-handed. <laughs> and then like, oh shit, like, he's sick as well. <laughs> like, they're both sick. Like, yeah. Again, I didn't know which way it was going to go. And then when Ted started giving his speech about um, uh, um, Walt Whitman, yeah, about, about judging or being curious. Again, I love that whole thing. I thought that was really a, real, a well-written little monologue. But as he was saying that, and then he was just hitting what he needed to hit, I was like, oh, shit. Like, it, it, was, so, it was so, like, what do they call it? Um, uh, the, the word, um, I've lost the word. But it, it was like, um, it was a good moment. And again, it was realistic. It wasn't like, some like deus ex machina moment where it was like oh mm. shit like it, it it was earned do you know what i mean yeah. and as he revealed yeah. within that monologue that he'd been playing darts every day of his life with his dad until he died and again that just makes him more endearing as well mm. because of the story yeah oh that was that was a very good moment mm. and i loved as well the running jokes of the show like him questioning the British language, like <laughs> oh, um, they, they the tea one made me laugh as well. Oh, the oh, tea garbage. The tea, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that made <laughs> like, me laugh. But the whole thing about the boots, and he was like, "Oh, they called those boots." I thought boots was the trunk of a car, and he's like, "Yeah, that's a boot as well." And he was like, "So hold on, if I get fired from a place where I put boots in the trunk of my car, he'd be like, you get boot from the boot in the boot." <laughs> so hard uh, all right so but the the yeah. running joke again just to show how well written this is the very very last shot of this show mm. was <laughs> a callback to a joke from the very first episode was the whole fizzy water thing you know oh, when, yeah. he's in, when he's in the, the, the press, press conference. conference and he drinks the water spits it out he's like oh shit i didn't expect that to be fizzy <laughs> and then it happened a couple of times but then the very last shot is a callback to that where mm. he like takes the water, spits out all over her face, which is a fucking joke. <laughs> but like it is, it is so well written, man. It's very clever, very clever show. Yeah. Um, I just went to, to just two little things. Yeah. Uh, I have a rough idea, but what does the term kiss your sister mean? Cause he said it. And I was just like, I haven't, I don't really know what that saying means. Wait, what is the word? Uh, I'm sorry, can you say that again? Uh, what does the term kiss your sister mean? He says it as um, in one... Oh, of- as a tie. It's like... It's like you get to kiss a girl, but it's your sister, so it uh, doesn't count. So it's like a win, win-lose win situation. Okay, so it's well, a tie. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's so like that, okay. you get to do it, but it's with your sister. It's disgusting. That's uh, interesting. That, that's okay. a... Because I was like, I get he's referencing that's a draw, but I don't know what that reference means. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes even more sense. And the last thing I was going to say, I thought it was a really nice... T- okay, two actually things. Um, First of all, the stadium that they used 
is Crystal Palace Stadium, and that's literally like oh, that's literally like fifteen minutes from my house. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I, I, I I knew exactly where it was, and the fact that I was like again, I was like they recorded a lot of this stuff like quite locally. Um, I think the training ground was near Heathrow. It was um, uh, not Richmond because Richmond was the name of the team. Oh, what was it? I had it up. I was like, it's like East, not East Dulwich, because that's that's not right. Um, but they they filmed quite locally, and I thought that was a, a really nice touch as well. Um, and again, like I said, the, the stadium was Crystal Palace, which I've, I've actually been in that stadium. I watched a game in that stadium. Um, growing up in the area, you had a quite a few, lot of Crystal Palace fans, um, mm. which I haven't checked, but I'm interested to see if that if the pub that they used was. Um, in Crystal, well, South Norwood, because there's a couple of like famous South Norwood pubs where the Crystal Palace fans go. And obviously, AFC Richmond was basically, even though they played against Crystal Palace, I felt that they were meant to be Crystal Palace since they were using their stadium. Um, but it, it was, it was just really fun. Um, so I, I kind of piece something together. So like, you know, the big story was him and his uh, wife, Olivia Wilde broke up. Mm-hmm not too long ago and now he came out and he's got a girlfriend and his girlfriend in real life her name is keely who is the name of juno temple's character well before they divorced oh man this this has become meta as as big t would say (laughs) yeah Totally. Um, no, I'm really glad. I'm so, I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Nana. Um, my, <laughs> and I know I overhyped the shit out of it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I was so, <laughs> I was so into it. Um, and just to go off on T, like there were some things where I thought it was going to go away. Like the whole, like having to make a burn barrel of like your favorite things to get the ghost away. That could have been done so cheesy, but it played off. Mm. So perfectly, but my big yeah. prediction for season two is that Rupert's going to come home and Jamie's going to be fucking his wife in bed. Oi. Wait, what? Re- Jamie's going to be fucking his baby mama in bed and he's going to want to come back to Rebecca. Oi. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be Pete. Well, in just like some kind of Ted Lasso news, Dave, um, Sarah Niles has joined for season two. She's the team therapist. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's really cool. And, okay, this is, this is just like football related. Like, I thought it was really cool that they used um, You'll Never Walk Alone because that's like a big, massive thing for me. Um, that's like the Liverpool anthem. Uh, I also know that obviously like Celtic and Borussia... Oh, yeah. I want to say Celtic and Borussia Dortmund use it as well. But like, it is like mm-hmm. such a Liverpool thing. We play it at every home game. Like, that song just like... It, 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 it tugged at the heartstrings when I heard that. Um, and uh, what's the last thing I was gonna say? Um, it it was it was interesting it being like a Premier League team because obviously like the Premier League over here is like the top division. Um, mm-hmm. but like I would like I I think yeah generally like the Championship is actually probably a little bit tougher than the Prem because there's so many more teams. There's like a lot more different people. Um, play like your teams are a lot more even. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Just because you have the sheer volume of uh, teams there. Um, everyone's sort of like the same skill category as well. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. That whole regulation thing or deregulation was such a foreign concept. And it was so funny <laughs> how 
in the last episode, they're like, so what happens to the shitty teams? It's like, you know, they, they still play for nothing at stake. Hardly any fans come. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, pr- promotion and relegation here is a, is a big thing. Like, if your team is not good, you get relegated, which means, you know, you might not have as much money to pay certain players or, keep you know, keep your team together. And there's a chance that you can go from, like, being the very best or being the top division all the way going down to like the conference, which is like the fourth or fifth tier of um, UK football. Um, and then look at you, Portsmouth. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I really loved it. Uh, I'm gonna move move on. We've got quite a few different things to talk about. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> did, ev- did everyone get? To oh, talk- cool. did, uh, huh? I said no. It's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's cool. We, 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 we've got time, man. We've got at least a, a, we could go easily for another hour. Um. What you call it? What was I say? Alright, the next one is Monster Hunter, and I should probably actually pull this up a little bit better than the other stuff. Um So Monster Hunter is a 2020 film that was meant to be recent cinema, but it kept on getting pushed back and loads of other things was happening with it. Um Sorry, I'm just pulling out a song. So, so yeah, um, produced and written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson based on the video game series of the same name by Capcom. The film stars Anderson's wife, Milia Jovovich. Uh, so, are you going to hate on Milia Jovovich, uh, T? Oh, is he here? Is he, is he working? What's the name Sorry. I said, um, the film stars Anderson's wife, Milia Jovovich. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you were hating on, um, what's her name? Because no, nah, uh, Miller Jones fine, bruv. She was in Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fifth Yo. time, it's, the, it's, it's, it's their fifth time working together as director and lead actor. <laughs> the other cast members include Tony Jaw, um, T.I., uh, Megan Good, uh, Diego Bonetta, Josh, Josh Hellman, Jenna Young, and Ron Perlman. Um, this film adaptation uh, has been in the bubble since 2012 and like i said it's finally came out um i enjoyed it it wasn't fantastic i thought the cgi was very well done um i'm gonna give this a half chicken um we'll get a bit more into it once i've heard everyone's views um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go mine all right so i gave this a half chicken as well Mm -hmm. um like you visually the movie is great the monsters are well animated with great resemblance to the games um, the special effects like the fire, lightning are done well, even the ones that come out of the weapons themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the feline are, you know, done very well too. So you can see, like, you can see all the little details like the fur on them and whatnot. Um, and it's how I would have imagined a feline to interact with, uh, with as a humanoid uh, characters. So that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the weapon armor designs are close to the game versions, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I didn't like were that the story didn't need the real world. It, it, it didn't need mm. an army from from you know our world have been have having to be transported to the to you know to the uh, monster hunter world. Yeah, um, is that not how it is in the game? No, nope. you're just in that no, world. Just... They've added that for the film. Yeah, yeah, that's just for the film. In the game, you literally start off in the you're already in the monster hunter world. You are a young, oh, that's crazy adventurer. Yeah, hunter, so hunter, you're a young hunter. Young, ah, your young hunter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that bit I didn't appreciate because you could have done this. You could have like done this entire movie just based on the Monster Hunter world that have no relation. But obviously, I know they need a, a story point and stuff like that. But there's loads of story points you could have gone, you could have gone for like the like the games as well. Mm. Um, so 
so, so to carry on, um, not to mention the fact that you know there are also ramifications for having monsters appearing in you know our very real world. I mean, if we look at other movies and stuff like that, you see how you know us being curious, <laughs> we would obviously avoid to send expedition to the other side to see what it's like, explore it, take resources from it, or whatnot, maybe capture these monsters or whatnot, experiment on them. Yeah, for armor, weapons, whatever. So I thought that would have just created a whole. Basically, it created a whole kettle of fish, which it didn't need to. Um, so I guess that's, that's why I gave it a half chicken. So yeah, I'm gonna stop there for now. And uh, <laughs> right, cool. Uh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a half chicken as well. I was kind of confused because I don't feel like she's the monster hunter. I feel like it's Tony Ja. So I felt like we mm. should have really followed his character throughout the whole thing. I thought that was kind of stupid. I thought the designs were cool. Like it was a cool turn off your brain and just watch big, ugly things fight with (laughs) Mila Jovovich, who I didn't, I I could care a lot. Like I don't see the point in, in her whole crew being there. If they're going to be in like five minutes, like, okay, Uh, cool. That pissed me off. I was like, why? And they're good actors as well. T.I. is a good actor. Megan Good's a good actor. Do you know what I mean? Like, why have that presence there? I kept it. I kept hoping like, oh, maybe they're going to pop up again. But no, we just kept following her. But yeah, no, and I, I've, I've never played the game. So I didn't. Mm. So when I saw the cat, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this is <laughs> dumb, you know? But, like, yeah, I'm like, who is this grown-up version of Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots! But, no, like, it was a fun... I, I would never watch it again, but I didn't hate it by any means. It was a good way to mm. just enjoy, what, an hour and 45 minutes? And Ron Perlman, anything you put him in, I'm going to be... He does everything he does to to just the he puts his ball. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, yeah. He just he loves chewing this like these movies are made for him. So I didn't even know he was yeah. in the movie, you know. I completely like I must have known at some point, but I completely forgot he's in it. So when he turned out, I was like, What's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and he like he's like seventy three and he's like running full speed with like oh a fucking God. fiery axe. Like yeah. get it, dude. Get it. All right, T. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you guys have said already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it a half chicken as well. Um, it was, again, like, I, I thought I hadn't played the game, but yeah, I assumed I assumed it was going to be like, like The Witcher or something like that. Like, it was all going to take place within that world or that time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing the modern day kind of aspect of it and getting sucked into the portals and stuff was um a bit of a surprise i didn't mind it again I've, like i said i've never played the game so i'm not a big fan of it to be upset but if they don't follow it directly mm. um it surprised me like in the same way when i originally played the first assassin's creed game where i'm like all the adverts kind of made you just think it takes place in the past so then when you play it and you start in like not just modern day, but kind of like the future. It was like, whoa, what's this? Have I put the wrong disc in? Like, mm. what's going on here? And so it kind of gave me that kind of same similar kind of feeling. Um, it was nice, brisk little movie. It, it was like we're so used to having like three hour epic movies nowadays that like I think this one maybe was about ninety minutes. Mm. So it, it it seemed really short, like. 
by by when we got towards the end and they were fighting like that dragon thing and then she fell through the portal and came back to her world um i was like oh she's already got back to her world like i i thought we was only like halfway through the film so i was like right how's she gonna get back yeah what's gonna happen now well and then it, then the film ended and I was like, oh shit, like, yeah. <laughs> the film's done. Like, I, I think that's going to hurt because I don't think it's going to be done for a sequel because I think, again, this was released like during <laughs> pandemic time. You don't it think, was, it I, was, well, it was obviously trying to set itself up to be a franchise. I mean, now that Mila Jovovich is done with Resident Evil, she needs another gaming movie franchise <laughs> to be part of. So, <laughs> I kind of thought that... It, 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 I, I would be in for it. I would be up for a sequel. I would I, be I up like for a sequel as well because I want to know where it goes and like how the story yeah. ends. Like we get introduced to this like dark, mysterious character at the end. Um, yeah. But I think- No again, idea who he is. Again, it's released in COVID time. So like literally it's got, a, it had a budget of 30, 30.3 million. It No, it had a budget of 60 million and it only made 30.3 million because of pandemic time. So, you know, will it? Mad. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, Okay, that will probably change, yeah, because, again, because of the pandemic, it's not been released in Japan yet. And Japan and kaijus and stuff like that, that's a very big market. So, um, hopefully, when it get does get a Japanese release, that will, mm-hmm. you know, recuperate some of the funds. But um, how nasty was the TI the TI scene when the, the things were just, oh, like, coming man. out of his body? It was mashing him up. Yeah. When good. I was watching it, when I was watching it, I was like, raw. The black people actually not only were they not the first to die, they were the <laughs> last ones to survive. I was like, are they gonna be the main characters? <laughs> then it went back to Mila Jovovich, and then like you don't even see Ti and and the other one, the the black chick get captured or whatever. Mm. You just find them in the spiders then, and yeah, he got it the worst. Oh, that like, was disgusting. Out of all of them, they were like, okay, we might not kill you first. But you're gonna get it the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and, and as, as an extension to that, mm. I kind of feel like Mila Jovovich's character had some epic plot armor in this film. Oh, 100 percent Because not only did the spiders like kill everyone that they that they came in that they managed to catch, and then they didn't kill her. They just webbed her up. And then I was like, okay, there's some plot armor there. Well, she was yeah. meant for she was meant for then food for later. CGI, and and she lets out, there's other people that are webbed up. So I was like, okay, she weren't the only one that got webbed up. Maybe it's not plot armor. Mm-hmm. But the other guy, T.I., when he got webbed up, he got eggs planted in him. <laughs> so I was like, so shit. So she ain't get the eggs either. Not only didn't they cure her, they didn't egg her. Mm. She's like got this ultimate plot armor defense. And like, I thought that was a bit obviously convenient mm. to kind of leave her as the last survivor of this team in this world. Um didn't bother me that much though but it was just something that i noticed you know what what did kind of bother me yeah so she like had a like i don't know ankle broken or something done to her yeah Mm -hmm. and then she was scuffing with tony jar like you know bro i was gonna say it as well so i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned it yeah tony jar would fuck her up man are you mad (laughs) oh my days tony jar would kill her because because here's the thing about the game right in the game like the monster hunter game like the hunter the, the hunters in the monster hunter universe are ridiculous they are not your average human being mm. do you know what i mean they do things like that like take on rathalos which is the which is the dragon one that was uh spit fire at the when they were trying to um fight it you know when you're trying to fight it and you know get through the portal or whatnot or get um artemis through the portal like that thing is was like 
yes, for beginners in the game, it's it's a hard creature. But when you level up enough, like this, is like early level, uh, like early couple of hours of the game, right? It's not that hard to to fight and stuff like that, right? And you can solo it. So the hunters are ridiculous, and the feats they do, like that, like they can jump like fifty feet in the air if they want to to get on the back of a flying uh, Rathalos. Do you know what I mean? And then take it down. So they've seemed vastly underpowered. And the fact that Artemis um, was able to go toe-to-toe with, like an injured Artemis was able to go toe-to-toe with, with a hunter was absolutely ridiculous to me. I'm, that, that was a hundred percent plot armor and it was disgusting. <laughs> that's why that's why that's that's what partly affected my rating as well. Mm. Um the, the in thing a, about in a, that mm. oh, okay. yeah. the thing that I thought was stupid about that, about her going up against Tony Jar. Um, was that like first of all when he sees the team he like protects them kind of do you know what I mean like yeah, he, he yeah. protects the team then they all die and she's the only one left and then he tries to kill her I'm like why would you protect them just to try and kill her when you come face to face with her then they're fighting they're fighting they're fighting and well then, like, they tried to kill him tried, she tries to kill him back and then he falls into the spider place mm. and she saves him. And, she saves and I'm him. like, what? You guys are confused. <laughs> like, pick what you want. Either Do you, you know want what? to save each other or you want to mm. kill each other. She, while they were fighting, she literally said at one point, I'm going to kill you or something <laughs> like that. And then as soon as he falls into the spider thing, she saves him. Mm. I was like, well, now you don't have to kill him. Let them kill him. <laughs> and, I was thinking that as well. I don't know. I just thought that was a bit weird as well. Mm. Like, it didn't really... Yeah. I, so I'm that glad scene. they did it because mm. I liked the um the the um chemistry between them and like the the dynamic between them. I like that he didn't speak English mm. because I hate mm. it in shows or movies, not hate it, but it's kind of like a weird trope where everyone speaks English. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in the universe speaks, speaks English. English, aliens speak English, <laughs> other dimensions speak English, like not even Spanish. Like, but everyone speaks this earth language of English in every dimension on every planet. Mm. So it was cool that when he went to this other, when she went to this other dimension, um, they, he didn't speak English. Yeah. Obviously when Ron Perlman turned up and started speaking English, I was like, well, that's kind of ruined it. But he explained it. <laughs> yeah, studying. but that was still dumb though. Studying it. Even it was he, dumb. He, he didn't need to keep, continue speaking English. Like, yeah. he goes, just spoke English to her and to everybody else speak the language. I feel yep. like he and that, kept on speaking English. Yep, and that definitely broke immersion for me. So uh, just touch on a couple of points um, from what you guys have said. So when it came to that fight between Artemis and the Hunter, right, I actually thought that I could understand why the fight happened, but I think that from the Hunter's perspective, he wasn't trying to kill her. He was just trying to subdue her. Do you know what I mean? Whereas for her, it was like, yeah, I've got to take you down. And then later on, I think she kind of realised... This is me. This is me sort of filling the gaps. But I think you kind of realize that if the, if this guy dies, then I'm, I'm in the world by myself yeah. <laughs> with no one to uh, with no one to help me. So I, I can't understand both what, your point and uh, what I'm saying as well. Um, I definitely agree that you know Admiral um, Ron Perl, um yeah, Ron Perlman's character. Um, he didn't need to speak English continuously after he revealed he could speak uh, yeah. he could speak English. Um, like when he said when he shouted like was it above you or whatever to to hit the Rathalos I thought you don't need to do that just speak your own language like speak the mm-hmm. native language there we understand that you can speak English but hey um, it is what it is but yeah that definitely broke uh, a bit of immersion for me um, 
I also said that um, the ending felt a bit cheesy with the hunters being so like in a line as they were to take on I think the Gormagalor. That was that was the last dragon uh, creature we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought yeah that was a bit cheesy at the end, but not too much that you know I didn't enjoy the the I guess the scene itself and you know all the animation and stuff around it. Um, oh, also just just as a as a quick um, addition to this. The Diablos actually in the games is one of the harder creatures to fight against. Like they are not easy. So the way they took it down, I was thinking, raw. It took two hunters to take down this this one Diablos. Mm. Um, the like I said, the Rathalos is the easiest one. Then you have the Diablos being the second, uh, being like uh, actually pretty, actually a pretty difficult uh, creature to fight against. Um, so I I like that they had elements of you know using poisons against it to sort of debuff it before they killed it and whatnot. So. I mean, they, they did some some aspects work very well, some aspects didn't, but overall, um, this movie would have done a lot better if they didn't do things like, you know, sort of make Artemis the main character. She could, she could have been one where she was uh, a secondary character to the hunter, sort of trying to learn from him and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 what, that's my final thoughts on that. Cool. Has anyone got anything else to say about this movie before we move on? Nope. Nope. Alright, nope. cool. So this is this is a little bit of a double feature. Um that big T picked for us because um again nine times out of ten I tell these guys what to watch and what we're reviewing. So I'll just like mm-hmm. you know, if you guys want something to watch or something for us to review, just let me know in advance. I can put it in the show notes and we can like get it watched. Um so the rev- the main thing that we're reviewing in a sense is Willy's Wonderland, but T told us to um watch Banana Split as a comparison. Um and I did watch Banana Splits. So Banana Splits is a 2019 comedy horror movie uh, directed by Danishka Esterhazy and written by Jed Elenoff and Scott Thomas. Uh, it's a horror reimagined of Hannah Barbara's 1968 children's television series, The Banana Splits, which I don't think I ever watched, but I do remember the song, the cha-la-la-la-la-la-la. Was that from Kickoffs? I can't remember. I believe it was in that for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was in um, when uh, Hit Girl has the scene. Hit Girl and um, Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is funny it does, because totally, big, yeah. Big, big Daddy is Nicolas Cage, who then features in... Um, oh! Um, uh, in Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland, which is a very similar film. Um, now, the bl- me personally, I thought the Banana Splits movie was dumb. It was stupid. It was... Uh, Gory, Sorry. gory. I, I, I had to duck out for a bit. What, what are we, what are we on now? Banana, the banana. We, we're on the bit that you, you picked. Oh, <laughs> banana no. slips. I miss Monster Hunter. No. Can I go back to Monster Hunter quickly a little bit? Oh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, again, I'm at work, so I just had to do it. Had to do with work stuff. Yeah, yeah. Guys. I, I had. I, anyway, um, yeah. So, um, I like, I like Tony Jaw's relationship with. Mila Jovovich, mm. there's a couple things like, again, I, don't, I, I missed what you guys were just talking about, so I don't know if you said it, but the whole thing about chocolate, I thought was quite cool. Oh, yeah. Like, the, them, them, like, learning each other's language, and she was like, chocolate, so she gave him the chocolate. Then later on, he cooked one of the monsters and was like, chocolate. And so, <laughs> obviously, he he's like, it just means food, didn't it? And yeah. she tried it, and she was like, yeah, this is definitely chocolate, because it was nice. Mm. I like little things like that. The whole joke about bait, like, when she was like, I'm, I'm not I being forgot bait. about that one. And then, and then when the next monster come, Tony Jaa was just like, bait! And then she <laughs> ran off, like, he was like, okay, he's going to be the bait. And then when they got to the water, 
And he was like, here, have a drink, have a drink. And then she went a drink and that thing jumped out of her <laughs> and then he killed it. And then you looked at her and it was like, bait. <laughs> like, all of that shit made me crack up. Yeah, because he doesn't funny. understand what bait actually means. Like he just thinks, do you know what I mean? He doesn't get the true understanding of what that word means. Yeah, but I, I feel like he got it enough because like he used he it. He was doing right it. Place, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I liked, again, I haven't played the game, mm. but... Mm. Um, I, I get like in general there's just gaming mechanics that you find in a lot of games like the whole looting of the corpse kind of thing yeah. like whenever they killed yeah. a monster they'd, they'd loot it and take like bits of its skin and it's stuff like that I thought that was pretty that was pretty cool how they incorporated that in the campfire scene again is something you often find in in games and stuff like um and yeah I mean that that's that's pretty much it I like that she had like a get over here dagger uh, a scorpion dagger thing that she <laughs> kind of shoot and bring things back to her and the the god of war fire blades mm. was kind of cool as well made by toho right hold on i saw the toho logo at the beginning yes they yes. made godzilla in it yes so it's the uh... and pokemon right Ooh, i don't know if toho did pokemon they're starting to do with pokemon i think they own distribution rights to pokemon not something like that they like monsters, is my point. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they mm. clearly like mm-hmm. monsters. Um, so it was interesting that that this was released by Toho as well. Um, but no, that's pretty... I mean, I like the story. I think it was a simple enough story. Um, it was like defeating the, the monster and, and stuff like that. Ron Perlman is Ron Perlman. Like, you can't go wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I like I, I like the movie. That's all I just wanted to say. I just wanted to talk about a couple of bits on my notes. So. Mm. Uh, so anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Based on this, no, they didn't do Pokemon, but they've obviously Godzilla, My Hero Academia, uh, Furikuni, uh, Doctor Stone, Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a popular anime right now, Psycho Pass. Um, they've done a lot of big animes. Well, yeah, interesting. Um, they do Ultraman as well, or they've done Ultraman. Um, so yeah, that's why I see Toho. Oh yeah, so basically, I was just saying that, like, you know, I, I. Gave you guys opportunity to pick something, and you recommended Willy's Wonderland, and like as a <laughs> something to like add to it, but Banana Split. So I was just talking about Banana Split first. Okay, saying yeah. that I don't remember ever watching Banana Split. I do. Oh, rec- I do recognize the song, but I think I recognize the song from Kickass because I feel <laughs> like it was in the scene with um, Hit Girl and Big Daddy, and I said it was funny that Big Daddy is Nicolas Cage and he Nicolas plays Cage. Willis Wonderland hey. so it all kind of connects together but I yeah. I did not like this movie this movie gets bones I was not a fan what? it was dumb it was stupid I hated it I hated this movie you're dumb and you're stupid he <laughs> was so dumb man like what the fuck was this man like the 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 gore like the gore that's the point gore the CGI like I understand why like this is a cult classic or this has become it's gonna become a cult classic in it because of like the cheesiness the style the whole the fact they use it the puppetry the practical effects the animatronics like I get all that but it just did not do it for me man um so yeah I'm gonna go Paul Paul did you manage to watch this or have you seen this before I watched the banana splits yes uh. It gets a whole chicken for me. Oh, I yes. fucking <laughs> yes. I love this movie so much. Yes. And you know what? Like I said it before, I love Street Fighter. I love when a bad movie knows it's bad and makes no bones 
this movie was not trying to win an Academy Award. Yes. This movie wanted to be as silly as it could be, and they took a... At my grandma's house, she only had one cassette back in the day, and it was the Banana Splits Adventure Hour. Mm, and yes. to see these guys cutting people in half, <laughs> fucking cutting people down with cars, was amazing. They gave us the dumbest characters that you <laughs> wanted that you wanted to see die. You wanted exactly. To, you wanted the, the, the fucking asshole with his daughter. Like you're like, dude, oh, yeah, he was a- I want to see him die. Mm. <laughs> Like and, and the you know like the big fanboy with his fiance like yeah, cut him in half. Let's see that shit. <laughs> no, but I like it, like you know, it had the Westworld feel like like especially the Yule Brenner one. Yeah. Um, it had the like it had in a way the Jurassic Park feel, but like it reminded me so much of that Simpsons episode where they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> yeah. And I just had like I thought the kid actors were amazing. I thought the mom was awesome. I just, dude, T, thank you so much for having this. I never would have watched this, but I I had the biggest blast watching this movie. Yes, good. I'm glad. Uh, There you go. You've given me Ted Lasso. I gave you Banana Splits. (laughs) Well, well, guys, um, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say I didn't get a chance to watch Banana Splits. Not because I didn't get a chance to watch it, but... I had already seen um, uh, what's it called? Willy's um, Wonderland. Willy's Willy's Wonderland. Wonderland. Mm. And with me, I am such a pussy when it comes yep. to jump scares mm-hmm. and and friggin' like horror movies and stuff like that. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. So I made myself watch Willy's Wonderland and said, "Okay, I watched that. I'm not gonna not watch Banana Splits, which is the exact same thing, or not? Maybe not the exact nah. same thing. I've seen it, but." Again, I couldn't bring, bring myself to watch it. So I don't want to get ahead of the game, but this is so much better than Willy's Wonderland. Ah, oh, maybe I should watch this one instead. Um, I, that's <laughs> I couldn't why, do one at the time. Neva, Neva, that's why Neva. I said because Willy's Wonderland's new; it's fairly new. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were talking about it. That's why I recommended watch this as well because, in my opinion, Willy's Wonderland is like ripping this off in a way yeah but mm. this one is so much better in my opinion mm. again maybe because it's got the banana splits and again when i was young that was one of the shows i would watch yeah and i i, I like those characters and again seeing them become these killers and shit like it's crazy like imagine if if they made a barney movie and barney <laughs> was just going around f- murdering people and eating them Bruh. and shit like it's crazy yeah. now Originally, I, I, I was told, um, the guy who recommended this to me, mm. he told me, so I don't know if this is true or not, but he told me originally this was meant to be a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah. But yeah, either they couldn't get the rights or they lost the rights to it. So they somehow managed to get the rights to the Banana Splits. Mm-hmm. So they was just like, okay, fuck it. Let's make it the Banana Splits movie, which to me makes it better. If it was a Five Nights at Freddy movie, it would be it probably wouldn't have even had the same storyline. They probably had to change it slightly because it's now about banana splits because ironically, Willy's Wonderland is more similar to the story of five nights at Freddy's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this is is a bit different because obviously it's about the show and stuff like that. Um, But again, I like the story of it. This actually had a story Mm -hmm. as opposed to Willy's Wonderland. Again, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like like Paul said, a lot of the characters were just pricks. You just couldn't wait to see them die. Mm. The stepdad <laughs> was a prick. I mean, 
he had jungle fever. Oh, I'm gonna watch this tonight, you know. The executive was a prick. Steve mm. was a prick. Do you know what I mean? And they all got it. Like, oh, Steve got it um, the worst, man. Like, that was... Oh, hey. oh my day. Again, oh, now, now that... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Again, now that you're going to watch it, I don't want to say too much and ruin it, but... Mm. Do you know like, what There's still, still... For the purpose, there's still, still fully yeah. go ahead and see what we're going to say, but... Um, for, right, so you for need me, to watch it, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. probably watch it after, record, after we've done, we're done recording, because for me... The way you describe it, it makes it so much more interesting because I do like it when shitty ass characters get their comeuppance. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they get their oh. just deserved. And this sounds like it sounds like that. Abtrox just thought, you guys are being dickheads. You just got, I, I much rather watch that than uh, yeah. Please Wonderland. All right, I'm going, all right, cool. I'll watch it tonight. So, but yeah, carry on. Don't let me, don't let me not watch it. What's your rating for this, then, T? A whole chicken. Fuck yeah. Whole chicken. I was. I was flirting with giving it a free piece, mm. somewhere between a free piece and a whole chicken, but fuck it, it's a whole chicken, right? Like again, Paul's enthusiasm has has tipped <laughs> me over and, and, and made me realize, yeah, it is a fucking whole chicken. Yeah, but you guys are all maybe, selling this movie. Maybe to me because right I now. don't have the connection with the banana splits, and again, I don't do horrors in it, and like yeah. See, it wasn't, I love it wasn't even, But the thing I is, like, it wasn't even scary though. But it's just like it the, the, scary. the gore, the goriness of it, kind of. Like, put me off a bit. Like, it was just like, do you know what it is? Yeah, it wasn't scary, mm-hmm. but it, it, parts of it were horrific. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, when towards the end, when they got the kids to watch their show, yeah, that was that was horrific. That was you know terrible. What I'm yeah, like that was and bringing bringing out Steve after what they oh, did to him and tied him to the bike. Oh, do you know Whoa. what I mean? And then. The you've got mail thing and what shot out of it rather than letters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? With the the, the whole flamethrower thing. Yeah. Bringing out the executive on the wheel of the end. Yeah. Like and then banana and again, splitting him. And then the banana splitting oh, him. Yeah. No, like it was, it was, yeah. and just the fact that they had these kids witnessing it. And another bit, yeah. Again, I don't Dude. think the kids were watching at this point. But when they made uh, who was it? They made the the showrunner lady. And the, um, the I think it was the dad yeah. of the ch- of the girl the who race. burn up his face. Do the race. Do do the slime race. Yeah. And one of them obviously was burn up his face. So when he fell and his face hit the floor and had yeah. slime all over it, I was like, that hurts. Mm. And when she fell with her broken fingers uh, and like, mate, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you felt it. Yeah. It was so well done. It like it like. That type of stuff, it was almost like parallel to like a Saw movie. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. Like, mm, That's what I'm saying. Movie meets meets a kid's show. And the only, and I'm not even knock the rating for it, but like, I'm sorry, when you yell at a group of kids to not watch something, oh, they, they aren't, they aren't yeah. closing their eyes. They are. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like that's what like I'm like, dude, they had the balls to do this in front of the kids, like. You know, like there's a little thing where they're not going to hurt the kids, but that doesn't mean they're not going to hurt people in front of the kids. Like, mm. or have therapists outside of this fucking studio waiting for these kids after mm. all this yeah. shit. 
You sing that song. That song sounds so nice, no flood. I so kid it. Like, oh, alright. So let's let's have fun watching it. Alright, let's move on to Willy's Wonderland. So Willy's Wonderland is a 2021 American action comedy horror film directed by Kevin Lewis from a screenplay written by G.O. Parsons. The film stars Nicolas Cage, who also serves as a producer along with Emily Toaster, blah, 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 blah. We don't need all that shit there. Um, <laughs> it follows a quiet drifter who's tricked into clean up an abandoned family entertainment center haunted by eight murderous animatronic characters. Um, I think because this had Nicolas Cage in it, I had a little bit more fun of it. Uh, I'm going to mm. a quarter chicken. Um, I think that the Sorry, CGI... Was that, was that a quarter chicken? Yeah, quarter chicken. I think the CGI, right. CGI on this was just a little bit better. Um, and... Uh, I think the actions, there was a little bit more action to this one because obviously Nicolas Cage is playing like this, this badass. I don't know why, but he's a badass that just doesn't speak. Because um, he's a game. It's a game. He's a, <laughs> he's the protagonist of this game movie. Like to me, mm-hmm. this movie seemed like a game. Like, again, like more kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's. This guy, the main guy doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. You had the whole energy drink thing, which to me seemed like another game mechanics. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't really call it Like, again, it wasn't great. I was just watching it. Like, the storyline was quite basic. But, um, again, I think this is going to be one of those movies, yeah, that in the future, it's going to be a cult classic because it's, like, it's mm. so bad that it's good. They've gone, like, old school where they're doing more um, puppetry and, you know, old school practical effects rather than the whole CGI and stuff. Um mm. But even though there, there was a couple of scenes of CGI, um, I I'm gonna pass it on to uh, mine. All right, so I gave this a quarter chicken as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I said rather bad animation is dead, but whilst you expect with old school animatronics, mm-hmm. so like you said, old school puppetry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I can I can definitely uh, appreciate that. Um, the story was okay given the source material, uh, which is Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Nicolas Cage being a silent, uh, being silent throughout the movie actually worked well. I think it would have been so dumb if he started speaking. Mm-hmm. So, I, so for this instance, it's actually good that he kept quiet, which is probably why I'm rated it uh, quarter chicken as well, rather than bones. Um, so many dumb tropes here. So splitting up, like who splits up? This is not Scooby Doo. Um, horny teenagers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Horny teenagers not knowing the situation they're in. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that. Sorry. I'm glad you brought that out because that was so dumb. Like, you were... Yeah. The, he was the one that was like, oh, let's not go in here. Like, we know what those, those things can do. And then you're like, oh, let's go have sex in a room. While I, I swear, I'm saying. One of their friends... It wasn't the thing in the corner. While well, it's in the corner watching, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Mate. They weren't even horny oh. teenagers that didn't know what was going on. They knew you, very ex- well exactly. what was going on. To the point where the black guy was down to burn the place down with someone yeah. in there. Like yeah. he was willing to burn Nicolas Cage alive with these <laughs> things. But then as soon as his girl wants to have sex, he's like, okay, yeah, fuck it. Like, uh, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Say no. <laughs> uh, Honestly. Yeah, sorry. Honestly, friggin', oh, I'm gonna I'm having flashbacks. Do you know what? If I sleep when I sleep tonight, yeah. If I wake up and say I have a truck next to me, I'm blaming all you guys, by the way. That's what I'm saying. I will ring you in the middle of the night and go, Nana, T, what the fuck is this? <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so uh, continue on from that. Um, 
Uh, yeah, the sheriff got killing Nicolas Cage's character, knowing full well that he's already killed all these animatronics. Like, what are you doing? If you're seriously thinking about, you know, keeping this, keeping uh, Willie happy or whatnot, just kill the guy for 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 him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do even do that ends up and you know. Anyway, um, see, I I kind of sorry, I I thought an opposite thing, kind of in that moment, right. where I'm like, this town is a bunch of fucking pussies, man. <laughs> How Here's have they not chance. dealt with? How have they not dealt with these things? Exactly. Here's your chance. Nicholas Cage had killed all of them by this point. Mm. It was just Willie left, yeah. and he mm. was standing up on stage, Human not head. moving, Human standing head. still. She had a shotgun in her hand. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yep. I mean? Just blam, finish it there and then. But she was like, "Oh, Willie, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Willie. Oh. What's he done to you?" I'm like, "You're fucking dumb. Why are you? Why is your town such full of such pussies?" Like. You're telling me this one guy can f- can finish all of these things in one night while cleaning. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> taking and playing pinball. I'm taking breaks to play pinball. Like he can murk all of them in one night. And at one point he was handcuffed and took on two of them and murked oh. them. This town couldn't deal with them. I was like, nah, this is stupid, man. This, this is stupid. Yeah. For um, real. Um, also, also, I was thinking, how random is it that? Sorry, how do people randomly go missing in in and the last location or last no location is that small town? <laughs> I mean, like people do people not have cell phones? Yeah. Surely, if you're from our town and someone's gone missing and like you can ping um, mobile phone signals off of masks and stuff like that, right? Surely, you try like the location to be this particular mm. spot in this particular well, place. I, I think has seen a lot of disappearances. I what think is the going fact on? that they um, didn't have like the cash machines and stuff, they had. I think they had found a way to turn it off. And were they not still also using? Actually, no, because the boy had a mobile phone in it. The boy had a mobile phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was dumb as well. Again, they kind of explained it away because they was trying to trap him, mm-hmm. but. When he went to the mechanic and he was like, "Yeah, like we only accept cash," and he was, and then he was like, "Yeah, but there's also no ATM in the whole town." Mm. I was like, "Well, then fuck! Like, what am I meant to do? Like, <laughs> if you only if you only accept cash, I don't have cash on me. I don't have a thousand yeah. pounds in cash just on me. Mm. Like, and you're telling me there's no ATM because your whole town doesn't have internet. <laughs> no one's got a mobile phone. No one's got mobile data. I can't like transfer you the money. Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> I have to go clean this place overnight. You know what I mean? And, and like, you're willing to pay for £1,000 worth of damage for one night of cleaning. How fucking dirty <laughs> is this place? Do you know what I mean? He, he cleaned that place up good, though. Oh, he, he did. Good. He, like, he, he, he really did. He even got the blood and everything off as well. The blood sat oil That's what I'm stuff. saying. Yeah. He even cleaned up after himself when he murked a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's me done. Oh yeah, also dumbass, uh, cheap jump scares. I was like, yeah, I'm dumb jump scares. Mm. That freaking girl, that freaking gorilla in the toilet for no reason. Like, why? Yeah, that was dumb. But I, <laughs> uh, I think my best, yeah, I'm done. My best death year was when he like ripped up the alligator's um, mouth open. Oh yeah. Did you, did it not remind you of, um, oh, King um, Ping pong, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, right, T, but you know, he didn't go in and bite off, bite the tongue out. T, what's your <laughs> surface rating? Uh, your surface views and your rating. Well, as you guys can probably tell by now, I didn't enjoy it as much as bananas. <laughs> um, I'll give it a, a quarter chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it. The story was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't 
scary. It wasn't horrific. Like, there was no tension ever. Like, Nicolas Cage was just the best. He mm. could just kill everything. There was, n- that's what, that, there was never any moment of tension or dread or like, like I said, Banana Splits movie weren't necessarily scary, mm-hmm. but there was dread. There was tension. There was horrific moments. Whereas this, it was more like an action movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, we just come and watch Nicolas Cage fight. Like, and you, you guys are saying that, that you thought the effects in this were better. I disagree. I think the effects were better in Banana Splits. Like, I was sold much more that they were animatronics in Banana Splits than in this. Because mm. in this, they were clearly just guys in suits. Like, <laughs> there was no, like, special eff- uh, sound effects, sorry, and audio track can go a long way to, to um, do you know what I mean? Can affect what you're seeing mm. a lot. So in the Banana Splits movie, every time they moved, every time something happened, you'd hear like, zzz, zzz, like there was some robotic noises. Mm. Whereas in Willy's Wonderland, it, there wasn't as much, if any. Like, so when they're moving around, they can't... Oops, sorry, guys. I have to go one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, work is calling. I, think it work, I was like, he's retro rigged all this time. <laughs> 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 um, Paul, well, 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 let's get your views and your rating on this one. Yeah, um, I don't think you guys have this. Uh you know, over by you guys, but we have a, we have a place called Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yes, oh, yes, we, yeah, yeah. We, 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 know, we know Chuck E. Cheese, even though we don't have anything of it. And they got the Chuck make, Cheese. and they got the make believe band, which is yeah. mm-hmm. they terrified me when I was a kid. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was so funny. I watched this about a month ago mm-hmm. or like two or three weeks ago. Cause I was going to, I talked about it in Cinecast. Nice. And, the day I watched it, Chuck E. Cheese reopened, so I took my kids because they did it safely. And they didn't have the band play, but then I watched it that day. I'm like, God, I'm so glad I didn't watch this before I went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I, I would have been fucking terrified, but I did. Okay, I, I initially had this at a half chicken, mm-hmm. and two movies have changed my rating. It's going to a Bones. Yeah. Because I think Banana Splits did it a hundred times better. Yes, and I agree. I'm gonna respectfully disagree with Martin. I hate <laughs> that you. I hate that you have Nick Cage in a non-speaking role because I think that it just didn't work for me. And I'm thinking, who would I rather have in? And then I watched Mon- Monster Hunter. I'm like, dude, Ron Perlman as this character would have been so much. Fucking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I would have loved to see like. I mean, you know, like, I, f- I felt like the movie was trying to do too much by purposely not doing enough. Like, ooh, they're going to tease us with, why is he taking energy drinks? Why is he doing pinball in the middle of all this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't matter to anything. And that sheriff was so fucking stupid that I'm so happy. Yep. I, I went back and I rewatched Speed just to watch her get sucked under the bus again because I thought she was so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> in this movie, so I had to watch her die in the Keanu Reeves movie just to make me happy. <laughs> um, but no, this is a this is a Bones man, uh, and it's all thanks to Banana Splits. Banana Splits just did this a hundred times better, and the fact that they're they are now fast tracking the Five Night at Freddy's, and they're getting fucking Chris Columbus from Harry Potter and Home Alone to direct it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It's fun, and and, oh, and oh, okay. 
and I wanted to share this real quick. The IMDb trivia page for Willy's Wonderland is a hundred times more fascinating because the people that played the killer animatronics mm -hmm. came up with their own backstories and Siren Sarah justified her acting that way because of the physical and sexual abuse she got as a kid. Oh, man. I'm like, okay, that's a little okay. more interesting than what we got in the movie. Mm. Mm. See, I was I was wondering, out of all the killers from that worked for Willy's Wonderland, because unless I'm wrong, I didn't see any female workers. They were all guys, right? So, which of these male killers became the female animatronics? Well, they had Siren Sarah. Oh, oh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know probably. what I'm saying because the 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 male the workers were killing people mm -hmm. and then rather than get arrested they sat they killed themselves in like some ritual and then their spirit or their souls or whatever went into the animatronics yeah so which of these guys ended up in the female bodies the female ones do you know what i mean mm. and why was they asking the little fat kid if he wants to fuck like <laughs> no because <laughs> <laughs> they're degenerates Yes. And you know why banana splits work so much better too is because they actually had banana splits had a rogue band member that wasn't acting like the rest of them. That would have been kind of fun to see in Willie's Wonderland. Mm. Is one of these guys kind of try to be good? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that banana on banana action. Whoa, that sounded. Well, <laughs> that's the Pornhub version of that movie. <laughs> yeah. The title T Sex Porter. Anything else anyone wants to say on this? Uh, I want to kind of start moving on and slowly I, kind of wrap up. I, I, agree, I agree with what Paul said about using Nicolas Cage without any speaking, like, without any lines of dialogue. It was kind of a waste because, like, Nicholas Cage is best used when he's allowed to be Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. Like, you know what I mean? And let him tried. off his leash. He, yeah, let him off his leash. Like, and and they limited him. But again, I get it for the character. But I just think, like you said, that he could have been cast better because mm. Nicholas mm. Cage needs to be able to make noises. Like, I, uh, again, I don't know if you uh, out of you lot who's seen Community, but Arbed's impression of Nick Nicholas Cage is oh, yeah, fucking amazing. Bands, like, yeah. And a lot of it is the noises. <laughs> so, but again, Nicolas Cage tried to Nicolas Cage it up. Like when he was dancing while playing the pinball machine and like when he was about to fight some of these animatronics, he'd do some weird like head bobbing thing. Like so he tried. He tried, bless him, to be Nicolas Cage, but <laughs> I think he was I think he was limited um to what he could do. But yeah, again, like this this was nowhere near as good as banana splits in my opinion. Um that's why I wanted you to watch to compare because, like I said, this this was already done so much better mm. beforehand, yeah. and um, we'll see what happens when the Five Nights at Freddy's movie comes out. Mm. All right, we're going to move on to the next film. If that's everyone done with their comments on Willy's Wonderland, yep. All right, yep. cool. So, Coming to America is a 2020 American comedy film that serves as a sequel to the 1988 film Coming to America, obviously, uh, which starred Eddie Murphy and. Now, before we get into the second one, I did not know Eddie Murphy ripped the story for this first film. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he did. He was all him. Mad. Like, that's amazing. Like, and, and again, mm. um, I rewatched the first movie before I watched the second one, and I think everyone should do that. 
Um, I do think it will make the second one a little bit more enjoyable. Um, oh, okay. Um, I gave the first one a whole chicken. Um, it might just be because of nostalgia. Um, because as as a movie, I don't think it's like the greatest movie in the world. But in terms of my personal enjoyment, I laughed at every single joke that was coming. I said the words of the lines that I knew was up up and coming. Um, I just had so much fun watching the first one. Um, the second one I watched maybe like an hour or two later. Uh, I watched this with Micah. Um, so again, let's kind of give a little. So obviously, coming to America is directed by Craig Brewster. Um, it was interesting enough that they brought back the original writers and producers, but they also added uh, Kenya Barris. Um, he's the guy that does um, Black as mm. Fuck and um, Growing-ish and all that stuff. And knowing yeah. knowing that he was involved in this, made it made sense. Some of the comedy and some of the jokes in it, I understood why they went in that direction. Um, so th- you got Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Jermaine Fowler, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, Shari Headley, Tanya Taylor, Wesley Snipes, and James Earl Jones. Um, this was meant to be a theatrical release, but because of the COVID pandemic, uh, Amazon bought the rights to it. Um, I'm going to give this a half chicken. Um, I do believe that the pandemic has super hurt this film. I feel like if I watch this um, with a group of friends in the cinema, with a, like, a large crowd of people watching it, some of the jokes that were maybe not as funny, if there was a large crowd of people like laughing and reacting to the same kind of things, you know, it would kind of encourage you to find it funny. And I feel like this would have been an experience because like, I was chatting to one of my aunties and she was like, this kind of was like the Black Panther of the 1980s. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't even realize the first one came out like, it's either 86 or 88. I didn't even realize it was that old because obviously, like, you know, when you grew up and you watched it, you just assumed it came out for you. So I always assumed it came out like in the mid 90s, isn't it? Um, and so, you know, having those that, you know, watch the first one have that nostalgia. And again, it was, it was their version of Black Panther. It would have made a lot of money. Um, I'm going to pass this on to, to Big T. Big T, have you, have you seen this, right? Yeah, I've seen this. Okay, yeah. So what's your surface views and your rating? Well, I did not enjoy this as much as you clearly did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I'll give it a quarter chicken, mm-hmm. a generous quarter chicken. <laughs> um, I think I was utterly disappointed by this film. Mm. I think it forgot it was a comedy for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it focused too much on this storyline of his kid. Um, I don't think there was much storyline, if I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> there wasn't much jokes as well even to be honest <laughs> um, they repeated a lot of the jokes from the first one yeah and it's like i hate it when when sequels do that when they try and like they didn't even try and change it up like they had the same mcdowell's jokes mm. they had the same yeah do you know what i mean every joke was just like the same like there was nothing new to it it was like remember this joke from the first one <laughs> yeah i do you remember this one though? Yeah, I remember that as well. Like, I wish I was watching the first one right now. I kind of like, like that they that... did that day. Nah, what's the point? <laughs> Just watch the first one. Give me a new joke. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like that day. Nah, what's the point of making a new film if you're just going to give me all the same jokes and not do anything new with it? Mm. At least try and do something new with it. Like, they didn't even put a spin on the, on the jokes and make it. You know what I mean? They didn't do nothing. The only bits 
that were funny were in the barbershop. That was funny. Girl love, girl love the barbershop. Because you can't not love the barbershop. Like, they're just jokes. <laughs> yeah. And I liked I liked what they did. Again, they, they kind of subtly made a big deal out of it. I don't know how you can subtly make a big deal out of something, but mm. they managed to do it. When you're in the barbershop, because obviously Eddie Murphy plays the main barber mm-hmm. and the Jewish guy. Yeah. So when they had that one shot where you had them all in the same frame mm-hmm. and then like the camera kind of panned across and, and then the Jewish guy kind of like went behind the guy and and there was kind of like this whoosh, like sound effect. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, look, look at what we're doing with our special effects. <laughs> I was like, I was like, listen, I haven't come here for the special effects. Like I uh, coming to America too should not have a budget for CGI. Like there should not be a CGI <laughs> lion there should not be <laughs> elephants and all this shit. Like, I get it, but that's not why I'm here. Mm. Like, if I want to see a man tra- go through an initiation mm. and take the whisker of a lion, I'd watch Black Panther. You know what I mean? Again, I like that. Like, you're saying that I'm laughing because it was funny. It's not, it was it's not funny. What's funny? Was, Where was the it, joke? It, what was the joke of that scene? That he had to cut off the like to prove that he was a prince. He had to cut off the finger. Um, the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not funny. It though, was. You know like, well, I not... thought I thought it was funny. Exactly. The funniest part. The funniest part of that whole scenario mm-hmm. was during the end credits when they were showing the bloopers, and he was like, "I got the whiskers. I got." And Eddie Murphy was like, "Hey, that's that, 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 that's my thing." From <laughs> obviously from his stand-up from, comedy. Yeah. That was the that made me laugh, but again, that doesn't count because the film's finished. You know what I'm <laughs> I don't know, like I, I was utterly disappointed. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as the original. Yeah, like, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people online saying, "What did you expect it to be as good as the original?" Yeah. No, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. and I was. I, I didn't even expect it to be that good, and mm. I was still disappointed. Oh wow! Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. Like. This movie, it 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 bothered me, you know. Mm. It bothered me. It actually bothered me. Like Mad. it even tried to hang. You know, the, the expression "hang a lantern on it" yeah. was when when you try and state something in the movie to justify something that happens in the movie. Thank you. Oh, about, mm. They they were like, oh, the only movies that America release nowadays are comic book movies, remakes, and, and sequels, sequels to old movies that no one cares about. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. bro, you it's, are a, it's you like, are a sequel it's like jokes. that I don't care about. <laughs> I don't care about this movie, the sequel. I, I like I, I laughed at like, that. I laughed at that. I laughed at that as I, well. I laughed it ironically. I, I didn't laugh with the movie. I was laughing at the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was ironic. Yeah, exactly. It was ironic. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, but but that doesn't justify your existence. Mm. You can't. Can it's I, like yeah. X Men. X Men. Um, which one was it? Apocalypse tried to do that mm. when it was like, well, uh, we can all agree the third one is the worst." Yes, you are the worst <laughs> one. Congratulations. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and you can't justify things just by stating them in the movie. Mm. Like that. That to me that bothered me. Um, it was too reliant on people having seen the original because mm-hmm. rather than like, the jokes weren't even used as good as they was used in the original. They was just callbacks mm. to the original jokes. Mm. Like when they introduced McDowell's and he was like, yeah, we've got the McDowell's, but they've got the this. And it's like, mm. you didn't even set that up right. All you did was just repeat what we remember from the first movie. Mm. So that would only be funny if you've seen the first movie. So to a point, Nana, I get what you're saying, where you're like, if you've seen the first one, rewatch it and then watch this, it might improve it. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, it could make it worse because you will go from a genuine classic 
a good movie with jokes that's actually funny to this thing that someone's made that makes you remember the first one. But if you've just seen the first one, this isn't needed. Yeah. I, in, in a movie with Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, how did Wesley Snipes end up being the funniest guy? Uh, Wesley Snipes guy. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I never knew he could be that funny, to be perfectly honest. I was surprised. That's what I'm saying. He was jokes, bro. Like, oh, one thing, okay, this didn't make me laugh again, mm. but on a meta, a meta thing, mm-hmm. I kind of like it when movies reference other movies that people who are in this movie were in, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, when when they were introducing Wesley Snipes' character and they was they listing off, like, all these titles and stuff yeah. and gassing him. The most endowed were... man in Africa. Yeah, the most yeah. endowed man in Africa. But then when there was, like, the inspiration for Mufasa, yeah. I was like, that was funny, but then I was like... That was funny. James Earl Jones is Mufasa, and James Earl Jones is Eddie Murphy's dad. Like, yeah. That's... There's no one... No one put those two together. That was sick. Yeah, that, that was, was a funny. Great, that was a meta joke. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think this movie was smart enough to make meta jokes. Like, <laughs> I think that was an accident. If I'm honest with you, you but are thing, you yeah, are bodying this movie. Mate, this movie bodied itself. Like <laughs> one thing, yeah, I will say one thing. One positive, I'll give this here. James Earl Jones. This was the best role that James Earl Jones. This was the best role that James Earl Jones has reprised in recent years. Mm. Out of Darth Vader, Mufasa, and and this then the King, this was the best role. Mm. And that's because he was playing a character that was old and dying. (laughs) 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 T, a hundred percent. T, a hundred percent. We need your right to know this. A hundred percent, bruv. Yeah, guys, give us, leave us some reviews so we can get some Rotten Tomatoes, so we can get Rotten Tomatoes so T can just ruin movies. Listen, oh. listen I'm sorry, yeah. It just made me laugh, like, obviously, because you look at Darth Vader and Mufasa, they're meant to have powerful voices, mm. yeah? Mm. And then when he's doing those voices, he's sounding, like, old and feeble. Yeah. But then that made sense here, because he is old and dying, like, he's old and feeble. So I was like, good, perfect. Good casting, oh great, great choice. All right, you know, let me let me get other people's and we'll come back to it. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm uh, not done, you know, but I'm done for Paul, now. Paul, what's what's your surface you and your rating? You know what, Nana? You brought up the the fucking wrestling thing. I gotta come at you. <laughs> and I mean that. In the, I mean that in the most loving way, because. Uh, Whenever I think of Eddie Murphy, I think of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let him have it. Let him have it. And I need, like, I'm sure, I'm sure these two guys don't even know, but uh, Nana and I met last year in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And when we got, I mean, I was, I was accidentally stoned because I thought I was getting a vape from a friend and I didn't (laughs) know. Full of THC, not nicotine. (laughs) So, so it's like 11 o'clock p.m. We're all in this private room of a club, and Nana's just going around making friends with everybody. And, like, what was going on, Nana? I think they had, like, an 80s night yeah, going was, on. Yeah, like, they it, were playing. It was, <laughs> like, playing there was like, there was, like, a TV, like, M- like sh- there was, like, eight TVs. There were yeah. eight TVs in this room. It was, like, MTV. And- they were showing, like, MTV, but, like, for the 80s. And then, yeah. um, no, 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 no. I'm finishing this story, <laughs> Nana. I'm finishing this story. Go ahead, go ahead, and, um, finish. Go 
I'm I, I'm still pretty. I'm still on cloud nine, and everyone's going around and, and, and talking to each other. Nana's being Mister Personality, and there's this guy. His name is Michael, and he is just like really. He's really like burying his soul. He's like telling Nana about like his dad who died or something. It was <laughs> it was intense, and I was like ten feet away. I just see Nana's eyes start shifting to the screen, and his face starts to smile while this guy is just telling him this <laughs> terrible stuff. And the song, and the song "Party All the Time" is playing. <laughs> And, I, and I, I'm gonna butcher it, but all of a sudden, Nana, Nana interrupts the guy. He goes, "That's that's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy." <laughs> he was so excited that Eddie Murphy was singing the song <laughs> that he interrupted this guy, telling him the worst moment of his life. <laughs> that, that, that's that's comeback behavior, you know. No. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I was genuinely no. because, like, but he was. I, I was so excited for Nana to be excited about that. He was so happy. So I've heard that song before, but I've never seen a music video. So I was like, hold on. Is this a music video of like, let's say it's someone else's song, but they want Eddie Murphy to play the character in this music video. But then I was like, no, like it's not a lip sync. Like it's actually Eddie Murphy singing. And I was like, I was like, I was like, holy shit, Eddie Murphy sings this song. Like, how have I reached the age of 31 or whatever it was and did not know this piece of information? It was like mind blowing. I was so excited for you to learn that, Nana. I was, <laughs> I was living vicariously through you. Uh, no, um, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I, wow. think the, I think the first major strike against this movie is it wasn't rated R. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because that first movie, okay, I, I may get flagged for this, but like the first coming to America is kind of in a way like a scripted bull rat. Like they mm -hmm. come and they flip everything that Americans do on their head. Yeah. And they make fun of it. They wait 30 years. They have so much more new material to just make fun of like society for America. And they didn't do it. Yeah. Like they mm. hardly did it. Wesley Snipes stole the goddamn show. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like, just like he stole his tax returns. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a quarter mm. chicken because, in a way, and I know they make a joke out of it, but like it really, it really took away from Eddie Murphy's character, like the love he had for his wife. Mm. It took a lot of that away yeah. from the first movie that we find out unspinnotes to us that he was trying to get away from the one-night stands to find his true love, to find out that he got hit multiple times by a ram. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I thought that took away from... I thought that took away from the first movie. I I mean, like, if you're going to... Like, if you're really going to do Coming to America, I'm sure you guys are going to disagree, then you have his daughter go find a fucking husband and he comes with her and is just thrown back into this crazy... Yeah, that would probably would have yeah. been a much better story. That would have been much better. And then, you could have, and then instead, you could have had General Izzy pursuing her to get married so he can then go to be on the throne instead of... Exactly. That, that, yeah, that actually does make a, a, a better story. Um, yeah, yeah put, put her in America looking for the guy. And I'm sorry, the whole fucking... 
like showcasing of his daughter where she's singing and all of a sudden he becomes like the greatest freestyle rapper of all time. This is fucking stupid. Throwing up. Her in that yeah. outfit though. Oh my day. She looks sexy. Who who was that? I feel like I should know who that is. Bro, and how do you not how do you not have Samuel Jackson trying to rob the McDowells in Africa now? That is a fucking missed opportunity. <laughs> mm. he, he, he would have cost way too much. He would have caused way yeah, too much. He's he's doing anything that comes his way. Come on. Mm, yeah, I guess mm, I they know. still put him in. They still put him in there. Do you know what I mean? Like this film was so desperate for you to remember the first film. It started just straight up putting scenes from the first film in it. Yeah, it like, did. It was like fuck it. Like let's just put this scene in. <laughs> and, and like the one. Sorry, go ahead. No, like and I was just gonna say like the, like they keep Eddie Murphy was such a cool character in the first one that they do shit on it so much by making him everything he wanted to be against and to the fact that they even address that and he's still not changing. And then at the very end it's like, oh, change all these laws. Let's make sure you're the queen and women get all this. Like, no, that's that just feels like it was written in at the 10th hour. Mm. I do agree what you said about like not being R-rated her and like one of the things that I always knew that it would hurt this film is that comedy has changed and like with the council culture i knew there was they weren't gonna push the boundaries as much as they could have with that first mm. movie even though we did get no, like, but, the kunta kente but, and even, stuff. but i don't think you even went far so enough. gone even so um no, no they could they could have used that and they they did a little bit because a few of the that the, the random times when a joke popped up that i actually thought was funny mm was like was was kind of referring to what you're saying about how times have changed in this whole um politically correctness thing now when when the barber shop was when the barber man was like something like oh i used to have an i used to have a niece and now he's my nephew or something like that mm. like like that kind of joke and the whole thing with the um uh with the with the preacher how he was like some some like pervert preacher back in the day so that now like when he's preaching he's got a second guess what he's saying mm. and he was like oh now that we bring together two voluptuous uh people or something like mm. do you know what i mean like you, you could tell what he was gonna say so but i don't think they 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 weren't the, the, the script wasn't smart enough to utilize it properly mm. like it was too focused on do you remember this do you remember this from the first one do you remember this from the first one uh, remember like, yes yeah. Remember? They didn't remember? even. Yeah, member berries. Like this was a member berries. Member? Like, oh yeah. This movie. Yeah. Not only was it a member berries movie. This movie wished it was still the nineties. Like it had salt and pepper in there, and on and Vogue. Dumb. Like it wished it was the nineties still. Like it was like, mm. dude. Like this script may have been in the works since the nineties, but mm. come on, like, like. And don't. Bit, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm sorry. And don't call it coming to America when they're hardly in America. Call it staying in the Munda. Originally, because this this movie has been in the works for a long time. Martin Lawrence apparently was rumored to originally be involved with it. Mm -hmm. But it was meant to be called coming to Africa, which would have made more sense. Coming to America, coming to Africa. Mm. But no, they called it coming to America, America, which again is a dumb trope that they do (laughs) when they put numbers in movies in weird places yeah so like wasn't wasn't at one point kevin hart meant to play his um son 
Yeah, I think I, as well. I Kevin am Hart so glad they, I'm so glad they didn't pick Kevin Hart. Nah, he would have. Mm. I don't think he would have done well in this movie. Yeah. Or maybe he would, he would be a Susan. Couldn't have done worse than this random guy that they've got in there. Like I don't even know who <laughs> this was. Um, he was in. Uh, is it Black Klansman? Was oh. he? Was he not Black Klansman? Um, is it sorry? Sorry to bother you. Nah, which he hasn't seen. He was which in- I told him he needs to go and see. And that was with Lakeith Stanfield. That's okay. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. I remember him being in that, but I don't remember. I don't remember no, this no, Black, guy. Like. No, Black Klansman. Sorry to bother you. I'm pretty. He played the friend, and when they were like complimenting each other. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Grabbing> him. <laughs> but anyway, oh. he he wasn't good enough for this movie. Um, it should have focused more on Eddie Murphy. Mm. And again. I keep coming back to this movie, just wanted you to remember the first one and it didn't even take the time to incorporate things properly. Like it was just like Mm. every now and again, it would just slap you in the face with a reference to the original Mm. to the point where at the end, during the end credit scene, John Legend just randomly turns up. Yeah, what was that? And and sings the song. I assume that was because like he was like the musical producer for this film. Yeah, but he wasn't for the original. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? Again, yeah, I remember that song. That was a funny part of the film. Mm. It's random to put it in this film, though. And again, they didn't even put it in in a clever way. They were like, shit, let's just get John Legend to sing it during the credits. Mm. Okay? Thanks, yeah. John. Did you not, la- did you not la- laugh at the <laughs> I'm gonna, name? I'm going to co-watch the first one now. <laughs> did you not laugh at the name of Nick Doria? Nextoria. Oh, Nextoria. Next country. Like I cracked, I cracked up like that. And the fact that the the um, I can't remember her name was, but she was still hopping on one leg and barking like a dog, and she'd been doing that for thirty years. That made me fucking that, yeah. that, that made me laugh. And I, I again, I enjoyed them bringing everybody back. Like they even brought back the rapping twins. Like and, you know, unless you've again, if I hadn't watched the first one, like literally an hour or two before. I saw the second one. I may not have remembered that, and I, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, Good question: Who, who was that white guy who was part of McDonald's? Because I don't remember him for the first movie at all. He was the one that said, "Oh, I, I remember start. I remember I started from cleaning, and now I'm doing fries." He was, he was there. He, he, oh. he, he, he was involved. He was involved. Um, He's now started dressing like uh, you know, he started dressing like women now. But that's Louis Anderson. He yeah. used to host Family Feud over here. No way! All right, yeah. cool, 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 cool. That's mad. Um, See, because like, I saw him, I was like, yeah, I just don't know. Uh, anyway, sorry. Let me give my rating quickly. Yeah. I gave it a quarter chicken. Okay. Um. Um. So I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm not gonna add anything to. Uh, to sorry. So, so it's a little bit more on the positive stuff. Um, of this movie, uh, I got the Dora Milaje vibes, which was from his daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a dope was being stuff. That was that was like a, a, a nod to um, Black Panther, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. and they also had the Black Panther joke. actually, when they went, um, ah, oh, um, oh, Wakanda's a fictional country, and blah blah. I'm like, yeah, so is this one. So I thought, yeah, it was a bit funny there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the cast, though. I mean, Arsenio Hall didn't look like he aged much at all. Um. You had Michael Blackson in there, who was the announcer for um, was the Slap's character, uh, Retimi Akinosho, who um, was was the Slap's character's son. Um, actually, it's the fact I also saw about Afro-Nation in Ghana, so oh, nice. that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's a singer, so yeah, yeah, very talented guy. Um, 
I thought what was pretty cool is that having a funeral narrated by Morgan Freeman was was pretty sick. Because, I mean, when I die, I, I want I want him to narrate my life. I don't care how boring it is, we make it sound cool. Mm. Um, I thought the choir was funny, the choir at the funeral, because they kept trawling Akeem. Mm. Um, loads of inside jokes about the about the prequel. So, um, yeah, a lot of it were hit, were hit and miss. And like you guys all said, if you wanted, I mean, this movie should have been, I, in my opinion, I think this movie should have been better than the than the original, just because that the first movie anyway, just because there's so much content that uh, that they could have used. Um, and lastly, I said, yeah, electric slide at a wedding. <laughs> it ain't a wedding uh, without yeah. one. It ain't a black wedding without one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was it. So yeah, not I mean, just just very vanilla for me. Mm. Did, say, did you know that yeah. all the all the scenes in Wakanda was filmed in Rick Russ's house? It was a Munda. Yeah, no, I'm saying that was Rick Russ's house. Like he has a, like a mega mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, you mean what you mean both in Black Panther and this movie or just No, no, movie? just just in this movie, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> he has uh Rick Ross has a two hundred and thirty five acre mega mansion in Georgia. It has twelve bedrooms, twenty one bathrooms, or a separate four thousand square square feet home. It's the biggest single yeah. family home in Georgia and has the largest pool in the US. Like Mad. I think they had to use it because obviously they're filming in a pandemic and stuff like that, having everyone in one yeah. location. Obviously, no one could just be flying to Africa and coming back and shit like that. Um, yeah, man, I had fun with it. Like again, I feel like you know, not being filmed in cinema, not being not being shown in cinemas, and like you know, having that vibe and having that feel good factor um, affected it. And if you know, times were different. It might have done a bit better, and like the critics might have been giving it a bit, a bit of a, a better rating, and being, you know, maybe not so, or maybe harsh isn't the right word. Because oh my days, I'm bare sneezing. Um, maybe not the right word for it, but like you know, I feel like watching at home doesn't have the same experience as watching in a packed cinema, and um, we should have got that. Um, anyone mm-hmm. wants to say anything else before we move on to the last little thing, which hopefully T will be back in time for. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. Yeah, mine? Nope, I'm good. All right, so we had the Wonder Vision finale, episode nine. Has everyone seen it? Yes. Everyone's seen it. Why? Why? T just picks the worst time to disappear in it. This is like his segment and his bit. <laughs> um, I have only watched this once. I feel like I need to definitely watch it again. Um, I have not loved the back end of this show. It's... Mm-hmm. Anticlimactic is probably not the the right word, but like I've not been as gassed as I would have liked to be for a Marvel event or a Marvel movie or a Marvel TV show. I felt that yeah. this ending it left more questions than answers, and mm. you know maybe not again. We don't know fully what source material they're going off, but as someone that's not like a super comic book nerd, and this is why T is our resident comic book expert. I don't know. I, I felt unfulfilled. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 like, I, I needed more. I need to be fully satisfied. And, you know, if this, obviously, if they execute this well on Doctor Strange 3 and Spider-Man, no, Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man 3, then maybe, um, I will feel that level of, of satisfaction. But right now I'm just like, hmm. 
you know, again, more questions than answers. Um, Paul, what did you think of the, the um, episode finale? I, I I agree with you um, that there was more questions than answers. I think that they did set some stuff up that I would have liked to see answers to. Like, we never found out who the contact was. Mm-hmm. Um. I would have loved to see that. I think a bit like I'm gonna give man. This is so close to a whole chicken, but I'm gonna give it a three quarters, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm sorry, um, a three piece. Yeah. Um, like I still love it. I think even when Marley, even when WandaVision isn't at its best, it's still better than a lot of other stuff. A lot of people are putting out. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's, I love that's the true. whole journey into grief and in, in, into grief. Um, but I think. I think a big thing is the writing was so good the whole season is that we all came up with these theories. We all were doing research. We were really making guesses and predictions. And for it to not even come close to what I predicted at all, I was like, oh, man. But then again, I'm not a writer for Marvel, and that's mm. probably that's probably a fantastic thing for, for everybody involved. But like, I, just, I thought it was fun to see them kind of do the Incredibles thing and fight as a family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to see her kind of does she not look like magneto in final form like yeah, she, she looked spitting image she magneto. did with that with that massive uh i was i don't know what was the coat was it that she had it was on. like a half trench coat or something like a yeah. sleeveless trench coat but like the design was this i still think he's coming mm. I still, like and we never like we never got payoff to the commercials um yeah i would have liked to see the actors pop up like I do like that they're kind of treading water. Like, is she just going to be a villain? I mean, she's still good, but, like, the people of Westview obviously hate her now. That's going to spread. You know, the after credit scene. Like, the whole whole boner thing pissed me off. Oh, yeah. That that fucking pissed me off so much. (laughs) They trolled. They trolled. I think they did it on purpose. They trolled. The MCU liked to troll its fans. And I think they well, just knew, like fucking knew. Paul Bettany. They knew Paul this. Bettany, that son of a bitch. He <laughs> said, uh, "He said I can't wait to work with this actor I've always wanted to work with." And you find out he was talking oh, about working with himself. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, they love it. Like they gave us a dick joke. Like, come on, that's that's like very clever and funny. I, even though it's annoying. <laughs> It's funny, do you know what I mean? Ralph Boner. Yeah. Yeah, it was Boner. like I mean, uh, like obviously like it wasn't my favorite, but it still doesn't mean it's bad. Mm. Marvel mm. is just second to none when they're putting this world together. I do not think we're done mm. with her story. I do not think we're done with Vision. I think I don't know if we're gonna get a second season. I have a feeling like I have a feeling this did huge numbers for Disney Plus to the point where I was reading uh, I was reading an article that said Disney Plus is now projected in two years to have almost double the subscriptions that Netflix has. Boy. And that is saying something, and I don't think yeah. they're too far off on that one. Um, so, like, Kevin Feige, if he sees money, he's going to want to bring this character. Like, we do know she's coming back in Doctor Strange, which was an awesome job setting setting that up at the end. And, like... They kind of shit on Agatha, right? Like, they made her so cool, and then she just kind of became a typical villain mm. yeah. at the end. But three-piece check, you know, it gets it, a three-piece. Yeah. Uh, Mine, what's your, what's your views and, you know, of, of the overarching season and everything? 
It was good. I was a bit dis- I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, so I think I'll give it a half chicken. Mm. This is the fir- this is the first time I've ever given it a half chicken. Yeah. Even um the previous episode, I still th- I think I gave it a, a three piece. Um, I did feel almost cheated again. I know that it's because this this series leads on to other movies. I can kind of forgive it in that aspect, but even just some semblance of knowing who it is that we're going to see and whatnot would have helped. I mean. When we watched the first Avengers movie, they teased that at um, Thanos, so we knew he was coming up at some point. It didn't matter how many years it took. So I'd just have liked to see a tease of whether it was Mephisto or someone else. Um, I mean, even now, I don't think Mephisto is the main um, villain anymore, or yeah, the villain we uh, likely see. I, I think it's now it could either be him or or someone else now. So mm. I just I just want a bit of confirmation to know who it is. Do you know what I mean? Um, in saying that, though, um, I thought I thought it was okay. Um, I teased out here, but um, he was correct about the matchups about um, Monica Rambeau fighting against uh, against Pietro, mm-hmm. um, Vision versus Vision, and uh, OC Agatha versus um, Wonder. versus Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, Agatha felt very. Yeah, Paul, like like you like you. I thought that she just became like just a like a run the mill villain at the end. I thought her plan had been a lot cleverer than it was. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um I don't know. I mean it was interesting to see that, you know, um one of the agents of Sword ended up being a scroll. Uh, because I thought they were overdone with. But oh, yeah, no, I saw that coming yeah. from a mile away. The, because, yeah. again, I watched this with mine and I was like, oh, initially I was like, she's probably going to speak to Nick Fury, but I was like, oh, actually, Nick Fury's in space, so it's going to be yeah. um, some someone, uh, a, a scroll. And when it did that, I was like, okay, yeah, I was right. Um, yeah. What do you call it? I, again, like I said, there's so many more questions. Like, where's, what's going to happen with White Vision? What's going to happen with the kids like are, yeah. are, are we getting nightmare are we getting mephisto um you know is she gonna reach out to dr strange because she now wants to go and save her kids because her kids aren't dead mm. like there's so many questions and like how does this tie in with spider-man because obviously we're gonna go into the multiverse like um f- what's it called not not far from him can't get home where it's called i can't remember what it's called um no way home no way no home. home and then there's rumors that's gonna be um the multiverse <laughs> and that like what uh, I again, I don't like not fee and also wasn't this meant to come up? Let me just hold on. Wasn't this meant to come out after Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So that means we're not yeah. gonna get any, we're not gonna get any answers from Falcon and the Winter Soldier because this was a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier was originally meant to come out before One Division. So it's not like mm. unless they've like um, recorded some extra scenes or done some edits, like we don't know. And like we're now gonna have to wait till Doctor Strange two, which I. I'm, yeah, that's really too, which I, I don't even know when that's coming out. So it's a lot of time to be just hanging about waiting for more information. Yeah, definitely. By the way, did anyone notice the sort of uh, Wizard of Oz reference? Oh, there was the between the boots. Yeah, yeah. With the boots. I mean, it was, it was glaringly obvious that's what they were going for, but I thought it was still uh, well, nice that they added that in there. There's been Wizard of Oz references since like episode one. Like It's, it's, been, mm. like, it's been like a running theme throughout the whole show. So again, yeah, it was nice yeah. for them to like put it out blatantly for those that like may not have caught it. Um, mm. 
But yeah, so do we think at so at some point we will we see Evan Peters again as Peter Boner or Ralph Boner? Or, as or, as Ralph, Ralph 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 Boner slash uh, Quicksilver slash whoever else? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know because. At first, because at first, the whole reason why like this multiverse theory was sparked was because we saw Pietro. But then yeah. we know that we now know that um, yes, it's the same actor as in the um, was what, what was it? Was it? It was the expert first cast. Was it? it was um, Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past. That's the one. Yeah, where yeah, where we see him. So that theory is now out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does remain is that people do have powers, and Monica Rambeau is the first of them to. Um, for us, for the people to have them manifested. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how they're going to introduce the expert unless they're all the all expert are going to come from this one point in time or what? during the multiverse they, they or during the uh, various multiverse um, fights. There's going to be I don't know, maybe a culmination of all these universes joined into one, possibly. Well, I think that I think the mutants are still there because that was kind of alluded to in last week's episode. With she kind of had the power to like fuck with that missile, right? Or it was yeah. kind of hinted at that, and then it was the power, it was the mind stone that really kind of unleashed it. So maybe something is going to happen to like unleash the inner mutant and everybody else. But like, what kind of hell now? Is she still putting the people through, like through uh, the people of Westview through? Like at the end, they saw that Agatha was a bad guy, so mm. they're all freed. But she's still living in Westview as like a '50s version of herself. Like they're still gonna see her mm. in the daytime and be like, "When is this bitch gonna snap?" Like, oh, <laughs> uh, now that you said that, yeah. Yeah, I, you're absolutely, I, I, you're absolutely I, I would right. Just kill her if again. If I was in Westview and I seen all that, I'm killing Agatha. Like the the very first moment I get here, yeah, <laughs> I'm killing her. I'm slitting her throat or sight, man. Like, why why would you want this potentially powerful witch? Like, she's she's caused all this drama before, and look what happened. Like, are you gonna really believe that Wanda's gonna keep her under control? Like, Wanda's even like. I, like I said, for me, I think that Wanda's going to be reading this book, realising that she doesn't have um, enough information. Agatha mm. mentioned about her being more powerful than the Source Supreme, which, again, it depends on what time period of Source Supreme she's referring to, because mm. I think right now, yes, she's, she's stronger than Doctor Strange, but remember, Doctor Strange was only like in his first year as a Source Supreme. So obviously he's still got some training to do. By the time I think Doctor Strange is like the real source of Supreme, I don't think Wanda's gonna be able to touch him. So I think she's nah, gonna be able to she will be. Well, it, according to the comics, she she is in the comics. Um, yeah. What kind of sex do you think those two can have in in Doctor Strange too, man? After reading <laughs> those books, they're gonna get funky with each other, man. Oh, they get me started. Well, <laughs> He's gonna pull out those fucking hundred hands and work his magic, you know? Yo. <laughs> uh, well, White Vision's gonna turn back up, so you know, yeah, that's another loose end that needs to be tied as well. Well, and like, what the fuck? Like, he's got all the memories. He's got all the memories up until 
he died, right? So does he just fly back to Wakanda? He's like, where the fuck is Thanos, man? Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Um, yeah, but oh, I'd be um, from last week. T said that um, he does get his color back, and the way he gets his color back is by combining himself with an alternate reality version of himself. We thought that alternate reality version of himself was going to be the one that we um, see now. Wonders, wonders mm. vision, yeah. But that wasn't the case, so that still leaves a massive question mark there. And oh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, uh, you're, you're lucky. There I, he I, is. I, I was just about to end things. You, all right. Um, has anyone got anything else they want to say about One Division? I don't. Well, I want to hear T. Yeah, T. Right, you, you, you have five minutes. Go. Oh, he's, he's on mute. Oh my days, this guy. Oh my days. All right. Um, I don't even know where he's going to be back. Um, let me see. Actually, did I write notes? No. Right. I just realized I was on mute. Sorry. You are so right. <laughs> All right. You have five minutes. Go. All right. Um, okay. One division. I would get this episode um, a free piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was quite a whole chicken. Um, even though it is so close, like, I really want to give it a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's just something about it. Like Maybe it's because of all the theories and stuff that, that didn't pan out. Not that I'm blaming the episode for it. That's the fans' fault. Like we <laughs> speculate and it's fun to do that. Mm. And just because it doesn't end up happening in the show, doesn't make it bad. Do you know what I mean? It just didn't happen. Like, mm. but it's still fun to speculate in the meantime. Um, anyway, so there was no Mephisto, no Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. no X-Men or mutants or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a dick joke. We got a dick joke, Ralph Bona, <laughs> you know, th- that there was no multiverse shit going on there. Mm-hmm. It was just a random guy, which I think, one of us speculated about, or we mentioned the possibility of in recent, like it was clearly, it was a stunt casting. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. knew casting him as Quicksilver would confuse us as an audience as much as WandaVision was, con- uh, WandaVision, as much as Wanda was confused in the show. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the point of that casting. But also having him just be Ralph Boner kind of also cuts off any chance at them incorporating the Fox X-Men universe into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was recently announced that they that Marvel are going to be rebooting the X-Men franchise with a movie called The Mutants. Yeah, was that, was that officially um, confirmed though? Like it was like one of those, um, okay, it wasn't as bad as we got discovered, but like it was a, you know, a, 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 a one website of those. outlet. But supposedly this website outlet is very um like they're on job in it, they're normally right. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think that's a weird title though, the mutants. They might as well just call it X Men. Like, yeah. They didn't call Spider Man like, Boy. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's mm. boy who got bit by a spider. Like Spider Man. Like mm. you can reboot a film and just name it. Anyway. I like this episode. I think it it wrapped up everything nicely. Um, I think the battles were good. Um, obviously, you had Agatha versus Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to absorb her chaos magic. Uh, I like the way um, Wanda threw the car at her, which was similar to the what she did in Civil War against Iron Man. She threw all those cars at him. Mm-hmm. And then I like the way later on in the episode... She did that like creepy, like glitchy walk up behind her, and then 
did the vision thing in her mind, mm-hmm. which is like what she did in her original appearance in Age of Ultron. She kind of had all those powers. Um, so it was nice little callbacks to her original powers. Um, the book, reference to the Book of the Damned, mm-hmm. or the Dark Hold, as it's known in the comics, um, which is uh, a book made by Cthone, uh, who is the god of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This could lead into Doctor Strange 2. Um, also, apparently, I didn't see this far, but this book, the, the Dark Hold, was also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, during the Ghost Rider event. Mm. Now, oh. am I wrong? Am I right that it was Mephisto that gave Ghost Rider his powers? Uh, I know I know, it was the devil, but I don't know if the devil's name himself was Mephisto. Was be. it the devil, the, de- the devil devil, or was it Mephisto the devil? I, f- I thought it was a devil devil. The Maybe devil, it was devil. a devil devil. Mm. Um, anyway, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting connection. Um, she mentions. Oh, uh, sorry, carry on. Oh, hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Um, just on Wiki, it says later revealed to be an archdemon named Mephisto. Um, so it says the first supernatural ghost rider is a stop motor cyclist, John Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's the actual comic books. Um, so it's Mephisto in the comic books that gives him the yeah. um powers, but in terms yeah. of the actual movie, it's um having a quick look right now mm. because this will be interesting mm. um uh, Mephistoles is the name Mephistoles oh, yeah okay. so they kind of they kind of went around the copyright Hercules 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 Mephistoles Mephistoles <laughs> sorry go ahead. Um, but yeah so I, I don't know I think in Doctor Strange 2 because we've also had I don't know if it's been confirmed or speculated but um, Nightmare He's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. Um, okay. So I think because Marvel in the movies sometimes like to make like amalgamations of their characters, kind of fuse them into one. Mm-hmm. So I think they may kind of combine Cathone and Mephisto and maybe even Nightmare into like one entity mm-hmm. um, because well, it would just streamline things and make it easier for them going forward. I, I want to say like episode six, they mentioned um nightmare or someone makes a reference and talks about you know being trapped yeah. in a nightmare i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. exactly um but yeah so i i don't know um agatha mentions that the scarlet witch's power exceeds that of the sorcerer supreme yeah so she's more powerful than dr strange well like i said i think it depends on who or has what, potential to be yeah but i think it depends on which sorcerer supreme she's talking about because is she True. talking about Strange or the Ancient One, or she's talking about one from like the nineteen thirties when she was first around? Because mm. the Ancient One, the the, um, the Ancient One, the Source of Supreme changes, right? True, but I think I think the point of it is is like look how powerful Wanda is with no training right now. Mm. Do you know what I mean she doesn't need to read the book, she doesn't need to know any of the spells, she just does things on instinct. Yeah. Whereas Doctor Strange, even though he learned quick, he still had to read the books and learn. Yeah. And he yeah. has to do the specific hand movements. But he's he also still do... a beginner though. Huh? He's also still a beginner in his craft. Like it's like year one Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But he is 
if I'm not wrong, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he's been given the title, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. it's because right now it's like he passed it on to him. He's still got to learn to be the Sorcerer Supreme. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? True. Like in time, I think he will have the skills and the, and the power levels to be classified as a Sorcerer Supreme. And he's taking on that role right now because it's kind of bestowed upon him and he's probably is right now one of the best to have the role but yeah he's still a baby like do you know what i mean he's still got time to develop his powers and become like better uh true mm. um what i was gonna talk about quickly um uh, i just wanted i don't want to take too long um i like the effect of when she was releasing the hex that the vision and the twins started like falling apart mm-hmm. um and then obviously that added like a layer of of drama where it was like okay she could release the townspeople and remove the hex but then she's going to lose her family um which led to the kind of heartbreaking ending of the episode where like they put the kids to bed Mm -hmm. um and you see the hex closing in on them and she has her last little moments with vision Mm -hmm. uh and then everything's just gone do you know what i mean and the house is gone and it, it ends where it started and she's standing in the middle of the, the patch of land where the house was. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really touching ending. Mm-hmm. Um, just to go back a bit, I loved, 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 loved the vision versus vision battles. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was the best part of the episode because Agatha versus Wanda, there's only so much times I can see two people floating, <laughs> throwing energy balls at each other. It gets a bit boring after a while. Mm. Even though mm. there was meaning behind it, like I like the whole thing of like she was absorbing her magic. So when Wanda caught her in the illusion mm. of being back with the witches and then Agatha kind of switched it on her, like she let her think she had the upper hand, but then she switched it on her. Mm. Wanda kind of did the same thing back with the with the runes, the giant runes yeah. on the hex walls, which I thought was sick. Mm. The effects were really good. Um but so again, even though it made sense that like she's just throwing energy at her, letting mm-hmm. her think she's getting the upper hand when really she has, she doesn't because you can absorb all the energy you want, but you can't use it. And then when she absorbed it back, she, she got the actual comic book, um, Scarlet Witch costume, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. I think the crown is a little bit too small. Um, yeah, I think a lot bigger. I, I weirdly think that the one that she wore, in the Halloween episode was better because mm-hmm. just because it was bigger. Um, anyway, going to the vision on vision. I love that fight. I the ship of Theseus thought experiment was interesting, wasn't it? Oh my days. That, that was, that was my favorite bit. As much as I loved them shooting lasers at each other and phasing through each other and all that shit was, was really, was really cool. Um, obviously they're both vision. So yeah. they're both logic. They're both like, intelligent beings that are going to resolve this that they're going to get and and it was like um uh when he was like okay my prime directive is destroying vision and he's like but your vision and he's like oh shit it's like (laughs) kind of funny and then like he was like i require elaboration or something like that yeah just discuss like who is the real vision Mm. um like and and the, the talk of the ship of theseus where it's like well, if every piece has been replaced over time, is it still the ship of Theseus or is mm. it something new? Mm. And if you was to take all the old pieces and remove the rock from it and rebuild another ship using all the pieces, would that be the ship of Theseus? 
or would neither of them be it? Mm. And it's like, that's like, it was the perfect metaphor for these two visions. Mm. Um, in a way, a bit less philosophical, but it reminded me of an episode of Only Fools and Horses where um, the guy, I can't remember his name, um, but he's, he wins an award because he's a, he's a, a road sweeper. Mm. He wins an award for um, saving the, the council money mm. because he maintained his broom for 20 years. Like for 20 years, he says he's had the same, same broom, broom. And, and never got a new one. Mm. But then he was like, yeah, I, I look after my broom. This, this one broom has had 12 heads and 13 handles. Mm. And it's like, well, if you replace <laughs> both the heads and the handles over the years, it's not the, same, it's not broom. the same broom, is yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Um, so it, just, it made me laugh. It reminded me of that. Mm. Right. His memory's been restored now, the original yeah. vision. Mm -hmm. And then he shot off somewhere. Yeah. So he may have his memories back, but I don't think he's got his emotions back. I mm. think he's still, he's going to be the emotionless white vision from the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, but he does have his memories back. So we're going to see what he does there. Maybe he's going to go after Sword for using him, mm -hmm. or I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, sir. Quick but, question. Um, I think eventually she might use her chaos magic to kind of combine her vision with the real vision and and make the perfect vision again, like that, that we all know and love and want to come back. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the climax was epic. I love the the red sky the background the thunder that was going on uh the runes um right, i like how it ended when she imprisoned her back as agnes i mm -hmm. thought that was deep um and agatha mentions at one point you have no idea what you've released yeah so is she just could she be talking about cathone or mephisto or something or nightmare in a, or nightmare exactly well so we don't know all right, sorry, was it mine or Paul that wanted to answer your question? I think... I, I, I wanted to ask a question okay. quickly. So, oh, during the fight between Wanda and Agatha, right, did anyone else get any flashbacks of when it was... Do you remember the Hulk movie with... um Oh, his name was... um Eric, Eric, Eric Banner. Oh, Eric Banner. Oh, the Eric Banner one. The Eric Banner one, and he was fighting against his dad right at the end of the movie, as his dad yeah. went to absorb his powers. Did anyone get a flashback of that? Um, oh, that's true. No, I've blocked that movie from my. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. yeah, because yeah, yeah, because when you know Agatha was absorbing the powers and she wanted more, and uh, Wanda said, "I don't even want them." That take it right. It just mm. reminded me of that bit where um, Eric Banner's Hulk said, "Oh, Eric Banner's Bruce Banner said, take if you want my power, take it, take it all.' That thing. So mm. I quite a little bit of nod to that." Um, mm. Is, I, is think all. It, I think it was good though it was done better in this because I think again, so, yeah, again in a lot of things they're like oh you want the power take the power mm. and then the villain takes you the power you can't like, handle oh, no, the power too much power mm. I can't handle this power like I thought they was going to do something dumb like that but it wasn't it was it was clever the way they revealed that she'd set up the runes and stuff and you might have the power but you can't use it now mm. and then mm. she absorbed it all back I thought that was quite that was like a nice little twist um Monica, fully embracing her powers from the comics now. She's going to be Photon. They kind of set up Captain Marvel 2 as well. Yeah. Um, with that little end credit scene of her, the, the scroll yeah. turning up and being like, yeah, he's he's waiting for you. And then she was like, where? And then she pointed up. Now, me as an idiot, 
obviously like they're in the theater mm-hmm. and then she pointed up i was like what is he in the projection room <laughs> 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 um, and then you had the end end credit scene mm-hmm. of wanda out in like the woods somewhere all right did that woods not look like the place where Thanos went and got his head cut off uh no i don't think that was on earth I know it wasn't, but didn't that that cabin not remind you of that? Yeah, 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 kind of. Mm. To me, it kind of gave me like the whole imagery of the witch that lives in the cabin in the woods. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that kind of thing. I thought that was interesting. Um, she's clearly developing her powers. She has the the book of the damned or the dark hold now, mm. and um, at the very end, you hear her kids screaming like help or something like yeah. that. So, again, like, could it be Mephisto? Because now nah, that's a Mephisto... trap. That's huh? a trap. That's a trap. Her, hearing the kids is that. That's a trap. That's looking for it her to open. Yeah, that's a trap, man. Mm. Mm. I don't know because again, like in the comics, her kids turn out to be made from Mephisto's part of oh. his soul or his energy or yeah. something. So it could be Mephisto. It could be um, Cthone because it was from the Dark Hold book. So could have been that realm. It could. It could be a number of things. To be it's honest, it's true because right? her powers also stem from Cthone. So exactly, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it, it could be a number of things. I think maybe they're gonna f- fuse them together and make like a, a amalgamation character out of one of them. Mm. But I refuse to speculate going forward because. It's proven to be pointless. Oh, hundred um, percent. They trolls. <laughs> I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. I, I gave, like I said, I gave us a half. I don't think we're here to hear, but I gave a half check just because I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> I spent hours pouring into like all I, the um, theories and whatnot. Yeah. All right. Paul, Paul is. I, I I still gave it a free piece because mm-hmm. as as much as it like didn't live up to people's speculations. Again, mm-hmm. like it's fun to speculate and we can't blame them for not doing nah. what we expected mm. them to do. Exactly. And also, I know people probably got upset about the reveal of, um, uh, what's his name? Quicksilver just being Ralph Boner. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was funny. I was <laughs> yeah. laughing so much <laughs> and I was fueled. I was fueled by the hatred that I can feel from everyone from around the world. I was, like, I was, a, I was a Sith Lord in that moment. I was like, yes, let the hate fuel you. Oh, man. <laughs> let it consume you. Everyone getting so mad. And then when he was revealed to be called Bona, I was like, I think they slapped you in the face with their dick. Like, I was like, it's true, though. Problem. It's true, though, because man. one thing one thing I hate to happen is that they pander to fans and, you know, like, they, ends they, up being like a Star Wars thing where the fans literally the fans destroyed it. They do pander to fans a bit anyway. But all right, all right we got to end the show. Paul, yeah. uh, would you like to plug your shows before we wrap up? Yes, please. Yeah, um, I got Movies from the Heart, Animated Backcast is supposed to be coming back soon, and then I've been doing one with Jesse Candelori called The Cine Dudes, and that's that's it. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Again, guys, um, Twitch, go check us out on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, you can give us free money, like Paul has done while we started recording like three hours ago. Um, yeah, do it, support the show, and we can have better shows for you. We could, like, I might even get a new laptop with the funds you guys give us. Probably not, but, um, you know, 
every oh. little every, every, like, like like we say over here as dot every little helps um yeah um but yeah guys it's that's been, tesco what i thought what's as dot oh as does um What's as, as the as, as the price as the price oh yeah Tesco every little helps <laughs> um, alright cool <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you very much for joining in um, Paul say bye to the people bye <laughs> Big T say bye to the people well it should be Martin bye to the people Martin say bye to the people bye everyone catch you next time alright guys thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed the episode catch you guys next week bye bye now <laughs>